Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motosport.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. Public Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, June 22nd, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Got a great show tonight. We got two champions coming on. Monster Energy Kawasaki, Eli Tomac will be in. Colin, and I should say, about his winning his first 450 Supercross Championship. Chase Sexton from Geico Honda will also call us. He won the 250 East title, defending that in a rather exciting showdown race in uh, Salt Lake City. The Yamaha LCQ Challenge draw will be tonight. Thank you, everybody, for buying tickets. You can still do it right now for probably another couple hours. Get your chance to win a 2020 YZ450, a couple of Yamaha generators, a set of gear from Fly Racing. Those are three prizes we're giving away. Just 20 bucks. All the money goes to our Yamaha LCQ Privateer Heroes. Cade Clayson clinched it with his uh, ride in Salt Lake City 7. Bubba Pauly moved into second. Nick Schmidt third. The 7 Deuce Deuce fourth. So thanks for uh, supporting that. And uh, yeah, again, it's still open if you want to buy a ticket. Link in my bio on Instagram or pulpamex.com as well. Just 20 bucks. So we're going to do that draw tonight. Thank you, Yamaha, for that. That's awesome. Uh, like I said, Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Kate Clayson all on board tonight. As are you people, we are back in the studio in Las Vegas. That means we are back in video form. And thank you for uh, listening while we were up there in SLC. They were fun shows to do. I'm still getting used to this microphone sound in my headphones because it's different from the microphone I use down there. And it's weird, but it's my normal microphone I've used for so long, so I don't know what's normal anymore. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. Looking forward to having a great show. Amazon widget on pulpamex.com. Takes you to Amazon, make a purchase. We get a small slice of that. If you're going to do something from uh, from Amazon, uh, we would appreciate that. Also, motorsport.com, same kind of deal. Motorsport.com, great guys, great prices, great selection. Click on the widget on pulpamex.com to make a purchase at Motorsport, and uh, that helps us out as well. So we really uh, appreciate that. Uh, again, the Pulpmex app, you can get that uh, and get all the shows, get all the uh, – archives everything else on uh on the app so uh yeah please check that out on google android store and itunes and all of that stuff so uh you can get it there as well uh, motorsport.com fly racing race tech suspension engines vortex racing roost mx x brand goggles vertex pistons michelin starcross 5 maxima usa skosh pro filter firepower batteries and chains fmf guts racing atlas neck brace get data ogo power sports art of sport works connection MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab at Intense Bicycles, all on board with us tonight. 702-586-PULP. 702-586-7857. You got a call? You want to talk about Salt Lake City? We just had Zach Osborne winning his first ever 450 Supercross. Pretty cool. And Eli Tomer, like I said, winning his first championship. So uh, give us a call if you want to talk about some Supercross, talk about Salt Lake City, what your thoughts on it, or that incredible gnarly 250 race, or... Outdoors is coming up. 
we have that to talk about as well. So thank you uh, again for listening. Appreciate it. We are back in uh, in Salt Lake City, or back from Salt Lake City, and that means we got studio guests in Vegas. Really looking forward to this show. This should be a lot of fun. I- I'm looking forward to this. First up, he's a legendary mechanic for Jeremy McGrath for a long time. Went on to be crew chief for a couple of teams. Still uh, lurking in the industry here and there. It's Skip Norfolk. What's up, Skip? How are you? We're doing good. It's good to be here. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm just glad to have some humor, human interaction after being in Salt Lake City in my room for a long time. <laughs> I, I can so. only imagine. And it was not a vacation. It was a grind. No, no, no. Oh, it was okay, a grind. So riding your mountain bike every day, that's, twice a day, every day was the grind. That's right? a grind. Okay. All right. Also in studio, uh, he is a friend of the show, Major League Baseball draftee. Now not playing the game due to the COVID nineteen. It's Chris Betts. What's up, Betsy? How are you? I'm good. Thanks just for coming to, in. Pull uh, that mic a little closer if you can. Yeah, happy you, to be. Just uh, bend it. Bend it. This way. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be. Uh, with a championship mechanic and yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Happy you for that. Yeah. No, well, I mean, that, that does work. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't have a championship unless you count the two East Coast four-stroke national championships that I have. I don't think those count. They do to me, but not many people, not other people. So Okay. Uh, condolences <laughs> on your guy, Adam Cincirillo. Round yeah. one of Salt Lake City. Oh, tough. Goes down, hurts his back, out for the thing. Yeah. At least it was like a gnarly injury, though. Like, he didn't, like, sprain a wrist. Like, oh, okay. So, if you're going to do it, do it. So, even Adam gets even hurt right. Even gets hurt cool. No doubt. Okay. It could right. have been way, like. Pull that mic. Bend. I, where do you want well, this? Well, bend it. You, you can bend that thing. Yeah, there you go. Okay. There. Thank All you. Right. I just feel like I'm chewing on it now. That's that's how it needs to okay. be. Okay. Yeah, so uh, condolences on Adam, but yeah, that's all right. Uh, but you got your scene Cirillo sweatshirt. Yep. Yeah. Always repping. Right. Yep. And you got a white claw. Yeah. So, Thank you, Pookie. <laughs> I mean, so life's good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to bring my own this time. Oh, did you bring your own last time? Yeah. You told me to. Oh, my bad. Oh, I can't <laughs> right. believe that. Really? I, I guess really? that's the kind of program we run over here. Uh, there's certainly lots to talk about when it comes to Salt Lake City to the championship also. I'm stoked for tonight's show. Like, Tomac and Sexton, great guests. Uh, yes, Kate Clayson. We're going to give away a dirt bike tonight. I oh, mean, very cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. So, uh, directing the show, holding things down over there. He announced before the show he's tired. <laughs> so, if there's any sort of slippage, you know why. It's Mark's dog. What's up, Marks? Slippage is bad. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Welcome back to the studio, bro. Hey, thanks. Yeah, thanks welcome back. Having, thanks for having me. Vacation is over now. Vacation? You were out riding your mountain bike. These guys were in here every day working their butt off so you could mountain bike. They were not Thank in you, here Steve. every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> they were not. Somebody understands. We did have Travis calling in with the expert on tear-off, so you did have to sort of work Monday nights. And I was still monitoring the stream and, you know, making sure everything was uh, nice and tight. You know, T- we're trying to tighten up this pulp program. It's a little loose. Oh, it's, it's way loose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Less slippage but is you're better. you're back. Um, mm-hmm. So thanks for introducing me first. By the way, <laughs> no problem. Uh, over there, taking your phone calls, producing the show. It's Lone Wolf Talon. What's up, buddy? How are you? What's up? Oh, what are you doing, Talon? What's up? Uh, sitting here on a Monday. It's good. Welcome back. Vacation is over, motherfucker. I All know. right, get Already to the grind. Cleaning the hot tub. Get to the grind. You check the hot tub. Yeah, that's his day job. <laughs> Pool guy. So I got I, I got free hot tub checks. Wow. He hasn't charged me yet. He just pays me extra for so you, producing. So you, you, you pay to work here then, huh? Just about. Yeah, okay, pay yeah. to play league. <laughs> Loose program. What's, what, what, what is going on with the hot tub, though? I got, I got pH and chlorine issues. Yeah, it's summer. It's hot. Well, those parties that were going on here, why do you... Yeah, I, know, I came here once. It's, and... it's a great point, Skip. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of that. 
Did you see any sort of like fluids in there that shouldn't belong? Or I mean, I no. Know. Okay. I came here once and Pookie had some guy over, but okay. they looked real happy. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> great, fantastic. That, that's great. Lame. Um. So welcome everybody back to the show. Appreciate it. Um. All right, I got a lot of thoughts about the 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 Tomac thing and all that, but overall, Skip, I'll start with you. Seven rounds in Salt Lake. We had rain. We had dry and dust. We had different. We had some good tracks with great traction. Yep. We had different tracks for the most part. Uh, no fans. It was weird. What were your takeaways from it? From from sitting on the couch. Uh, you know, it's, it's really honest to say, it was outside looking in because that's yeah. all we had. Um, I, you know, it kind of it kind of evolved and changed for me. But the, the the one thing that stuck out was was Zach. I just couldn't. I can't. I couldn't get over how we got to watch him get it yeah and ultimately just click it off click it off click it off and then finishes up with the win yeah. i just thought that was that was really cool and you could kind of see some of those some of those things happening with those guys that yeah. would get on that roll and being able to back it up and back it up it seemed like it worked an advantage for some of them what uh what happens to a guy like that do you think what happens to 85 days off racing Doesn't he shows matter. up confidence is confidence it, no but like is it just a confidence thing do you think he he I, has a good round one and he sort of rolls from there I, but but he had more than that, right? He's been building on this confidence over these seven rounds, and now he's going to take it out into the summer. There's nothing yeah. like having confidence to build, yeah. you know, to help you climb to that next plateau or that next level, yeah. whatever you're trying to do. And it's it's a, it's um, as as fragile as that can be. Yep. When you have it and it's rolling, it's addicting, and it it uh, you could just you have the ability to build on it so yeah. so much. Do you? Uh, well. I, you know, kind of thinking about Zach, and yeah, his Salt Lake, he was he scored the third most points. He might have even scored the second most points in all of Salt Lake. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Uh, but he for sure was the third most points out of the seven rounds, right? Won his first one. Thank to Anderson's seat. Jason Anderson's seat helped a little bit on that. But, you know, uh, yeah, he's, you got to take it. Um, I just wonder now going into outdoors, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. I got that on the list of things to talk about. You know, Kenny's got this issue going on, whatever his is his virus is back or whatever. And Anderson, I don't know, will be tip top. Webb will be good, but I almost wonder if Tomac's greatest competition might be the 16 outdoors. I know. I just I gonna go back to that confidence thing. There's got to be. He has to be the probably the most confident guy right now coming out of Supercross. At least that's my read yeah. on it. What I yeah. saw. Yeah. You know, I think you could say Eli. Eli managed the last the last round. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. he's, yeah. So and and he wins the title. So he's going to be on cloud nine. Um, but there's there's nothing like that confidence to help you get that summer going and just continue to yeah. raise your art and raise your game. Bets when you watch these races uh, with no fans and everything else, what did you what did you make of them? Were they as were they as normal for you as as anything? The the first one was weird. Was yeah. Weird as like can be. And then daytime. Uh, right? Yeah. The like daytime. daytime and then. After that, it just kind of got normal, right? Like every every two days, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like the race yeah. is the next day, or like yeah. close to it. Um, yeah, the Wednesday night thing tripped up a lot of people for Pulp Mex Fantasy. They're like, "Oh, Wednesday!" Like, "Oh yeah, right, oh, yeah, right." I you get, know, I, like, I got a goose egg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I enjoyed it because it was coming up right. every couple days, um, and I don't feel like it like diluted itself either. You know, like when they were going out there, they announced they're going to do twice a week. It was kind of yeah. – at first I was thinking just it could go either really well or really bad. In fact, there was much middle ground, yep. and I think it went as good as possible, it, I, it seems like. I think so too, and I was telling the guys from Feld that this morning. It had a bit of everything. We had great racing. For the most part, we had great racing. You think about that mutter. They we're, got to we're, fucking race. Like, Well, yeah, that's a big part, right? They actually got it done. And, and we're seeing positive COVID tests in baseball and in hockey, and they're shutting things down. 
had they waited to the fall, who knows where we're going to yeah. be. They might not have ever got these seven races in. So yeah. smart decision to get these things in as soon as they can. But um, we had the mud race that was phenomenal. We had some great races up front. Webb and Tomac, for the most part, you know, had some incredible races. The 250 guys put on a show. We had, like I said, all sorts of different conditions. Like, all things considered, for everybody being in Salt Lake City for seven races in three and a half weeks or whatever, like, the mood was pretty good. Everybody in the pits was like, okay, this, you know, I don't like being away from my family, but this place is pretty rad. Mountain biking and, you know, and hiking <laughs> and everything. So, like, it it, it might have went as well as it could have you know, with the I, whole thing. I think one of the things that, you know, maybe we can address this question later, maybe it's better, but, you know, it's, you know, the, the riders were missing an element that it was could have been during the day when you have fan interaction, you've got to do your autograph session, you're, and you're, you've got to manage that routine. Yeah. You know, it was that a little bit lighter to that allow them to maybe breathe a little bit easier that day. But then the downside is, is when you win the race and, you know, you're, yeah. and there's, yeah. no, there's, yeah. there's no, there's no hoorah there at the end. That's, Sexton, Ferrandez, Tomac, you're just like, hey, let's get together for a yeah. photo here. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, you're right. Like, it's a, you're, you're your as lifetime as, dream. As long as the cash checks, I mean, I feel like it's. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, I think deal. they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Webb Web made a comment in one of the press conferences how he's never made so much money racing because, you know, two two times a week. Yeah. Just <laughs> crushing the bonus yeah. money, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Not, and the guys were practicing on Fridays for the most part. A lot of guys were practicing on Fridays, but that's it. Some guys weren't practicing at all. Tomac wasn't doing any riding outside of the racing. So, you know, like they were on a nice schedule for those guys. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was weird, though. The whole the whole thing was weird. Like it was, you know, for us media guys, we couldn't go in the pits. You know, one of us got banned. Really? Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, that. couldn't oh, go in the wow. pits. Couldn't talk to the guys. Don Maeda got kicked out because he was doing interviews from the pits. Oh, so they didn't have to listen to you guys. The writers, the writers loved, loved it. it. Yeah, they loved it. They were stoked. Thanks, guys. They <laughs> didn't have to hide out. They could just hang out outside. Yeah. They don't hear the cargo shorts or the big backpack coming. No, they know no, they're, they're yeah, no, no, no. I don't hear anything. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, so it was really weird for us as for being there. You know, trying to find out what's going on and what's happening and. And, uh, so you guys had a little bit of the outside looking in feel, yeah. even though you were there. Yeah, I mean, I had people come in for the shows, and I went mountain biking with a bunch of guys, you know. So you, you bullshit then and kind of ask questions right. then. But yeah, but as far as the, at the races go, yeah, you weren't really like, you know, after practice, you can go down and be like, hey man, what about this section? Hey, how about that crash? Is this guy okay? And there was none of that going on really. You oh, know? I didn't realize so, yeah, that. Wow. Yeah, it was, you gotta you gotta figure too, like pre race, like how what do they sign like thirty minutes to an hour for fans? Yeah, and then like even like. They don't have to interact with anyone. Yeah. So there's a huge, like, if you told me, like, in between yep. batting practice and the game, without moving the game back, I could have another hour of just, yeah. like, chill time to myself. Yeah. You'd be that all would, over it. Oh, my God. That would make the world a difference. Yeah. Because, like, that's your time right. to just relax. No, and, like, for sure. hang out. Everybody I talked to liked the format. Like, they, yeah, they enjoyed it that way. You know that's, what I mean? All so, they had to do is race their dirt and, bike. And, you know, no track walk, right? So there's no track walk. Just two laps, wheels on the ground for the before the first practice. That is something that was weird. But when I talk to the guys, the riders, they're like, no, it's fine. Like, that's, uh, we're fine. We already know all the jumps are pretty standard. We know what we're doing. We, a couple, I'm just like, really? Like, that would, none of these guys were freaked out Is by that. Is track walk that big of a deal? I thought like, so. I guess not. Well, well, I mean, you know. I mean, A-Ray just said track walk scares him. So there's a guy, you know. <laughs> there you go. Right. I don't know. But, but, you know, you're dealing with the same dirt, same everything, right? Yeah. So, yeah. No. And that's, and that's the thing. I think, you know, the tracks have 
those guys, the takeoff on the triple is the takeoff on yeah. the triple. Yeah, it's that way yeah. every yeah. 67 weekend, feet. Right? Here we go, yeah. right? Yeah, it, wasn't, it didn't used to be that way. So right. it may, you know, so those maybe I can maybe I can understand that, you know. Yeah, no, bit. yeah, I wouldn't. I, I almost yeah. think the track, the no track walk, might be something they implement when everything goes back to normal. You know, so yeah, but what are the VIPs going to do then? Yeah, I don't know. That's their whole yeah, big. Yeah, you know? no, that's, that's a big thing for sure. You're going to get to bring marketing back into it right. a little bit, right? So when we have Tomac on tonight to talk about his first 450 Supercross championship, he used the word relief 10 times in the, in the press conference yeah. yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like very much so. Are you going to start telling about AC stats? Are you going to start rapid firing? Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I, hey, bro, have you seen yeah. the future? <laughs> like, look over. There's the future. Oh, he knows it's there. Oh, okay. He's good. Okay. But no, he doesn't need to hear are, from Are you going to be okay? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he doesn't need to hear All from right, me. Okay. Um, so you behave yourself? No doubt. Will, Dil- will Dylan call in? Yeah, if he does, I gotta face the music. You do, yeah. yeah. You gotta face the music. But no excuses. No, I mean, he's the fucking best, right? Well, he just got hurt. Oh, I th- like every, everyone's lucky. Lucky that Adam got hurt. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're he, good. He was three and zero against Eli there for a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> At one point, he was undefeated. He was. Yeah. <laughs> God, Dylan can't call in though. Somebody said he's working nights. Doesn't he work nights or something? Yeah, I think. He's, I think that's what Dark Side uh, said. Yeah, poor, new poor job. Dylan. Damn, Dylan can't call. Uh, he's a Tomac super fan guy. <laughs> Eli won't be on the. Won't be able to call in. Um, oh, we should put him on the line together. That's what I mean. Oh, that's what, that, that's, that's, that's he perfect. would take a lunch break at a night shift for that. I feel like I feel. I feel like you would. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um. Okay. Uh. So Eli wins his first four Supercross championship. He is. Uh. uh Fifth all-time in wins, I believe. One title becomes, you know, he was the winningest guy without a title, almost double over over Wyndham, I believe. Uh, so he's got this title. You now look at his career, Skip, I, I think, 100% differently. Like if he had never won this thing. Well, it's just like I guess it's just like any great quarterback or any great baseball player. If you don't get to the World Series, right? There's always that void, yeah. right? Or you yeah. don't get the Super Bowl. Yeah, Dan Marino, point, right? Dan, Dan right. Marino you know, never so, won the Super Bowl. So now, so of course, of course, you have to look at it differently. Yeah. Because now, when you address him, he, you can say Supercross champion. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yep. Changes I mean, so I, everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This 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 takes his legacy, which he doesn't really give a shit about. Well, you can tell when you talk to him, but. It takes it to a whole new level. You know, like this is it. He needed this championship. And let's face it, he was so inconsistent uh, over the years and would have those one, two bad races, some mystifying rides. This year in 2020, uh, Anaheim won, was weird. He got sixth or seventh. Him and Kenny were just sixth and seventh. I don't remember which, which guy was which. And outside of that, he was the best guy all year. Yeah, Adam finished second that night. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yep, thanks. So <laughs> Now it was, you know, it was it was interesting to watch, watch him there. I would say it was probably round three, four, five. Yeah, and six. You know, well, six was a nightmare for him. I think a little bit. Uh, was that Atlanta? No, no, no. Here, Salt Lake. Oh yeah, oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you could just see he was in that. Mo- to me, it looked like he was in that mode of no matter what happens, if I get the whole shot or I'm last, I'm on the podium. Yeah. You know, and 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 I'm going to push as hard as I can. I think he even said in one of the interviews, just I just wasn't there, so I'm I'm, I'm yeah. good here. Yeah, right. He managed it. He, he managed it well. He got some garbage starts in they, Salt Lake. They were worse than that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but yeah, he's a proponent of the inside a lot of times. He likes the inside, and then but you know what happens when you go inside? It's boom or bust. If you don't get your handlebar a bit above somebody, you know. Well. No, no well, you, I think I think what happened in that one this you know if, if the starts long enough you nine times out of 10 right that inside opens up because you got all your momentum going but on some of those short starts yeah 
there's not enough. You don't get a chance to get going and then go, oh, shit, I got to stop. And, oh, there goes the corner, yep. Yep. right? Yep. So it, it tends to bottleneck up. But he, it was more important for him to get the yep. first lap. Yep. And then where he's at with his confidence and his fitness, it goes, yeah. I'm going to have 40 laps, it seemed like, at some of these Supercrosses, right? I'm going to get where I was, need to yeah. get by the it, end of the race. It was uh, four, low 43s, 42, yeah. you know? So, yeah. You're doing it, tons of laps. He's going, I'm going to get yeah. where I need to be. Yeah. If I start in last or if I start in first, I'm yeah. going to end up where I'm end up, yeah. where I need to be. Um, weird ride for Webb at SLC 7. He went down, and but then just kind of got up and didn't charge, like, just kind of whatever. Kenny went down on lap two when he was in second. Kenny kind of rode around. So up front, you had you had the three Husky Rockstar Husky guys going at it. Dean led early, then Jason, then Zacho won the thing. Mookie was fourth. Benny Boss was fourth for a while, looking good. Yeah, uh, went down. Um, it was a weird final round. Like and and Roxon, Webb, and Tomac are like, "Hey, I'm all good over here. Like uh, we're just good. You know, yeah, I mean, you let's know, wrap this thing up." Yeah, you know, the minute you get, you know, the minute Eli got into the main event, right, yeah, you pretty much. Yeah, his you know web stuff was out the window. Right? I found it interesting though. So the Zach we've seen it. Skip, you know better than anybody. Well, actually, you don't because your bike's never broke. But <laughs> but you know, like if Eli bikes break, if Eli's bike breaks, Webb doesn't have enough points to to win the title with his rod. Like he's just an eighth. You know what I mean? Like no, no, correct. Yeah, correct. like 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 imagine that where you're like. Eli's bike breaks and still wins the title because Webb has an off night. Like you're just like you know, it was the only time Webb was off the podium was was Salt Lake City seven. So, um, we talked about Zacho winning and Eli bets. What else caught your eye from Salt Lake? Any class, either class? I thought what you said it was like super interesting. Like, I think when they both like settled in, like Webb was like six seconds behind Eli to start the last round, and like just never like gained any ground on him. Yeah, and I was fully expecting like at some point like for him to just like be able to at least like try and launch him off of something <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah like zacko did in 2017 <laughs> yeah, yeah. like i right. totally thought that situation was coming yeah and then the same thing like when chase just dropped McElrath, i was like holy shit like, yeah what's going yeah. on yeah like, that was impressive i but at first it's like he went around him i was like okay that's a really bold bold move yep and yep. then it's just like he was gone yeah. how do you feel about those team tactics in, in the 250 class that kind of stuff i don't i think like we always talk about them but like are they really like how often are they actually there? Like not, not you that saw much, it no. with uh, with Eli and um, Dungey, yeah, right, yeah. And then, but we always talk about them, and it's like how often do you see like well, a true team tactic would be like let's line up on the outside of this fucking guy, yeah, and let's like block him off the, and just sit in front of him, right? Like let's right. like yeah, something yeah. egregious, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we never see that. So um, it's like we always talk about it, but does it ever actually happen well, out there? Yeah. So Star protested Geico for fuel. After the race, we'll see. I don't think anything's going to come of that. I think it's a chicken shit move by their, on their part. They all use VP. You know, they all Who use calls the same. for that. Team manager, team owner, whatever. Yeah. Um. And uh, and then so in practice, Sexton was messing with Se- or McElrath was messing with Sexton in practice. Get getting behind him, slowing him down. He put a pretty good pass on him one point in practice. Uh, you saw the heat race with Sexton doing the bonehead move with Nichols. Although I do blame Nichols a little bit on that. But not a lot. But I think mostly Sexton for that. Um, really? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't think you can triple there. You can, I don't think you can triple on the inside and make the turn. That, no, no, but he – I don't know. I disagree with you. I put, I put it on Colt. I'm sorry. I will say this. On the replay, you can see Colt looking over. Absolutely. Like really looking over. Not a glance. Like full head turn like I see you. When, when Sexton took off – 
he he fully thought that that Kurt that that Kurt Nichols was going to be on the outside, yeah. and he was going to triple in inside and stop and roll and double. But so I don't know if you can triple inside and, and make that happen yeah, because because yeah, if, if if Nichols triples, they're coming at a high Nick, rate Nick, of speed Nichols, right there. Nichols not tripling. Wow, but if he right. was, but 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 he wasn't. Yeah. So and and Sexton saw that, and at the last minute when he's he's committed, he looks over and comes right on right in. I definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was surprised that Nichols' head turn. I didn't notice that live. If he like, looks over, isn't it kind of now like in Nichols' like realm of responsibility? Like, well, you're in front. You should have you should have control of the track. But isn't you that, know what I mean? I mean, but you I, gotta, but, this is just me being yeah, like uneducated. Yeah, but isn't right. cross jumping like when you're in front and like consciously you go in front of the guy that's behind you? Like, yeah, but I does think it's not fall in that category. A, no, because I think it's a smaller jump and you're on the ground a little bit. You know. Um, no, but I think to if I could answer, yeah, I think you know, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on. But when you're in a section where you there's a, a legitimate triple and you're in the middle of that and making a commitment, I think you're leaving yourself open for what happened. Mm-hmm. The question I would have for Sexton is going to be, why take that risk yes. when you need to get to the main event? Yeah, when something really ugly could have happened. Your gate pick goes from fourth to sixth. Who cares? Their, their bikes are fast. They're not yeah, worried about yeah, gate picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what if, I mean. Like the, the the risk was way, way too high. Way. Not getting into yeah. the main event. Yeah, yeah. You could. Oh, we're having to oh, go to the last chance. We're getting right? hurt. Who knows what we're happens, getting hurt. Right? If, yeah. if Chase gets hurt, like, are, is everyone going after Nichols with pitchforks? Like, no. Uh, if he gets uh, hurt, does everyone ugly. turn like say like, well, fuck Star, like? If that were to have actually gone terribly. I don't think so, but yeah, for sure there's a lot of like. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. Like, very so, good point. Yes, you know, it's kind of same thing. Um, really, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So to me, like the star guys were jacking with Sexton, you know, in practice, and and, and then I'm gonna ask Chase about this, but there was an empty gate on the inside in the main event, and I heard that, I heard that. McElrath took that gate because he had first pick, and then after the prey lap, he went. He rolled into Sexton's gate, and Sexton was like, "WTF?" And the AMA was like, oh, "I don't know." And so he had to take another gate. Oh, classic! Really? I, that's what I heard. I'm that's gonna ask. Not, that's not. That's not that's cool. Not right? No. No. Uh, so I need to figure that out because it does make sense. That theory does make sense in the sense of there was an empty gate on the inside that should have never been passed up by. Anybody on the LCQ, whatever. There was a nice prime spot on the on, on the starting line, so I don't know what happened there, hmm. and that's what I heard. So the the star guys seemed like they were intent on messing with Sexton. Yeah, but I tell you, those two red flags. Who knows what would happen <sighs> if those two red flags hadn't come out in those two events, right? Well, the first one. I mean, yeah, the the last one there. Shane was out front, and Chase was like seventh, eighth, and he probably wasn't going to get Forkner. Forkner was second. He needed to get third. You know, so that might have been a tough, a and, tough call. Yeah, it's, it would have been, it would have been interesting to see how it would have ended up. But yeah, you know, and it, of course the other race was also yeah. the same way. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it definitely, you know, it definitely to me, you could see the wind come out of McElroy's sails a little bit. Yeah, he's like, you could see, oh my god, here we go again. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and no fault of anybody's, but no, you know, no, yeah, no. crashes, yeah, no, but yeah, no, no just, I'm with that's you. Just the way it goes. Uh, Forkner just wadding himself, oh. and now I heard he's got a bruised lung. Or oh, that yeah, was, just, it was ugly. Bad. It was like pounded him too. Oh. Oh, and then uh, didn't he get hit with the foot peg or something? It looked like. Um, somebody that went around him. I, I oh, I didn't I notice his, that. Okay, I thought, yeah. I thought his yeah. head get hit. Yeah. You guys, you guys are wild though. It's like, oh yeah, he's got a bruised lung. Like if I got hit and I got a bruised lung, like 
I'm probably going back to the facility for rehab. Like, <laughs> we're not just like, oh yeah, guys yeah, got yeah, a bruise. Yeah. Like, no, be all right. Yeah, like, yeah, I think that's that's that might be one of the only things he, he might have some other other, crazy. other other injuries too. So, um, but that showdown, I want more of those. They're insane. Ferrandis go the LCQ. It's such there's, a deep there's field. Three factory guys that didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gnarly. Right. So give me more of those in, in a year in a Supercross year. I, I love that. Yeah, Would you I, rather those over the triple crowns? And for every triple crown, like substituting, or would you rather an east-west showdown triple crown? Yes. Yeah. Can't no. That's then you're, you just limit the field. Okay. You True. Know, what what are the then all of a sudden it's like well let's just forget let's do that every weekend and we'll have twenty guys show up and we'll just yeah be the WWF yeah no. or, yeah or yeah no yeah you know, yeah like um it was cool though being there watching the showdown like it was. No, I, it's I, those are cool races. They're tough, you know, for the the small teams, the smaller teams, yeah. and the and the yeah. guys that are right. you know that need a little more time yeah. or trying to get in there. It's pretty gnarly. And some yeah. of those guys, man, they got into they got into main events that, you know, when you start thinking about it, there's not a lot of spots available when you start listing factory guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. You yeah. know, uh, White Claw one done down. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't touched uh, them since the last time. We have a Facebook comment, Talon, about. Bets and it's white cloths. Yeah, it wants us to uh, make a watered paper ball and throw it at bets after about like six white cloths. Oh, and just like let it rip. <laughs> just see if you can still catch see it. See if you can yeah. still catch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, catch it. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting would probably be easier than catching it after a couple. Aren't of you a catcher? You, I mean, you are a catcher. Yeah, I do other things though. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Chris Betts, Skip Norfolk in studio here. Skip Norfolk brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, please check them out. Pulp Nation's the code to save with RoostMX. The uh, Rock River team uh, uses RoostMX, and uh, I just got a, uh, I got a shipment of some hats today. I'll give you one, uh, Betts, cool. uh, from the folks at RoostMX. Um, and please check them out. Pulp Nation's the code to save with those guys. Cobra, official Cobra merch also from uh, RoostMX.net. Custom graphics, trailer wraps, pitch shirts, that kind of stuff. So I've seen those guys, uh, you people that tag me on Instagram with Pulp Graphics. It's really cool. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. So um, uh, actually, love this guy right here. Use the code Pulp Nation to save. At uh, <laughs> that's, that's your guy, Kenny Watson. K Dub. Uh, bringing you Skip Norfolk here. Again, Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Cade Clayson all coming up. We are giving away the 2020 Yamaha YZ450 Marks. You have your your little you have that? Yeah. 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 What, it doesn't quite do what how you, are you going to How did, does but... this work? How does this what are we doing? What do you mean what are we doing? Like how does it work? Tell people how this thing works. So like takes... you're not reaching into a hat, a baseball hat. <clears throat> He's using the Ramitizer. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, it just takes all the entries from the database. Yep. Shuffles them all up, picks a random one, and that's your winner. And then we'll do it two more times for can, the other can prizes. You ex- can you express the algorithm that picks that random person for us, please? Uh, yep. Observe. Yep. There's some for loops in there, you know, some random uh, random numbers, random number generators. For loops. If I yep. win, can I just take the vet ridden 19 in the garage? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go oh, ahead. Cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. a tw- that's, that's a, a deal. That's right? Really? That's 2020. That's a deal. Yeah. I think if this is Joe Rogan's show, like, and it's sponsored by Yamaha or something, like, Skip and I would just We could get ride one. off with one. Oh, right? you yeah. just get yeah. one yeah. For, for coming in? Yeah. Well, you're going to get a Art of Sport kit if you can guess Skip Norfolk's some history we'll lessons from Skip Norfolk. We'll be out. Is Do it after have... the commercial break? Yeah, it'll be later in the okay, show. Okay, cool. After more White Claws. <laughs> oh, God. And, and Skip, you can't give the answers. Like, you got to just be stone faced here. We can't, you know. Then we're going to have to change all the questions because I gave him the answers already. Oh boy! <laughs> well, I put some more in there. So, <laughs> uh, do you have any idea what a legend this guy is? Yeah, like, he no. is. He told he, me, like, dude, he no. he 
He was on ESPN every single weekend. He had the clear glasses on. His guy was the best in the world, and Skip was was the big reason why. Hell yeah, yeah, I just know. phenomenal. Did his did your bikes break less than his did? How many like mechanical DNFs did you have? Uh, like my whole career? Yeah. Hmm. I want to say a dozen. No, no, no. <laughs> Four to five. That's too low. N- none that were my fault. No. None that were officially my fault. No, no, no. Are you uh, kidding me? You uh, had spokes fault. You had something no, like a no. rear wheel come no, off. No, no, I had, I had to choke back out of a carburetor once, Skip. You ever, oh. you ever heard of that? No, because I would also make sure mine were tight before the bike. Oh, here we Championship. Go. Here we go. It's the little things. I had ignition go out on a, on a 450 Yamaha. It just poof, ignition quit. Um, uh, I had some flats, I think, in there. You know, like didn't go the line flat. It just got a flat. Like, no, I, we I had my we had our first. We had a, I had my fair share of mistakes. I think I pushed the bike off the track. In a, in a, in a points paying. Yeah, plant. I think it was. Yeah, twice. not practice. I think it just, was twice. Yeah, yeah, an actual real one. Yeah, maybe three times. Maybe three times. Oh, my FMF one twenty five blew up at Bud's Creek in the LCQ <laughs> qualifier. Yeah, yeah. Um, his bikes were probably never in the. LCQ no. qualifiers. Oh, yeah. so, so. We did it. Yeah, we were there once. Oh, you were? Oh, that's right. You won. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle. Just to try it won. out. And then see you how won. it felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went 0 for 4 once just to see what it was all about. <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. Um, what are you going to do? Well, I want to get into baseball. I got some baseball questions right. later on. Right. We may lose some listeners. Like that's they fine. may tune out, but I have baseball questions for you. All right. So I want to figure out what's going on with, with minor league and, and major league baseball. All right. So, I'll give you my best. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Um, so Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Kate Clayson coming up here shortly. Um, you know who else was really good at these Salt Lakes? So we talked about Zacco, and obviously Webb, and Roxon was up and down. Mookie. Mookie was really good every week. He had one DNF with a bike issue, uh, which Zach got him in the points because of that. But uh, Mookie was good, man. You know, and I, I said, for whatever reason that my, you know, the recorder <laughs> didn't switch over, so I only got to watch some highlight stuff, but... <clears throat> I just I mean, mean in all of them, like the but seven no, races. No, but he, yeah. finished, he had a great finish. Yeah. You fourth. know, he rode well. Yeah. Dude, he's in shape. The whoops, he was crushing the whoops every oh, single week. He's, like He's so good. <laughs> he's yeah. so good. He was a really, really improved rider this year. Uh, you know, Hill started off before the shutdown. Hill was good, too, and then his Salt Lake wasn't very good. Barsha's Salt Lake wasn't very good. But Marty. Plessinger seemed to come alive a little bit. A little bit at the end, yeah. Uh, Marty, Mookie, and Zach, outside of the, the big guys, were the three guys that really turned it on, that you were like, holy, yeah. what have these guys been doing during the break and whatever it is that's working? Yeah. And maybe the altitude helped them or the tracks or the soil, like whatever it was. Like, it was good. And, I, and it was interesting to see how <clears throat> at some some of the venues or some of the nights or some of the days, you know, all of a sudden you had Benny just was amazing yeah. in qualifying one day, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden Blake just rips these fast times all of a sudden, right? Blake so. was disappointing too. Uh, he did well in one race. He led some laps there in, in Salt Lake City one. Like, yeah, but other times he was getting some carpal tunnel, so it was, his hand was falling asleep. That's what they were that's yeah. yeah. That's yeah, like that's gnarly. I'll tell you what, it was it was uh the seven races were a real tale of like like really good or really bad for some guys. You know, there was no in between. Like there was no you know, I mean, I guess Dino and Brayton would be guys that were like, eh, they're doing what they did before. Not none better, none worse. I can't, I can't remember. I heard one of, and I, I don't remember who it was. You know, they were talking about the break, and for some of these riders that actually got to, especially the younger guys, where you get a chance to learn, 
But then you got to go all summer long. Then you got to start testing again, and then you come back yeah. in, and you got to remember what you learned, right? They had a chance to take some time off, learn, and then apply it. Like you know, in some senses, as even though yeah. it was the ninety days, you know, they still got to apply it in yep. that same season. Yeah, you know that that was an interesting way to look at it. And I can't remember who some of one of the writers, older writers, were talking about that, and I just thought that was an interesting way to look at it. You know, because clearly some guys benefited. Yeah, from it. yep. Um, Barsha went from two points back of Webb and fourth to. Fifth in the points or sixth in the points. Uh, not yeah. happy with their bikes, Skip. How much do you really put on that, on their bikes? Well, I, I think in today's racing, it's, it, it, it is all about – I mean, I think the bike has more to do with it in completing the rider's ability to feel comfortable. Right? They, yeah, have, yeah. they, have, to, they have to ride that machine. And if, and if the, the rider and the bike can't get comfortable – you're going to not have yeah the days of just hammering through it on a supercross that's gone because you can hammer away all you want but the guys that are on are they're they've left yeah, what, yeah. right what's like the but like so if i were to pick up like something other than that bat that you have right like my model that i've swung for the last like three years like data wise i would put out the same swing speed everything about it would be the same but mentally i'd be just totally fucked like if it wasn't this model like, like a custom bat yeah, in my studio. Right. So like if it wasn't my bat, I'd be screwed. Is it the same thing with the motorcycles or like like how many like guys could just jump on another brand with a couple weeks of testing and like go do it? Mm, yeah. And like why where's the difference? You know, like if they can customize it as much as, you know, they do. You know, that that's 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 an interesting way to to, to perspective on it, you know, yeah. cuz you know, we, I would always fight where the guys would say, I need, I need to be comfortable, I need to be comfortable. And you look at them and go, man, your comfort zone just isn't good enough. Yeah. So how do you how do, you do that? And, you know, you, you said mentally right. it, would, it would mess you up. It's, it doesn't, Doing the same thing. Physically yeah. it's all the same, but mentally it's, you're out. I mean, I think that plays a huge yeah. role in it because the way as gnarly as exactly. racing is now and as intense as you have to be, Mental plays such a huge part of it. And if there's anything that's going to make you not 100% trust and believe in that motorcycle, that it's going to allow you to risk damn near everything. Yeah. So, like, know, I guess. You tend to turn the throttle off. So, for like for this, like, if you handed me a bat that was the same colors, the same model number, and it was totally different. But With inspirational message on the end or not? Yeah. 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 Um, and it was, like, in the same, like, general vicinity, the idea of what I was going for with this model. And you gave it to me and told me it was my bad. I'd probably, like I was saying, like, it'd be fine. Mentally, yeah. I'd be okay. Yeah. So besides, like, Husky and KTM, like, could could someone's mechanic do everything for them? They usually ride a Honda. They get on a Cowie. Do everything, suspension, motor, everything that they do no. to customize that bike no. and put the different colored fenders on it. No. Would no. they know? Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, right away. There's right trail, away. trail, rake. There's yeah. differences in the frames. So yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. genuine, like, it's not an excuse. It's a real yeah, reason. Yeah, it's a it's real, real thing. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. but but on the other hand, our sport is fantastic because you guys can make up the difference. You're, you as an athlete can make up the difference, you well, know? And there's a little bit. So they, I guess the one thing, yeah, they could hop on any bike and they can go out on a super cross track. It would be interesting to see how they would approach the hoops. Yeah. But they would go out and do every obstacle wouldn't be a problem in the world now going and racing would be completely different it wouldn't be easier to go race on a different like when it's like more like just the guy in front of you you see dollar like you see first like you see that 
$200,000, like whatever it is, like racing wouldn't be more come easier on a different bike because it's kind of more instinctual. Like it would be harder than practicing on a... Yeah, racing, because to take it to that level of racing, there's a... There's a tremendous amount of trust that those guys have to have and and that allow them to be relaxed enough and focused enough to pick up everything that's happening as quickly as look, it is. Look at uh, Betts' <laughs> message to himself in the bat rack. It was in the middle of a dark, dark yeah. place. Dark, 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 dark. <laughs> the, month, the month of June was like... Don't uh, swing and miss, you fucking idiot. The month Good of June. Advice. Yeah. 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 Walking to the other side of traffic bad, like just horrendous. Uh did that did that makes does that make sense? You know? Yeah. Did that answer yeah. the question? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I think I think so. Um motorcycleindustryjobs.com, upload your resume for free today. Uh the first and only job board for the motorcycle industry. Job of the week this week. Uh bets if you need something, if you need something to do. Oh, yeah, sign uh, me up. Where is it? Sixty uh in Brea. Brea, okay. California. I wear Fox, so I'm out. Okay. All right. Fly racing. Uh, warehouse uh, customer service rebuilds at sixty at sixty helmets. This is a uh, this is a job uh, on motorcycleindustryjobs.com. They are looking for a motivated and enthusiastic individual. That's you. Interested in joining our team at sixty helmets? The job functions are multifaceted, with primary tasks related to warehouse work and customer service. Wait, what's the job? What's the title? Uh, customer service warehouse. So like I'm just putting shit in boxes and answering calls. Yeah. I'm out. You're out. Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd be in. I mean, like, if I can, te- like, test or do something, right. like, right. bring you something know what? to the brand. Wow. Is this the part where I talk about your contract that you don't like me talking about? Oh, no. Bring it on. I love Oh, I'll but I'm saying it. you don't really. So, Chris signed uh, a 2.7? Nope. 1.7? Yep. No, 1.7? No, no, no. Okay. Before don't eight, make me after, look like a dick and be like, oh, no. 1.6. No. Uh, no. 1.4. Thank you. 1.485 million dollar uh, contract with the Rays after drafted in the second round. So, you know, I like to make fun how he's just, he's a millionaire. He's loaded. He doesn't need to work. He doesn't even need to try baseball anymore. Like, he's set for life. That's how that works. He doesn't need to try like baseball. That. That's just how that like works. That. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you could literally just never try again at baseball. You're, be fine. you're literally living in this, like, five-story house in Vegas. Well, what does that got to do with Working you? your ass off. Yeah. But I'm saying you're set. You don't have to work. Any, you don't ever. You can pull a hamstring every spring training and then just go and collect that money. 18 and 19 were wild years for me, bro. <laughs> Age 18. And so 15 and 16 right. were. He tore his uh, um, Tommy John, uh, the, the UCL, yeah, in, his, in his arm as yeah. a catcher. So he had to have Tommy John surgery. Oh, Still got paid. Everything. You're healthy now? Everything's yeah, good? as yeah. healthy as I could be. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, if you need a job at 60 helmets, which you don't because you're loaded because you have $1.483 million dollars. Less agents' fees, less taxes. Yeah, you know, there's less, a lot in there. Right, right. Anyways, uh, 60, that's motorcyclesandjobs.com. Job of the week this week. Uh, thanks to those guys. Also, Firepower. You know who uses Firepower is Chiz. And you know who just gets it done out there is Chiz. He got it done all the, Dude, out there. He did he's well. He's just, like, you know that that Like a Rock commercial, uh, the Chevy? <laughs> like, that's Chiz. Just yep. Like a Rock it's Kyle Chisholm, like a rock. Uh, Firepower. Uh, batteries and chains committed to offering superior products with 50 years of experience. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you get more power and supreme reliability by choosing Firepower. Firepowerparts.com. Used by Chiz, used by A-Ray, used by a lot of teams in the pits. Uh, Tristan, Tristan Lane as well. At Firepower Parts on social media. So thanks to those guys for coming on board with us. And uh, thank you people for, uh, for doing it. So, uh Friday before the final race, uh, I was up. I went up to Park City and you rode your mountain bike again. Rode my mountain bike, okay. <laughs> working hard. Listen, this was legitimately working because I was I was with Chad Reed. 
So um, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, name drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that hosts were supposed to like be made fun guys, of the whole there, time. Come like, on, there was. Like, no, that's good stuff. We yeah. need to have something drop over here. Come the, on, I know you got something. The guy in the drops is not not doing well tonight. He's over in the corner. Um, so okay, <laughs> I went mountain biking with him. Did a, like an hour and a half long podcast with him, and then he had his final round. It was Supercross <coughs> ever, and uh, oh, that's our new drop. We, is that we, a pin, is that the old PC pinball machine? That's the asshole sound? drop. Oh. The asshole <laughs> deflection. Steve says drop. something oh. that's, that's mean. That gets that gets played. Okay. Right. I pay these guys. That's how it works. I Millennials, pay yeah, fucking yeah. dick. Right. You're welcome. Okay, so season best finish, tenth place for Chad Reed at the final round. That was awesome. Uh, he looked better on this KTM than he'd ever looked on the Honda to, to, for 2020. You know, right from the start, he looked good. Uh, memories of Chad Reed for you, Skip. Like, what's your thoughts? Uh, all of that. I just remember him coming up as a. I, and I hate to say this as a kid. Um. And going, wow, we're gonna, we got to race this dude. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, it was like, oh, oh crap, no, yeah, you know, yeah, he's good, he's legit. Yeah, yeah, he's he's legit. Yeah, um, and it's you know, and that was, and that came even even in some of the Europe races, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing that sticks out in my mind was just watching him coming up and going, he's going to transition over well. Yeah, yeah, because you never quite know, but mm-hmm. you know, Australia guy, like, yeah, you're just like, eh, can he ride Supercross? It's like, oh wait, yeah, he can. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Betts? What's your memories um, of Chad Reed? When I first got into like the sport, like he was the villain, right? Like he was beating Ricky, and like people were kind of like not hating him, but like yeah. Ricky and James definitely had the bigger fan base. And then I fucking hated him when I was. Oh, young. you did? Oh my god! Really? Well, like the first time, like I heard him talk at A one. Who knows when? I was yeah. like, why does he sound like that? Like, I didn't know, like, anyone but Americans race dirt bikes. Like, I was just like, wait. Why does he sound yeah, like that? Dad, what's wrong with this guy? And he's like, dude, you're a dick. Like, he's just Australian. Yeah. And then, like, the last, like, five or six years, I just, like, absolutely yeah. loved him. It's a cool story. Like, you and I were talking about it, how, like, he's 38. Or yeah. 38, right? Yeah, 38. And, like, he's just doing it. Like, Adam beat him in the points, which is awesome. Oh, here we go. But, like, he's still fucking doing everybody it. Come, everybody comes back around. <laughs> No, but like super cool. And yeah. then like the most random thing that pops in my head is that like sand, like Sahara colored Thor gear that he would always wear for some reason. Like every time okay, I got yeah. gear growing up, yeah. it was that exact yeah. like that colorway. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, just like kind of an evolution as a fan coming around, like from disliking him because he was beating my favorite guys. And then yeah. once they were out of it, like yeah. this guy's pretty fucking yeah. cool. Like, yeah. It was cool to see his final ride. I, I think he races some more. He he, I think he said that he doesn't want to do seventeen, but he'll do some races. You know, that's that's if I, there's backing there. I, I really, did he still enjoy? I mean, Tomac said at some of the interviews he enjoys riding his dirt bike, right? I think Chad enjoys the races. I don't know if he likes the grind of it. You know, no, no, but he, yeah. he I mean, he seems maybe it is that simple. He yeah. loves racing. Yeah, yeah, I think he loves the racing. You know okay. what I mean? But I don't know about the, all the grind. Like he admitted to me, and he, and he, you know, wasn't. It's not any breaking news. He's like, I'm not in the shape I need to be in. I'm not in the. I know how to charge hard. I know how to charge between jumps, but I can't do that. I can't do that like Eli and these other guys. He's just, I'm not there yet. I've not a full boot camp. I haven't, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So what was frustrating was like when he pulled off once or twice earlier this year because like he straight up said like he wasn't feeling it i think am i well he had some ribs injuries that were okay, bothering him but from still a crash. like yeah. and he was like yeah. i'm not comfortable like yeah to me like when i saw people kind of shredding on him for that it's like 
it's either that, like he goes out there and he's 38 with broken ribs and he's like giving it his all, or yeah. he's like dicks around and fucks up your favorite rider. Like he's like yeah. grinding it out and like is smart enough and aware enough to be like, you know what, like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. Like I, I was thinking like, and I asked him this, like, you know, and you've seen, you know, you're a fan of obviously mainstream sports. You know Jerry Rice and uh, uh, Emmett Smith and uh, Willie Mays back in the day, and these greats go out and they go out not on top. And you kind of remember them for you know the way they went out and it wasn't great. Age catches up to everybody, you know. And I asked him about that. I'm like, how do you feel about that? Like you didn't, you know, Ricky went out on top. You know, like Ricky was leading the outdoor title when he just stepped away. You know, um, not many people can do that. Even Jeremy came back. You know what I mean? Wasn't the same guy, but was respectable but wasn't the same guy jeremy and ktm years of course didn't go well um and he just said he said you know what i i know that i feel he said i caught wilson and plessinger the last race or the two races before and i, I couldn't make a pass on them but i caught them they're in their prime they're on factory bikes i'm 38 and i know what's wrong with me i know why i'm not you know i'm not quite in the shape i need to be and honestly he goes i feel like it's still there for me if I did this and this and this, you know, he talked about how he got two fork settings from KTM to test. In his old days, he tried 20 fork settings, but they had only had time and effort for two. So I just, he just said, I'm fine with going out this way, basically. I still feel like if I was right, in shape and tested, ready to go, I could, I could be up still there. Still compete. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, well, at, yeah. That, at the yeah. next yeah. level. Yeah, the next level the from next where level. he's at. Right. I mean, yeah. the competing right now is main <clears throat> event. Dude, and that's bad Right, right. So. I remember, though, like, I, and again, like, I wasn't into it more than, like, we were talking about before the yeah. show, like, as just, like, Saturday nights. But I remember when my dad told me that Ricky was, like, going to, because Ricky came back and did, like, a couple a, races, right? Outdoors, um, he did a limited schedule and Supercross. He didn't do all the supercrosses right. the final year. I yeah. don't think no, so. no, he didn't. Yeah. So he did a year of like limited. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, it, he was so dominant where I was like, well, fuck, like, is it going to be fun to watch? Like, because that like I feel like when Chad's leaving now, like you have this whole like, like the the guy. It's not a guy leaving. So for like me as a a spectator, when one of the front runners doesn't leave, it's like the send off is. I feel way better about him hanging it up or retiring. Like, awesome for him. Where like. When Dungey hung it up, it's like, well, shit. Like, who are we gonna watch? Like, right. who's gonna win? Yeah, and it's not. It didn't have that exciting like appeal to it because yeah. the guys who hung it up when they're at the top of the game, like they hung it up when no one was even close to them. Like, yeah, when Dungey hung it up, like he was pretty much winning yeah. convincingly. Barry Sanders, Villa po- right. exactly. Yeah. Villapoto was yeah. winning convincingly. Yeah, and then like they hung it up, you're like, well, what now? So like with him retiring, it's it's really cool to see that he like did it. Dude, you think about it. He's 38. He just got 10th in a Supercross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty impressive. Yes, when you is. think about the guys behind him that are making way more money and are 15 years younger, you know what I mean? I, okay, he didn't get 10th every round. This was his best finish. So, you know, we're, we're going off recency bias of 10th. But even if he's 13th, 14th, he's I mean, in the middle of the pack of the best guys in the My dad's 41, field. and I love you, Dad, but, like, he can't go on a fucking run with me. His knee's all jacked <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> like I got the super young dad who can go throw and everything, but, like, you got a 38-year-old. Like, if you and me, I would be, what, 20. If Chad had me, 
or had a kid when my dad had me. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have a 20-year-old kid watching him right now. Right, right. And for me to wrap my head yeah. around that, it's like, what Dude, the fuck? Now you, right, yeah. now you think yeah. about that a little bit. Like, he, yeah, he yeah. can have a kid that could race against him. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, we've never seen that. When I turned 18, though, the, the only thing that, like, stuck out to me was, like, God bless, I can't. I could not be a father right now. Yeah, yeah. So right, right. I'm glad he doesn't have a 20-year-old because yeah, yeah, that yeah. probably would have changed the career a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, so uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if he actually hangs it up or if he if he comes back. I hope he does, selfishly. I want to see him do a little bit. Yeah. I, I do think he does something. I don't I don't know why. I don't know if there's money there from Fox and Mountain Motorsports and support from KTM. You know, I don't know if that's all there. Yeah. But, yeah. What do you think he wants to do, like, besides racing cars? He wants to race cars, yeah. I don't know how that's going with the whole COVID thing. That That's not exactly looking as great as it once was. But, um, yeah, I think he wants to race a limited schedule. Come off for Daytona or Anaheim's or, you know what I mean, the places yeah. that he likes. But but how do you stay sharp and on it yeah. when you're not – you're now you're 39 and he's 39 in March. Do you think the field's better than when Ricky did the limited schedule? I do. Yeah, I do. I do think it is. So that would suck to come yeah, back. Yeah, and, and not, not qualify. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, there's. I mean, there's a high. There's a high probability for that to take right. place. Yeah, because you know? how do you stay sharp and all that yeah. when you're not? You're like, I'm just dropping into the series. It's really hard to, mm-hmm. to keep to stay on your game. When right? when Wyndham was doing like the transfers and opening ceremonies before he wrecked himself, like, do you think he was doing that kind of stuff? Because same thing as where Chad's at. Like, he didn't want to like not ride on Saturday nights. Like, like could he? I don't know if I'm even saying that right. Like. Do you think he was doing it for the same reason that Chad kind of you're saying he does you don't think he's going to hang it up fully? Yeah. Like do you think Chad would go out and do a limited thing where like he would do something like that or he's if he's going out there he's going to fucking race. Like Yeah, yeah, it. he's racing. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not going to show up and just do all that. But yeah. you know there is money to be made for him to race. Like there, that's that's also a bottom line here. Like <clears throat> he makes money. He probably makes while guessing the in the half a million dollars right now. That plays. You know what I mean to to race. That, that's not too that's, bad of a living, right? Pretty so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's not so bad. So uh, let's get the phone calls. Sam, what's going on? You want to talk about the Husqvarna podium sweep? Sam, you there? Hello, Sam. Got me? Yeah, what's up? Hey. Yeah, I really follow uh, Dino pretty closely, so I was keeping an eye on that, that third. I saw Malcolm was catching him. But, uh, I mean, how rare is it to see one factory team sweep like that? I know, you know, nobody runs three riders anymore, but – yeah. Uh, no, they they don't. It's pretty rare. Now, I read – so, Sam, uh, I was actually yep. on a team that swept the podium in 04. I, I, I heard you talk about that on the review pod, actually. Yeah. But, uh, Skip, do you remember any podium sweeps from did – you, did you guys do whatever? Did you have three riders ever to do it? I, I think Honda did it a couple times. Yeah, but with you or no? I know they did – I think they did it with Yogi, Pashon, and, like, Larocco or something or, like – it's pretty rare, Sam. Yeah, um, it's rare. Yeah, it feels like one of those weird stats that, I mean, you never have the opportunity, obviously, because there's no three-rider teams, right. but, you know. So, but. what the thing I wonder about, so, okay, I, I think KTM did it with, like, Dunge, Marv, and Baggett. Now, Baggett, Baggett is not yep. technically on the Red Bull KTM team, so does right. that count or not? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the way it does. To you it does? KTM. KTM swept yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 just different teams. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? Uh, depends that, on if you're looking at the just I know, brand like, or not. To me, I think that counts. Baggett's on a factory bike. It's different graphics, but it's the same it's bike. Yeah, it's a KTM. Yep. So to me, Sam, that, you know. Yep. But I read something that said it was the, it was the first podium sweep since our we did it at Yamaha in 04. Okay. Jeez. Very cool. Like 16 years. Yeah, but but that but I'm sure Honda did it since then, but it was probably one of them was right. LaRocco on a factory connection. 
which mm. you know. Uh, that's, yeah, that might be possible. Right, yeah. but to me, that's still a Honda sweep. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know, Sam. I, it's kind of like a uh, uh, you know. Oh, and Marks, you got, when Travis pointed out too, Pro Circuit swept the podium. 250 class a yes, few times. Yeah. AC oh, yeah, didn't well, uh, at yeah, Monster didn't Cup. Yeah, I think 250. Th- thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. yeah um, the only two they were allotted. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? The only two spots like they could get, they got. So. What do you mean the only two spots? They don't have three fucking bikes. AC and Eli. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay, got it. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. CJ, what's up? How are you? Hey, good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thanks for calling. What's your question? Good. Hey, I just want to talk to you, get your input, I guess, um, on the, I guess, I don't know if you're ready to get into it yet or not, but Tomax Championship. Um, I know in the past shows you've said that there, there's not going to be an asterisk on it and stuff, but, I, you know, I kind of feel that there has to be um, just for the the effect of the elevation change on the riders and stuff. And, I, you know, I looked at some numbers and whatnot, and um, I know in the, I think it was a show last week, you were talking about mountain biking. Um, in Park City versus in um, Las Vegas and the the difference that you felt there and, you know, where, where most of the riders train in Florida or California, the difference from um, there to Salt Lake versus where Tomac trains in Colorado, which is actually higher than Rice Eccles Stadium. Uh yeah, uh, it definitely made a difference for me mountain biking at Park City. Yeah. So as I was this caller was as uh, CJ was saying, the, Vegas is three thousand, I believe. Salt Lake City was forty yeah, forty two hundred forty five hundred. Yeah, yep, something like that. Forty five. Forty six hundred feet. Okay. Yeah, I did I did the math. So the difference between Vegas and Park City is five thousand feet of elevation. Yeah. So I definitely noticed now, it at Park City when I was mountain biking. I did not notice issues in Salt Lake, but when I went up to Park okay, City, so, I was I was struggling. Yeah, so Baker's Factory to Salt Lake City, there's a difference of 4,500 feet of elevation change. Glen Helen to Salt Lake's not as bad at 2,800 feet of elevation change. But if you look at Cortez, Colorado versus Salt Lake, Cortez is actually 4,000 feet higher than Salt Lake. So Tomac was essentially coming down. He was essentially racing at Park City almost, higher than Park City, right. I mean, Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right, CJ. I'm trying to see how they're camping. This is riveting. I mean, I mean, CJ, come on, Betts. I'm sorry it's not about Adam. Sorry. Uh, hey, we can go there if you want. You want to talk about Adam, CJ? Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. There we go. Uh, no, 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 CJ. Uh, no asterisks. It is what it is. Because look at man. Um, his Webb gave him a hell of a run almost every race. He did. So yeah, he did. You know, uh, that, that's a that could, But that's, do you think Roxon? I mean, he seemed to be the most effective. I guess he did. Where he, I'm going with it. But you know, he he told me it wasn't anything to do with the elevation. It was okay. He had shingles and then buy the shingles thing. I do buy the shingles thing, but I don't think it affected him that much. Okay. But I do I do think it. That it, much. But he had some sort of uh, you know viral thing going on. It wasn't Virus. it wasn't elevation. So, right. you know, and Webb, we saw, was not affected by elevation. Webb was as good as ever. Osborne, yeah. as good as ever, you know. So, yes, it helped Tomac. I do believe it helped Tomac. But no, not where, nowhere okay. near enough to get an, to get an asterisk. Or, yeah, right? right? You would think after, after yeah. being I mean, there for a week, the, the, the shock that your body would go the, through is over and you from, somewhat stabilize. From people I talked to, it takes yeah. seven days. Yeah, yeah they, the people yeah. were telling me it took seven okay. days. So, uh, you know. Um, for, but for me, I'm good with that. I mean, yeah, I see. Yeah. I see your side of it for sure. Right. Uh, CJ, stay on the line. We're going to give you something, okay? Um, okay. You don't want to give him something, Bets? Uh, 
I don't he know. Did, he did research on elevation. Right. Let's talk, let's hit Adam. Let's talk to him, Adam. He said he was ready to go hey, with Adam. I'm first. a big Adam fan. You there you go. All right, he's good. There you go. You want a Yamaha? He can have some. Yeah, give me a Yamaha. I'm not giving him a Yamaha. We're giving away a Yamaha later, but not to him. CJ, do you have a bike or do you want a piece of clothing? What do you want? Do you have clothing? Yeah, I don't have a bike anymore. Okay, stay. Stay on hold. We'll get your shirt size and your address, and we'll send you out something. All right. Right, cool, man. Uh, thanks, Thank CJ. You. Appreciate it. I mean, he did all the research on no, elevation No, I mean, that's stuff, fine, so but it's like... This is riveting. You just shot down. I mean, he... You know. I came out from the bathroom. I came in hot. I'm sorry. I should have eased into it, but... <laughs> okay, it's all yeah. right. We'll, we'll, okay, we'll... we'll, we'll I mean, if we lose one listener, is it going to break the break the bank? No, no, no we'll be yeah, fine. We're yeah, fine. we'll be fine. But if you keep this right up, it might be Pro Filter. Do you know there's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again, Bets? I've never cleaned one. On your bike? You've never cleaned one? No, it runs like a champ. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals required to clean and oil your filters. If you haven't heard of ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. I've got these in my bike. They've been active in the industry for the last decade. And man- manufactures top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Pulp 20 is the code to save at ProFilter.com. That's the best part of the whole thing. Pulp 20 at ProFilter.com. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service. Thanks to those guys. Uh, Chase Sexton coming up here right away, right? Uh, Chase Sexton coming up right away. 250 East title. I want to ask him about this gate pick. I want to ask him about Sexton Mac. I want to ask him about the Nichols thing. I want to ask him about McElrath jacking with him in practice. I want to ask him. And I want to ask him if he's got illegal fuel in his bike. There you go. Fucking yeah. rocket. I mean, there's rocket a, fuel. There's a lot of questions I got for Chase Sexton coming up shortly here. Uh, Sexton is going to be brought to you by the folks at Vortex. Email Kyle at vortexracing.com to get a hell of a deal from the folks at Vortex. V3 handlebar. Uh, same sprocket that James Stewart and Chad Reed used to win championships. And Star Yamaha right now, and uh, and the Monster Energy Yamaha guys use Vortex Racing uh, on their on their sprockets right now. So thanks to Vortex Racing. Email Kyle at vortexracing.com to uh, to get a deal on that, and uh, they're going to bring bring us Chase Sexton here coming up right away. Um, lots to come up to L- Yamaha LCQ Challenge. Marks, how much longer are we going to keep the the ballot thing, the, the, the uh, raffle thing open? I what, figure until about eight our time. So. Two hours? Oh, Two more hours. listeners locked in. Two more yeah, hours. No, no excuse to leave. Sorry, just guys. Get anchor, that money going. Anchor like, in. Hey, it's like a Jerry Lewis telephone. Just, is it too late for me to buy in on that? Absolutely not. Oh, this is nope. going to be so fun. What if you if win? Opamex.com slash Yamaha raffle. If I win, I'll just take yours. It's already broken in. Yeah. As long as you okay. do the Yamaha would like that a lot, I think. Uh, all right. Um, what did you say, Talon? He's not answering? Chase is not answering? No, I'm trying again. Okay, let me share my... busy slaying right now. Uh, Championship style. No, I know where he is right now, actually. Uh, okay, we're coming up with that. Um, Tomac also. Great radio. Kay Clayson. Oh, the, the money's pouring in for this Yamaha LCQ thing, so I... God, I, I'm going to win it. You're going to do it right now? I didn't win the fantasy, so I'm due. Do you know your credit card number off by heart to punch it in? No, that's a good thing. My first credit card ever I did, which was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's probably... Where are you going? You're going... Oh, God. Betts is... He's out of, he's out of hand here. Skip. Hell. Um, <laughs> we, hey, gotta, we might have to limit the White Claws. Yeah, we might have to dial back the White Claws a little bit on this. I don't know. I'm not slurring my words. Uh, I can't wait for the trivia question for, for the Skip Norfolk trivia challenge oh. later on. That'll be fantastic. Uh, for you, Skip, um, you've got working on a huddle here in Las Vegas. Yeah, we're getting the breweries coming along pretty well. Yeah. So all the tanks are in, the brew house is in. Yeah, this whole thing has just jacked you up pretty good, huh? A little bit. It's uh, it's <laughs> taking a heck of a lot longer than we would have thought. Is that uh, 
is there a positive at all for it? Like at all? Um, you know, you, the area, the area that we're going to be in an old downtown renovating that whole area, they're cleaning it up. It's, you know, it's going to be, so it's um, going to be nice. So like the, the COVID thing slowed things down, but so that's the positive of it. Like, well, if there is one, no, you know, it's, it's a bit scary when we're talking about, you know, being limited to 50% capacity. Yeah. Right. And yep. having to generate the same, you know, cause we have, we're going to have overhead. Yep. You know, you got to pay rent and all utilities and stuff. So yeah. it's a bit, it's a little bit scary. So yeah. Vegas seems like it's opening up more though, right? Yeah, it's been open for a while, try, just based again, on traffic Callum. flow. Try getting it right now. Uh, yeah, it seems like the, yeah. the casinos are open, everything else. Yeah, right? that, yeah, yeah, yeah. casinos opened up, um, but uh, even even before then, the traffic, you could just tell by the traffic, because construction was essential, so we could still go in and do our construction. Yeah. I mean, sometimes crews wouldn't show up, or yeah. they were all getting, but <clears throat> you could just tell by the traffic flow. About, I don't know, probably about four and a half weeks ago, it started, traffic started to be back. Did your card end in 4896? Bro, chill. No, it doesn't. But does your card end in oh zero eight four nine? No, man, they're buying them that quick. Yeah, this is. I feel, I feel like this is an invasion of privacy. It's a little. It's bit. the last four of your card. Who cares? But I'll know. sue the shit out of you if you get it right. So let's go. Let's keep playing this game. <laughs> Was it six seven five five? No. <laughs> oh wow, people are just coming in hot. Uh, speaking of coming in hot, uh, I'll tell you what it our, is later. Our first, <laughs> our first guest is uh, is on the line. He is the, he just wrapped up his second 250 E Supercross Championship in a hell of a ride. Brought to you by Vortex Racing. It's Geico Honda's Chase Sexton. Chase, thank you for coming on and congratulations, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I have so many questions. I don't know where to start. Uh, do you want to start with? Uh, um, let's start with this. Listen, Shane was trying to jack with you in, in the race a little bit, slowing down and, and letting you by and everything else. And I just, I love the fact that you were like, okay, cool. Let's play this game. Try to catch me. And you took off. That was a, mm. that was awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. Like I kind of went, so like the restart, obviously I got, I was behind and I'm like, well, I knew he was, he wasn't going to just gonna let me fall on the whole race, which I kind of expected. So. Right. I was like, the first time I got around him, I'm like, he kind of has probably a little bit too much energy. So I rode a couple laps in front of him and he got close to me. And I'm like, I'm not going to let him just clean me out. And yeah. then, so I let him by. He started playing those games. And then um, he he made his mistakes and missed the rhythm section. And I probably gapped him a second. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, this is it. I got to drop the hammer and like try and pull away, which ended up working. And then once I started pulling a gap, I'm I was like, yeah, this is. Uh, I, at that point, I'm like, yeah, I think I have this thing. So yeah, no, it was good. I just it was the games are kind of weird. Like, I think he wanted the guys to catch us, so there was a chance yeah. of like Mac and those guys getting in involved. But I was like, I can't let those guys catch us, and that's going to be a no a mess. So yeah, I think he was trying to do the Tomac bunching thing, right? That that Eli yeah, tried. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But he ended up missing that rhythm section. That's what gave him the gap to be able to. Because if he was close enough to me, he was going to obviously trying to hit me so yeah i had to have somewhat of a gap but there was a lot of corners out there that were very vulnerable vulnerable to <laughs> i guess take somebody out so yeah i i thought that was awesome you were just like all right catch me if you can see you later i got this thing i don't need to ride safe i can just you know take off and win it it was it was quite a statement ride and and let's face it like you know last year was gifted to you a little bit with austin's yep. injury but this year man yeah, you 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 rose to the occasion. You were the best guy, and uh, that that's last race I think just put a total stamp on it. So that had to feel good for you after last year's title. Yeah, I mean, honestly, going into like yesterday's race, like I was looking into those East West shootouts like all year before even the coronavirus thing happened. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to win 
one of those races and thinking we were going to have two, and then it only ended up having one. So I wanted to win at least – I wanted to win one of those races because it's my last year on a 250, yeah. and I'm only racing half the field for most of the season. So I wanted to go out there and race everybody and try and win because – I think that's it's a statement for me to go out and win mm-hmm. the last race and kind of move on and kind of get my head into a new class and know that I won the last race I was in yeah. against everybody. So that, for me, I was going into yesterday wanting to win the race. Like, obviously, big picture was championship, but I wanted, I really wanted to win and beat the rest of the guys there. So yeah. that was kind of my whole mindset going into yesterday. Well, it showed, man. It was, it was impressive. So that was awesome. Um, the Nichols thing, uh, initially... I was like, oh, Sexton, what are you doing? Like, you you know, you don't need to do that. You t- take third in the heat. Uh, it was a little bit, I thought, a little bit ill-advised. But then I kind of saw some photos and watched it again, and Colt looks really over. Like, he moves over a little bit. Skip and I here in the studio were disagreeing a little bit on it. But what's your take of that whole incident? Yeah, so, like, man, I got a, well, I had a terrible start in the heat race. So I was coming from pretty far back. I'm like, all I was thinking was gate pick. Like, yeah. Because everyone comes together, and I'm going to have. I get second. That's depends if we have the faster heat heat race or not. But that could potentially be fourth gate pick. And if I got third, that's sixth gate pick. And with that start, you had to have an inside gate to have a chance at getting a good start. I felt like so, and it was the safest bet for me. So my whole mindset was just trying to pass as many people as possible and get to a a good gate position. And honestly, I, like three laps ago, I'm like, I could probably win this thing as long as <laughs> I wasn't going to get taken out by Shane. Because I, I feel like I reeled those, reeled those guys in from a ways back. Yeah, you did. You and did. I I was like, man, I could possibly win this thing. And I, I made a dumb move the lap before that. I jumped inside the same place that I landed on him and, like, kind of tried to block him. But it was kind of like a half pass. Like, mm-hmm. I missed the triple, lost a whole bunch of ground, and I had to catch him again. Got to the back, and I'm like, all right, this lap I'm passing him right here. And I had the thing set up from the – I was pretty much next to him or a little bit behind him, and he was, like, pretty far left, so I'm like, he's not going to jump to the inside. Like, he's going to go outside. I'm going to jump to the inside. And then when he doubled, and I was already committed to the triple, he looked over and started moving over, and I was like, oh, no. But I thought I had enough clear. Like, I didn't think I was actually going to land on him, and I clipped his handlebar, and and on that, I was lucky to get away with that. (laughs) It was was, – I actually almost saved it, besides the tough blocks were there. So I ran into the tough blocks, but for me – it ended up good because I got second, which was my goal. I wanted to get as many positions, but I I texted Cole and I like, said I was sorry because like I mean I think he thought like he definitely thought he made a mistake too, but I think it was it was a race. Uh, oh, you there? Oh, we might have lost him. Oh, yeah, we lost him. See if we can get him back. Ah, uh, I mean yeah, I mean you know kind of what he was saying about the the um. The gate pick, I, that that to me, I'm like saying, hey, it's okay. I don't need to take this chance. That's if that's me. I, you know, that was going to be one of the things I was going to ask. You know, how many, how many gates, how many good gates were on that starting line in your mind? <laughs> Clearly, there was four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. In his mind. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, we'll get him back here. Chase Sexton brought to you by Vortex Racing, of course. Uh, email Kyle at vortexracing.com for a hell of a deal from the folks at Vortex. Sprockets used by Chad Reed and James Stewart. I mean, that's that's pretty good right there, right? So, um, all right, let's get him back on here. Uh, hey, Chase, you're, you're back. No worries. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I must have my. I had my phone on my on my uh, yeah. face. I must have hung up on the accent. But no worries. No, I. Where did you guys? Where did you guys? Uh, uh, no, yeah, we heard you saying you texted. You texted Colt uh, after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I texted him and said like, I'm sorry, man. Like I didn't. 
didn't mean to make that that move, and like I I didn't mean to land on him. So I texted him and said sorry, but I think he kind of agreed like it was a racing incident, and I think he misjudged like where I was at, and I misjudged how much or how much room I actually had. So yeah, I felt bad, yeah. but at the same time, I thought I needed that position to get a better gate pick with that start, and it was critical because that start could have really changed the changed a lot. So. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I made the move, and I it was a racing incident. And, but yeah. at, at hindsight, it's always twenty twenty. But at the at the moment, I thought I was making the right decision. Hi, this hey, this is Skip, Jackson. But yep. at at did I get a question? When you triple in on the inside, were you gonna make the triple, or were you gonna roll double or double in after that? before I kind of did what I was trying to do was I was trying to just stop him before the corner or before the triple and kind of like just put my wheel in there. Yep. But it ended up, I didn't get it the first, the first time it would have been really dirty if I would have tried it. Cause I would have basically just like <laughs> sawed his front end off. So the second time I felt like I was close enough to do it. So I made, I obviously went for it, but he ended up jumping to the inside. And at that point I was like, Oh, this ain't good. So I expected him to go outside so I could just kind of block his line for the triple and then go double. But obviously, it didn't work out that way, and I really didn't. I didn't know I was going to land on him until I actually clipped him because it looked at, for a second it looked like it wasn't going to be that close, and then he started moving over even more, and then by that time I landed right on his hand. So, yeah, I definitely think it was a racing incident. Uh, you know, and to me, you're more more to blame than than Colt. But oh, I do. I disagree. I know you do. I know I you know. do. I know. But well, I do look like I haven't seen a rider like Colt. Like he know. Colt knows the line, like, hey, there's a triple here that guys that I'm not doing that other yeah. guys are doing. And I do wonder why Colt would look over so far and move so far. That was weird. I, I don't think he realized he was tripling in. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I guess I, – I don't know. I mean, for me, I did, I, I did the exact same thing the lab before, and he saw me. So I right. think yeah. – I mean, I have to believe that he went to block me, but – I don't know if he thought I was close or not as close, yeah. but I think like, from what he said, he didn't think I was that close. So for him, I think he just thought he was going to cut me off and I wasn't going to be able to triple. So I guess that's kind of where he was coming from, but I thought I was close enough where I was kind of next to him. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't racing. I didn't. Yeah. I was just trying to make a pass, and obviously like, I really like Colt, and I think he's a good guy, and he wouldn't – I didn't think – he didn't do it, I don't think, on purpose no. either. No, so, yeah, because he – Like, it's kind of yeah. – it's, it's kind of a, a – he knows. Oh, did we lose him again? Smell ya. Oh. Oh yeah, we did. Oh, that's weird. All right, get him back on. Technology. Kind of like yeah. Metro PCS or something. <laughs> you know, times are tough. <laughs> Not that tough. He just won. Yeah, good point. Well, yeah. hasn't got hasn't got the. You check know who yet. else? You know who else won their two fifty title before they went up to the four fifties? Who's that? Adam. Oh yeah, Adam. that's right. Yeah, and he also threw away one though in Vegas one time. It's not. What, I mean, he ended on a high note. Those what I'm getting at. Yeah, but but this is Supercross, right? So I don't know if you can compare them. Uh, Chase, you're back. Uh, I don't know what I don't know. What I'm, I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I actually I know where you are right now. Maybe it's up in that weird area, Chase, where you know where you got weird <laughs> signals. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an odd it's an odd area where you're at right now. Um, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I think Colt. Look, Colt. Even if Colt's like, oh my God, I gotta take Sexton out because uh, he, could, uh, you know, I want to help my teammate. He's not doing it that way because that could, that could, you know, that seriously hurt Colt. Like, you know, nobody. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's no. not gonna land on for a no. for a teammate. I, no. Like I talked to him. I, I even like before the race and stuff. I said like, good luck. Like I talked to him and like, he's cool. Like he's not one of those guys that's gonna play that that card. I don't no think, way. So. I, I, I'm with you. I, 
I don't think. I mean, no one wants to get landed on. I don't care who it is. Like, you're not going to go get no, landed on for no. a teammate. So, um, hey, what happened on that first start? Like, oh my God, what what went wrong on the uh, my the- my whole shot device came off when I dumped when I popped the clutch. My whole shot device came straight up, and oh. I we. So I was like, from there, I'm like, oh my god, are you serious? Dude, <laughs> Dude yeah. I actually got like, I made a lot of passes by the way. Like, yeah. everyone was like, oh, the restart, restart. But I was already in. I was ready to pass for fourth. Like, I'm. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in the. I had two teammates in front of me, and like, I was ready to. I guess get mm-hmm. to. I think I could have got to at least second. Yeah. And I really felt like I was, like, no, I felt like I was the fastest one yesterday. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, Fernandez is fast, but he was behind me, so. I feel like I was the fastest one to catch those guys. And, yeah, I mean, the restart obviously played my favor. But at the same time, I feel like I was kind of bummed. I thought they were going to do a staggered start, and I was kind of happy about it. Okay, but yeah, yeah. I, want, I, I was like, I mean, I, I can make it work from here. So you were when they did the, when they did the restart, I'm like, I said, it's another start. I could get possibly in a car or a pile up or something like that. So I wanted a staggered start and just go from where yeah. we were. But oh, they yeah. Had the I think you were one lap away from that, from the, from the, uh, from the staggered. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, uh, so I kind of heard some rumblings a little, like, I don't, I asked Dylan in the press conference that you didn't show up for, by the way. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I, AMA and stuff were handing out the, the one plate that like our team truck. Yeah. And like, I didn't get the, we've been struggling with this whole press conference thing since I got here. I think I almost, I almost missed the first one because <laughs> we just didn't know what time it was. Yeah, so yeah. it's my bad. Yeah, I, it's we were fine. doing like a whole bunch of stuff with the team. So yeah, it was my bad. I'm just giving you shit. I, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Save it for the Pulp Mech show. It's even better. I've got the scoops. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I asked Dylan about this. There was an inside gate on the main event and I cannot figure out why nobody took it, what was going on down there. And I kind of heard some stuff that Shane took your gate. Like what? What happened? So, yeah, I mean, like, I think everyone kind of saw like Star and those guys are playing games with me all in, day in practice. Yeah, they were doing in practice. practice. Yep. And so, like, we had these little flags. Like, right. this is supposed to be what we pick our gates with. And I went ahead and picked my gate, and we started rolling our bikes up. And I'm sitting there. Shane's trying to roll his bike in my gate. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he, I guess he just thought he's. I he, I went inside of him, one gate inside of him, and then he went. And I guess took my gate. So they were arguing about that, the AMA guys. But I don't know. They, I think he. They, that's what they planned on doing. Because I had, a, I was after him picking, so I just went right inside of him. And it was a pretty good rut. So okay. he just saw me pick that, and I guess I don't know how it's legal. Because those things are supposed to be what we pick our gates. Yeah, with. you have the flags. So that's it. You got to be set in your. The flag was in the ground and. He picked his gate, and then, yeah, so he, I was literally, like, scrubbing my gate off of the brush, and he's rolling his bike, and I'm like, what are you doing? And then they're, like, all arguing, so I'm, I was like, whatever, I got a gate. I saw this other gate that I liked that was even farther inside. I'm like, yeah. I'll just take that. I don't really care, so. Okay, and then there was a gate open. I, I don't know if you noticed that. So I, the, the gate open, I thought they were playing, like, I thought Star was, like, playing games or something, because, like, I thought, like, all of a sudden someone's going to come in there and take the gate, but... No, the gate was open. I'm like, oh sweet, I have some, I have a little more room. And I had Kyle Peters. Yeah, it went, it went Christian, me, gate open, and then Kyle, and then Shane. So I had two uh, Hondas on the on yeah. both sides of me, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good gate. I felt like I was, I had, I liked my chances at a good start. Besides for the first one, my whole shot device came off. So I, I do not understand why that, yeah, that gate didn't go. I don't know what was going on, and of course, Star protested your team for fuel. 
So their their shit show continues over there. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean I'm sure you'll be fine. You guys all use the same fuel, you know. But does that stress you <laughs> yeah. out? I mean, like it doesn't stress me out because I feel like we we run fuel off the shelf. Like we run Pro Six VP. Like yeah, everyone runs. I think Star runs the same gas. So yeah. I don't know. Like after like the whole day, like I felt like the main event. I won. I won the race. Yeah. Like, yeah, I pulled away from Shane. I won. I felt like fair and square. Like, like what else can they throw at me? And then I hear their protest. And like, are you kidding me? I was at the AMA trailer, like this, yelling at the Star guys. I'm like, what do you guys do? Like, oh, you, we run the same gas. Like, yeah. yeah, I just, I didn't get it. And I just, we've had problems with the team before, and I just was like, I, I yeah. don't know. I just was kind of frustrated. But at the end of the day, I just, I was happy I won and. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think anything will come over, come by it. But Chris, you got a question? Chase, it's uh, Chris Betts. Oh yeah, what's, what's up, up, man? Dude? How are you? Congrats! Thank you, man. Hey, um, Chase, all he keeps talking about is AC though. All show, so like, please, <laughs> yeah, this is getting a little much. No, I'm I'm on <laughs> Team Chase, bro. That's congrats on uh, on winning, but your championship cap, your championship check's gonna cash, and his isn't. So you win. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> You're dialed. Yeah, I mean, I just like. I really like this. The team they try and play these games, and it's like yeah. I just feel like they don't. It's just hard, harder for me to like respect people that don't respect you. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I feel like I just they don't respect people, and like I feel like if I was racing even Austin or like PC, like any of the other teams, they don't play those games, and it's just going out there and racing, and the best man wins. But when they're playing, I don't care. Like the games in the track, whatever. Like. It doesn't really bother me. Like practice, yeah. like you can bump me off the track how many times you want. Like I'm still gonna do my thing and ride my lap. So I don't know. I just it's whatever. I <laughs> the race is over and I ended up winning. So I, I was, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. I was gonna Hold ask. On. I was gonna ask you about the practice thing. <laughs> like if that bothers you or not. You said it didn't. I, I don't like it. I think it's bullshit. Like listen, the gate drops. That's the race. And and do you know race aggressively, race hard, and go for this championship. But practice games i think that's bullshit i've been a part of that on teams like with ktm when i was with ktm and langston was going for it and brownie would wait and pull off in front of i think that's just bullshit hey hey it is hey, I, I think it is hey jerk well. offs you've had fucking nine rounds to do something and now you're gonna wait to practice in the final round yeah. like that, that that's, that's the attitude to that's me. the shit you gotta do though when you can't beat someone you gotta get like i know just shady I, I just, and creative i just think it's not it's it's bullshit totally bullshit but like yeah. hey it's a compliment like they don't think they can beat you straight up so they're gonna try and uh, get just, i mean i guess it just it, bottom yeah. line the ama the ama needs to control it yeah it's, it. it's, well, it's on them yeah. you know you, all chase can do is go out there and kick their ass like you did right well yeah like? and at, and for me like you said like it's like a compliment like when they're when you're messing with somebody like that like that's when you feel like you can't like that's that's their last resort like they know that I they ha I have the upper edge, and that's when they have to like play those games. So for me, I was, I mean, it's annoying, but yeah. At the same time, like if they're doing that, they're way more worried about me than I am about them. So yeah, and sure. I was just like, he bumped me off, tried bump me off the track. I'm like, and he's getting my, he's blocking my fast laps. I'm just yeah, yeah, like yeah. whatever. I just I, I mean, like last year, like Dylan going out and he won the race. Obviously, it was unfortunate that Adam fell, but like. You just gotta go out and win the race, and yeah. like hopefully, like something happens. Like it's just, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, I, it's whatever. I was almost wondering in the heat race if they were trying to jack with you a little bit. That's how fast you caught them. I was almost like, what's going on here? Like, what's happening? Because you caught them yeah. so fast. I was like, mm, are we gonna see some shenanigans? You know? Yeah. So. 
I the heat race. I, I'm it's two years in a row. I actually felt better in the that, last year at Vegas. I felt so good in the heat race, and then this year I felt really good again. Like that's probably one of the best races I feel like I've had, like feeling wise on the bike. And I caught them guys, but I was like, I don't know. Like I have to pass one of them at least <laughs> to get a better game pick. But I I really do trust Colt, and I knew yeah. that he was going to be respectful about it. Um, obviously Shane, I was a little skeptical about, so. I just had to, I had to really pick and choose where I was going to pass, and I felt like where I was trying to pass that was mm-hmm. the safest for me, trying to at least block so he couldn't jump it, and then trying to block the next inside because I really felt like that track had like they built it on purpose for like takeouts. I felt like there were so many <laughs> open corners, like yeah, uh, it-, it was just crazy. The main event, like the corner after the finish line, like I was just waiting to hear. So Yamaha revved up and just, just coming at my phone. Yeah, coming in like, hot uh, off the whoops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's, just, it's all right. I, I really did trust Colt, though, and, like, right. that's why I was so bummed about, about what went down because I didn't obviously land a mean on or, or land a mean, or mean to land yeah. on him. So yeah. I was just, yeah, I was bummed, and they were obviously mad about it, but I, I didn't mean to do it. So it was a racing incident. We've got a couple calls for you, uh, Chase, here. Uh Brought to you by Vortex Racing, the 250 Supercross East champion for second year in a row. Uh, James, what's going on? Uh, you want to talk to Chase Sexton? Yeah. First off, Chase, congrats. Uh, I'm born and raised in Illinois, so it's awesome seeing an Illinois kid, you know, you know, making the championship and doing what you're doing, so it's awesome to see. Uh, I was kind of curious, you know, you're making the jump to 450s, and I think other riders have said, you know, 250s is, you know, bonkers. Everybody racing crazy. How do you adjust your racecraft to go immediately to a 450, or do you just kind of hop in and see how it goes and then feel it out? Yeah. So the two, I, I say the 250 class is almost like a, like it's just so chaotic. There's these got like everyone's just going for each other, and I just where does I are young kids. Most of them are young kids. Yep. Trying to just. I don't know, just go for it. And the 40 class, I feel like a lot of it's a lot more maturity, and most of them are older. So they just, I think there's a lot more respect too in the 40 class. Like everyone's experienced, everyone's more, um, I guess just yeah, yeah, more experienced. So for me, I'm just going in. I'm just going to go out there and race how I normally race. I feel like for me, I'm not usually the crazy guy. Like I'm not out there going gunning for people, and I feel like I ride pretty smooth. So. I feel like I should fit in the 450 class, but again, I'm, it's going to be a learning curve. I'm going in to outdoors with not much riding on the 450, so going to have to get some riding in. But for me, just going out there and learning and trying to race with these guys, is the 450 guys are fast, and there's a reason that um, like those guys are just good. So I'm going to have to go out there and learn and uh, just take it race by race. There's not really a game plan at, at this point just to go out there and do my best, and I have a great teammate, Ken, so to learn from him and uh yeah just overall learn every weekend thanks james thanks for the call yeah thanks man thanks appreciate it next up for chase sexton is jake jake what's going on uh, you want to talk to chase sexton hey chase uh first of all like my last caller uh congratulations on the championship uh i guess my question is really the the setting and the feeling that you found in the off season versus what you needed to change for for slc like obviously you came in and you you did pretty good early in the in the east series so um, what was it, or if anything, was there needed to be changed on the bike or as far as your riding that needed to be done for, for Salt Lake? And then um, kind of what's going through your mind when, when someone's jacking with you during the race or during during practice? I mean, I guess you kind of said 
you're just really doing your own laps. But I mean, is how hard is it to kind of to put the thing away and zip the pants up and not want to jack with the guy back, right? Yeah, I appreciate that, but um, I appreciate you saying good job on the championship. But it was uh, what was the first question? It was uh, um, your bike from Alta, from your bike set up oh, and stuff from Florida so, to Salt Lake. Yeah, so I always like I knew coming in like Shane's going to be good. This he's won here three times in a row or something like that. So I knew coming out, and we had a break. He's always good at the first couple of races. So for me, I knew I was going to have my work cut out for me. And I, I had been struggling. Like I did a lot of like trial and error testing throughout the break, the uh, COVID break, just trying to find some front end traction because I didn't feel like my front end was really planted. But we were racing tacky tracks, so I didn't really have a problem because we had rust to bank off of. But so I was testing and knew I had to find something for me to come and race this race, but ended up just going back to my Dallas setup just to try and go race. And the first race was okay for me. Uh, I got second, followed Shane the whole race, which I was not very happy about. Um, and then the second race lost the front first lap, which I was really upset because that's what I've been chasing for the whole year, basically. Yeah. So I, the team and I, after that race, like we, we put a lot of work in, like I rode, Every week I was here, I rode or there, I rode four times, and for the first three weeks or, or first two weeks we were there, we were testing forks, shocks, like just trying to get something that was um, a little more stable and a little more uh, you could just predict it easier. So I was testing, and we put a lot of hard work. And from I didn't change my bike from that mud race throughout so we did all that work and we found a setting with the fork that i was really comfortable with and right away you could see it just was way more stable and way more predictable for me and um ended up not changing it after that we changed this thing in the shock for the whoops and did that fork and i think it changed a lot my riding style my confidence and from there on i didn't uh lose a race so i was really that's why i was really stoked with the team like they really put a lot out there for me and put a lot of work in for this trip to go well and i was really stoked with that and just the effort that they, everyone put in for to win this championship was cool so i i put a we put a lot of time and effort into testing and i think it paid off i felt super comfortable the last three races on my bike and oh. i was really happy with how they did how about that flying horse ranch deal i went out there on friday it was amazing jeez, jeez. yeah it was... so i only rode there one time so oh, okay i only rode there the first day I, got to salt lake and it was cool a super cool track yeah but it wasn't a super cross track no, so i no. was trying to find a i actually started riding we rode that it's in Thule. it's where the old national was yeah the Miller motorsports park i rode yep. there a lot and it was really slick and realistic to the race so it was oh, ideal but, testing for me and then right. we ended up going to bracken halls for two days um oh, okay. in the off week which was nice too so right yeah i mean it was and then to answer your second question i was um Chain messing with me was again it was kind of like a compliment because i knew he was worried i knew that they had to try everything or it was like a last ditch effort to get in my head which i i feel like i'm pretty mentally sound and um confident what i'm capable of or so i was not too worried about it i just it is frustrating when you have a guy running your fast laps for me i get really heated uh pretty easily so i was just trying to keep calm and just know that uh it didn't matter until the race, so I was just, uh, yeah, trying to be patient and trying to be the more mature rider, and uh, I think that's it, it paid off. So thanks for the uh, thanks for the call, Jake. Thank you, man. Cool. Thank thanks. you. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. 
Chase, uh, it's Chris again. What was the plan if you didn't gap Shane? Like, what were you going to do? Like, if he was just all over you and, like, trying to just demolish you? So, <laughs> there was really no other plan. There was one plan, and that was, like, the second time he let me go by, I was like, this is, like, I got to win this race. Like, because the, there was no – at that point, the guys behind us were too close to, like, just ride behind him because he was – we were going so slow. Like, I was – we almost came to a stop in the one corner. I'm like – yeah. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to cut it. So I either was going <laughs> to like pull away or he was going to take me out. So there was not there was not much of another game plan. I had to either win or uh, well, he was going to try and saw my front end off. You could just like literally fall right behind him, and if he yeah. stops, you stop on the track. <laughs> and that would have been hilarious. That would have been great. I know, but then we would have had guys going by us, and then yeah. I just didn't want to be in that chaos. I knew like I was – like I said, like after all that testing we did, like I was really confident in my speed and like my ability to like put down fast laps and race laps consistently. So I just said after that I had to drop the hammer and try and once I got like a two second gap, I was pretty comfortable on where he couldn't. There was no chance for him to um, get inside me. So then after that, I kind of started clicking off my laps, and then we kind of got into lappers. But that race was nice because we didn't lap nearly as many people. Yeah, and we could race. I could pretty much ride my my own race the whole time. So I was pretty comfortable after we got, like I say, a two second lead, and I actually had a lot of fun on that track. It was it was dry, but again, I was really blown away with how good the team worked with me this whole time, and I was super comfortable on my bike and uh, really happy with how it went. So I was actually having a lot of fun, and just the whoops were gnarly, which was yeah. helping me and. Um, no, it was good. How uh, how's it been working with Stu? Just just a legend, just, just amazing. Uh, I guess it, so. It's out and how? Oh, it's um, out. It's out. It's out. I mean, it, it was kind of out. Kenny put that thing. On he his did. Yes. And that's Ken, when everyone yeah. kind of figured it out. But it's been really good. Like I was blown away with how down to earth the guy is. Like, right. It's crazy. He's super cool and like it's it's weird because you don't really. I didn't really expect that out of him because he was like such like a a legend mm -hmm. and. Like he could be, he could just not talk to anybody, and I would like be okay with it. He's, that's how good <laughs> yeah. he was. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, like he's, I was born like it's like he like reached out and like he was the one that kind of like started the whole conversation, and um, which was crazy to me. I'm like, right. like why me? Like, but yeah, I guess he saw something in me that um, that he likes. So I started working with him right after like that whole break thing, and went out to his track a few times. And then I rode there probably three weeks in a row, and he came out quite a bit. And then we came to the he went to the Moto Sandbox, worked with me there, and it's just been really good. Like that first race in Salt Lake City, dude, he he was not happy with that. He <laughs> I pretty much rode around behind Shane the whole race. Yeah, he's like, dude, that's an opportunity you have to win those races, and <laughs> it kind of got me fired up. But um, no, he he's been really good. Just, his whole like racecraft thing, like I think like racing in like that position i had yesterday with shane trying to hold me up like i learned just to be patient and then when you strike you got to make it happen kind of like when you pass somebody you got to break him because that mentally gets into their head and yeah. um i learned a lot from him so that i have to give him some credit for that but um it's been really good and it's been i'm awesome. super excited for him to help me on the 450 because i think that's where my true potential is going to come out and mm -hmm. i think that's where he can help me the most Chase, say this is Skip again. Did did he give you a, a different perspective or a different way of looking at things, or you know what what made it work for you so well? You know, like I think him and I have a really similar mindset. Like 
just the, on racing in general and what our goals are and kind of like what we care about is I think we just mesh right away and we have a pretty similar um, liking in golf. So that was a, it kind of helped too. We golf played golf a few times. That's actually where I first met him was on the golf course. That's where I went and talked about like what was going to go down. And mm-hmm. um, I think we just knew that we had pretty similar ideas on what, uh, what I needed to work on and what um, my goals were. So that's when I kind of knew like this guy's like for real. And I didn't expect it at all. Like he was super down to earth and it's just crazy how simple he lives and like how great he was. And it's just cool to see. And um, it just clicked right off the bat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is, that is really, really cool. cool. It's, it's great to have him back in the sport a little bit, man. I hate it when he was gone. It's great to have yeah, him Yeah, He was actually, yeah. he was going to come to Salt Lake city for the, for the last two, but he ended up, I ended up like, dude, it's, it's not, it's right. not worth it. I think it's, with the whole coronavirus thing, like, right. it's just a mess. So um, he was actually going to come, but I think we'll be seeing him at races here soon. Oh, I hope so. That'd be awesome. That'd good be to good. have him back. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, Chase. I really appreciate the time. I know you're busy up there, and uh, thank you for the time for the show. Congratulations again. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, thank thanks. you, man. That's uh, that's Chase Sexton brought to you by VortexRacing.com. So, Stu. It's working with Stu. <clears throat> Uh, all right, we're on a commercial break here. Before we go, uh, Amber sent me a message. Uh, happy anniversary to Wyatt. 18 years they've been married. This is their anniversary. Wow. So Amber seems like a really nice wife to, to Wyatt. So he listens, I guess. Good, yeah, there good you for go. them. So great great work listening to the show. Hope you guys, uh, hope you guys do it tonight. Yeah. 18 years, right? Yeah. There you go. Right, yeah. Uh, all right, just, go, to, go to commercial just break. Just my name. That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to commercial break. We'll come back with uh, Eli Tomac, Chris Betts, Skip Norfolk, uh, and much more coming up on the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this. If you want something to get out, you tell Mathis. Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work or steven says on the show sometimes get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt bushings in your, your fork and shock get it rebuilt it helps 15 to 20 hours head over to racetech.com check out they even got a cool little simulator you can look at uh what size spring rate you might need for your bike so a lot of cool features over there on the website but uh and as you know 
Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here. You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Bruce also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, 
uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships in my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. 
over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in Northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Everybody, Pop Mesh Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to Chase Sexton, 250 Supercross East Championship All Star panel here with Skip Norfolk and Chris Betts. Skip, I didn't really, I don't remember you saying this, or I don't remember asking you, but you've been a manager of a team, you've been a mechanic in championship title chases, and I don't like. As I said, I don't like any of that stuff that Star does did, and I don't like anything that I didn't like Eli bunching up Dunge and those guys a couple of years ago. I don't like any of that. I, I just feel like fuck you guys, do it right, be classy, be respectful, and race hard. Where I, do you stand on that? I couldn't agree more. Okay, all right. So you're the same way. Like, yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I think mean, the way that the, the the way the racing is now, you know that <clears throat> what used to be a block pass, yeah, that that doesn't even exist anymore. You know, it's, these guys are taking each other out. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's wrong. Yeah. It's just totally wrong. The AMA is just not doing a damn thing wow, about yeah, it. That's that's another but, story, yeah. You know, we would all just, you know, it's going to, you police it yourself. It's like, you know, if they're out of the championship hunt, wait till the first national, clean them out in the back and ruin their entire summer. You know, that it's going to come down to that. It's it's a shame. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like... Uh... Any of that stuff, and uh, yeah, just, it's bullshit. Like what I uh, the race before Salt Lake City six, was that the East round, or was it the Salt Lake City before six was East? Oh, yeah, Sexton getting McElrath hard pass contact aggressive. No, no, 
knocked them off and kept took. I like that. That's great. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm fine with contact, but. I, you know, and I think even some of that's a little, you know, yeah, the, are the tracks that way? Yes. Are the bikes different that allow that stuff to take place? Because yeah. you can do that and still make the triple or make the obstacle afterward. Yes, but I mean, there was there's something nice about being able to watch two guys that respect each other yeah. race. Yeah, and I and I, I'm gonna say the guy on the outside of the corner, he's still a dumbass if he doesn't stop. Yeah, right. Yeah. You, you, you are you, getting you, past. You if know you what's coming. Hit the brakes, and both of you don't go down. Right. So yeah. it does go both ways a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, do you think that if like if all that if all the practice stuff and the gate and the fuel stuff didn't take place though, like we would look at it as more of like ah, he's just like. Like, because realistically, like, McElrath didn't, like, try and kill the guy. No. So if all that bullshit didn't go on before, are you looking at it? Are you sitting here on Monday night saying, like, you know what? Like, props to McElrath for trying to be creative and not No, I'm not. Killing, you're not? I'm not. No. No, just, just listen, it's a, it's a seven-round series, eight-round series, yeah. whatever it ended up being. You had your chances. Don't Fair. be a jerk-off at the final round. You know, don't be protesting fuel. That's what I'm you know saying, what I mean? though. It's like, if, yeah, like to like, me, like that's like that's the bullshit. But if you're 23 points down and you need the guy to DNF, like if there's like over a million dollars on the line theoretically for a bonus, I don't know. Not for that class, but no, no. for the or well, let's say for whatever yeah, the bonus years, is. Yeah. Um, like, do you see yourself if you can put yourself in like like you've been in those shoes? You haven't. Thanks. But if you're the rider, like you're not going to lay up for a million dollars. Like, I got to think that if I'm on a bike, I will take whatever penalty, even if it drops me from second to third well, in the standings. But, like, and but, even the public scrutiny. Like, if it's the difference between no, not even the championship, no, if it's no, the no. money. It's, 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 it's not. It, it it's, doesn't have to be some point about how you win that, though. Yeah. Isn't that part of it? Right. See, I, that's where I'm, like, selfish. Like, it's <laughs> like, I don't. Says a guy with $1.483 million. Right. Plenty contract. of people dislike me, but I go home happy every day. People dislike you? I think so. Like in the media, like baseball media. No, no, no. Oh, I'm cool with the media. Oh, oh, oh. I'm cool with the media. <laughs> that add the list like earlier caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> JC uh, doesn't like me or CJ. Uh, CJ. <laughs> X brand goggle tear offs. Uh, let's do this. X brand goggle tear offs. It's the X brand tear off segment. Fifteen second rapid fire Q and A. Rapid fire. X brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, just some of the guys wearing. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Professional. Yeah, really, right? Uh, wearing X-Brand goggles. Uh, go to motorsport.com. EKS20 is the code to save with the folks at X-Brand. Uh, folks at Motorsport, you can save with X-Brand there. And uh, they're working together. It's fantastic to have it. Great goggle, great company. And uh, they've got some exciting stuff coming down the line. they got two models of goggles as well. Lots of bright colors and four-layer face foam and all of that. So these questions are submitted by a Swiss Corps, not Moser. Not Moser today. It's very, very. All right. Yeah. Who dat? Yeah. Who dat? Uh, all right. Let's do this. <laughs> Can't believe I just got Steve to say who dat. That was <laughs> who awesome. dat nation. Go Saints. All right, Skip. We'll start with you. Would the sport be better if it transitioned back to two strokes? <laughs> we got thirty seconds. Um, Take your time, Skip. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was, that yes. was quick. Steve, yep. did moving to Utah ever cross your mind? No. Re very good, very nice place, though. Really nice, yeah. No. You, you seem to enjoy it. Yeah, no. It was the mountain bike rides. I mean, I'm just ruined forever. I'm going to be on the face of Mars uh, <laughs> with blazing hot temperatures from now on mountain biking. And, and, you know, in Park City, there's like, you know, you see deer, you got snow lines. We saw animals last time. What did we see? 
some ugly ass desert like goat or something, but we saw it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. Assume you get called up and play the Astros. How much shit do you talk as their lineup encounters you behind the plate? Or do you even <laughs> care about their cheating? No, I care, but... Like... I don't know. I don't... I would love to talk shit, but I honestly... I don't think I have the balls to look Bregman in the face and say, like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I'll tweet it to him, like most of these keyboard warriors, but I wouldn't be able to sit back there and then, like... Altuve? You could you could talk shit to Altuve. I mean, he's five foot five feet tall. He's closer to me. He could hear me better. I mean, it's yeah, the same okay, thing. All right, all right. <laughs> I, like do you th- I like the honesty. Do you think catchers, like, are there some catchers that just... I mean, you can't see them talking, right? But are there some catchers that just talk nonstop like it's Major the League? fucking worst. <laughs> really? <laughs> when I go up to hit, like, especially when the other catcher's up, when there's a hitter in the box, doesn't matter who it is, I try and be respectful. And like, mind you, the umpire and I are talking all night. Long. Oh, you are. Like, I will. I'll know if his oldest son likes yeah, baseball right. or not. Really? Like we, oh my god! Full conversation. Well, you got to think. There's not. There's you. You have the same umpires throughout the year. Yeah. So by the end of the season, like you see one of these guys at a bar, you you say hello. Like, yeah. hey Clay, how you doing? When you're in the elevator at the hotel, like whatever it is. Um, but during the game, you'll but be during like, the game, we'll talk all day long. So you'll receive the pitch, conversation. No, that's oh. what I'm saying. So when oh. there's a hitter in the box, oh. I try personally. You know, like it might be, hey Clay, I got that there. But that's it. There's uh, certain catchers who will you be mean, like, you'll, you'll 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 petition for a call. So, a little bit, right? So playing the game of baseball, it matters how he does it. But when it comes to racing, clean guys out. Exactly. <laughs> but but there are there's majority some catchers out there, the guys who have big personalities. It's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Really? I'm trying yeah, to yeah, hit this yeah. round ball right. with a round bat, and whoever invented this game, fuck them. Yeah. Like I'm already pissed off. Right. Like, right. Right. Don't be talking about so, like. But. Do the catchers talk shit to the hitters? Rarely. Yeah, right. The hitters got to initiate it. Right. Okay. Like if the hitter does something, like say you catch a ball that's a strike, but umpires calls the ball, you go, "Hey, I had that one, Clay." The, does the pitcher? Does, me the, does as the a hitter, hitter? Does the hitter go shut the fuck up? So, so me as a hitter, I'll never say anything because I already won. He called it a ball. Yeah. But me as a catcher, if a hitter turns around and says something to me, well, I'm, I'm not going to be out of line. If he says like, "Hey, like, ch- like something," it's on. Like I'm in his grill. <laughs> like fuck you. I'm doing my job. You're doing yours. Kick okay. rocks. Okay. 30 <laughs> seconds, right? That was 29. Yeah, no, that was 29. Yeah. That was really close. All right. All right next we got to run through these. Yeah, we do. Skip, which member of a well-set-up race team gets the least amount of credit for the amount of effort put in? Oh, it could be the parts guy back at the shop. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know? I was going to say truck driver, but... No, I think those... Well, depends on who... who yeah, I guess if you're out, outward to the, the yeah. press, probably, or the public. Yeah, I think a truck driver would be there. Those guys... Uh, the good ones, you can't do it without them. All right. Steve, when do you invite RC on an e-bike ride? <laughs> I already did. How'd that go? In Salt Lake. I said, hey, me and Chad are going out if you want to come out with us. Because he was staying he, stays, he was staying by Chad. And he said he was too busy. So, yeah, I tried. Chris, any chance your work ethic could have led you to a million-dollar contract on two wheels had you met AC earlier? No, no, I don't. I, I played baseball because I don't want to like die. Like I want to play. So like those guys, they go out there like yeah. break their back, break their neck, like bruise, no, bruise a lung, bruise lung, bruise yeah. lung. Like no, let me sprain my wrist and take my two weeks sabbatical and <laughs> chill. 
not helping the stereotype of baseball players. Chris Betts tonight. <laughs> no salary cap. Between right. that and the bathroom breaks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Skip, first thoughts of Chad Reed upon your first personal interaction. <clears throat> I, like I said earlier, yeah. there was there was concern that, oh, man, we're going to have to race this guy for quite a few years. This is when you're at Cowie. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so. But it, what, what about meeting him, interaction? Um, Probably in a bar? Say, no, Probably the, no, in a bar? No, no, okay. no. The first one was... I think there was a bit of a contact at a at an international race. Gotten gotten. Oh, gotten in, in Bercy. Yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah. I was there. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. All right. All right, Steve. Does A Ray become a main event staple in twenty twenty one Supercross? Staple. No, it's a deep field, man. And now you got you know got Sexton. Deeper. Yeah, I got deeper. He's he's good though. He can send it. He's got speed. He just has to he'll, he he's got to calm down. But if he calms down, maybe he gets slower, right? So, no, I don't think a main event staple is the right word. He did text me earlier that he's listening, and when I was talking about Chiz, he texted me, "Fuck Chiz." <laughs> I like A Ray. I think he's yeah, a no, cool he's, dude. he's 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 yeah. he's awesome. All right, last one. Bets. Is there a backup plan? Perhaps a reality TV show, sporty suburban living life hacks with Chris Betts. That that could be in the cards, but there's definitely some backup plans. Sponsored by Lowe's, probably? Yeah, it's one of those. Um, yeah, Lowe's actually reached out to you. They were Lowe's very reached stoked. out to me on Twitter. Yeah. I I think we talked. I had something in the works with Flex Seal, and it yeah. fell through. Um, their lawyers and my agent's lawyers were kind of going back and forth, and we couldn't settle on anything. But uh, who would have thought Flex Seal had lawyers? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, who knew? But, but no, there's definitely a backup plan. I like to look at my life as, like, what if I never play a day in the big leagues? So... You have like, to play in the big leagues because I'm going to stop doing this and, and be your like your entourage. Let's guy. just switch. Like if I could just if we could just switch and you could start like let me get in on this and yeah. sit at a desk and talk to the riders and right. like I'd oh, be that'd dialed. be kind of funny to try to watch him hit a fastball. Yeah, we've talked about it. Oh, I can hit a knuckleball all day long. I'll, no, I, I, you I would, said you could catch it. I would put money. I would on crush it. a no, knuckleball. No. 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 Crush it. No. I would give you a better chance at hitting 90 than hitting a major league knuckleball. No, no problem. Hey, you hey, don't understand. Dude, it's coming at you so slow. You got it. I got this. No, the whoops are just not that big. Like, they only go up to your hips. Like, dude, fuck me, right? The red, like The red wiffle ball bat you've practiced with is not going to get it nah, done. Nah, it'd be easy. Trust me. My yeah. bat would swing you. It's heavy. I got your bat right here. I know. I, it's I, heavy. I've been holding it all show, and I've been holding it many shows. So I, just, <laughs> I just sit here. I just kind of hold the bat. It makes me, yeah. This is a security blanket. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I got a major leaguer's bat, kind of. I mean, kind of. Kind of. Right. When are you going to make the majors? Well, the goal was 2021. So now I would just like, I feel like naturally it's 2022. Right. But is uh, there a, how many, are they deep in catchers? No. The, the Rays? No. So yeah, so you got so so yeah, a opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And I like the organization. Like outside of like us not having a lot of catching, like it's just, a, they're really good. You really like looking forward to playing in the, in the historic trop? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's 72 and sunny every fucking day. <laughs> like what do you got in Vegas? A microwave? Like uh, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get our next guest there, uh, Talon. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. He's dreaming. Next brand goggles, choice of champions everywhere, eksbrand.com uh, uh, or Pulp20 is the code to save with X-Brand. Uh, coming up, Eli Tomac brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna comes from the Vertex Piston in the engine from the factory. 65 years ago, Vertex was found in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, they're an OEM supplier, bets to brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. Sales at pivotworks.com to save at vertexpistons.com. Get two-stroke pistons, four-stroke pistons, whatever you got. Uh, high replica, high compression, GP style. Vertexpistons.com. Email sales at pivotworks.com for a deal. 
from the folks at Vertex. Uh, let's get into our next guest tonight. We're very pleased and proud to bring you the 450 Supercross champion, Eli Tomac. E.T., what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Hey there. Oh, just drove home today, so yeah, uh, got back home, and then that's it. Life's good. Yeah, I bet, man. How far of a drive is that? Uh, it's six hours for, so it's not too bad. No, that's okay. It was five and a half to Vegas for me, so yeah, not not too bad. Sweet. Um, hey, man, uh, you use the word relieved a lot in your press conference, and uh, I imagine you're happy too, though. You must be very happy, but also for reals, you got to be relieved, right? Oh, like no other. I mean, it's yep. it's been, um, I don't know. I feel like a long time coming. I mean, I've just I've been uh, short, you know, those few times and. Um, just in in kind of goofy ways, and uh, thankfully I had another shot at, at you know put myself in the position to get a championship, and finally got it done. Do you, was there a change? Do you think did you make a conscious change, uh, uh, something to do to to eliminate those one or two bad rides? Did anything anything change for you? I mean, a sports psychologist, uh, long talks with mom and dad, uh, uh, anything like that to help you? Did you, was there anything different this year? It's it's hard to say. I I feel like I my my emotions have just been kind of kind of this like this level headed that way. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what why that uh, why that changed or what happened. You know we and then I go back to you know like I was I was ready from the get go this year. You know there was no no uh, nothing lingering. Mm -hmm. Our motorcycle was good right away. You know it's like everything just went the right way. And then, uh, yeah, racing-wise, you know, I was able to to uh, make really good recoveries when I would or when I did have those couple of mistakes. And, um, I always go back to Atlanta when I think about that. Yeah. Um, you know, get up, get back to fourth that way. So those um, those those tenths and fifteenths weren't there this year. You know, that no. was the difference. Yeah, for sure. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, some of those rips through the pack were amazing, right? And and then yeah, in the past. You would rip through the pack, but then make a mistake, and then it would, you know, kind of compound yeah. itself, and that just didn't happen this year. It was, it was amazing. Outside of some really terrible starts, you were so solid all year long. Yeah, it was, uh, it was something to see for sure. Um, the last race, you obviously look like you in the heat race. You wanted nothing to do with number fifty-one. I found that hilarious. You were like, "Yeah, go, all right, Justin, go take it." <laughs> in the heat race, and in the main event, I think you, you know, you got fifth, but it was almost like. You were on autopilot, and other guys were making mistakes. And I imagine that you were totally fine with that. Oh yeah, I was fine with it. Uh, the heat race, yeah, I don't know where I was, somewhere in the middle there. And yeah. Then, um, yeah, Justin, I was. I kind of rode behind him. It just, I thought the track was. Um, I thought it was going to race better than it did. You know, I okay. thought I was pretty excited just by looking at because I thought it was a little more technical. Yep. Um, even though there were a few ninety-degree turns, but. The 90s didn't really work out at all. They kind of turned into a single-file train there. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the the left side of our long rhythm lane on one end of the stadium, they didn't work well either. We were all stuck on the right side. So yeah. I felt like from that first 90 all the way through that rhythm lane, there wasn't much going on. It was kind of follow the leader. Um, it, it, anyway, back to the races. Um, yeah, it's, like I said, it just it didn't – I thought it would race a little bit better, yeah. and then it – Man, I was like you said, I was autopilot for that main event. It, you know, it, uh, I was I was really nervous. Or not nervous, but the most thing I was spun out about was the first turn. Yeah, because it was a it was a tight 180. You know, and it, um, someone kind of jammed up in there. I think it might have been Mookie. 
I mean, it wasn't bad, but he was definitely like, you know, in my swing arm a little bit. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. gosh, all right, let's get through <laughs> this thing clean. So once I got through that clean air, you know, I, I knew we were going to be okay. You're a national champion, you know, and many times over, and you've won all these races. And I was going to ask you if you were nervous, but not not nervous, but maybe some anxiety then for you, even even for a guy like yourself that's won so much. You know, I, I had a you know, you always have the the couple thoughts like, oh man, what if what if my bike jacks up mm-hmm. or something? But having that 19 point cushion, I was I wasn't nervous about the the race itself, you know. I felt like I was going to get through it. Uh, that was my mindset. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, you know, I did have my eyeballs on Cooper. I'm like, where's Cooper at? Right. Cause I was surprised not to see him at the front there. I didn't know what happened to him in that first turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe he's like sitting right behind me. You know, <laughs> at the very beginning of the race. I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't tell where he was at. Right. So anyway, and then I ended up seeing him and I'm like, all right, we're in a good spot now. Right. Right. Um, how much do you think like last year we talked to, obviously you had, you came in with a back injury last year, so that didn't help, but it was also a brand new bike. And me as a former yep. mechanic, I was telling people like, dude, these guys, they'll learn things about this bike after a year and, and all through the data and everything else. And it's a brand new motorcycle, literally like, like three parts of the same or something. So do you, did you, did you feel like your bike is better this year? You learn more about it. The team learned more about it than it was last year. Or do you feel like last year that wasn't really a, 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 I don't want to say an excuse, but last year it didn't affect you. The brand new model. It, it did for the first few rounds. We, we had to make changes last year, Okay. but I was also, you know, off the back injury, but um, even if I would have been healthy, I mean, I, that, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. sure if I would have nailed that, that problem down. Uh, before the racing, we made like a basically a shock, and uh-huh. not sure if we did like a pull rod change or something. Anyway, that's what happened last year after the first few rounds, and I got my like you know just my comfort back that way. Yep. Um, but going with a new bike, new chassis, it's challenging. You know, you try to do as best as you can at the practice track, but you don't, you never know till you go race it. You know, yep. so. I, I say year two, as long as the bike is good, then it's it's a lot easier that way, you know. Was your bike much different this year from last year? Did you do much stuff to it? Not anything substantial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a couple of little parts on our suspension, but nothing nothing like that was, you know, right. um, way different from the, from, I would say, the middle of, the yeah. season last year. Yeah, after you got those those parts going, right? Hey, Eli, yep. this is, Eli, this is Skip. First of all, congratulations. Nice to get that off your get that one checked off your list. Yeah. You know, I, after just you know, no choice but to be outside looking in these last these rounds at Salt Lake, but you know, it was interesting to hear some of your comments and how you talked about things and it seemed like that did you have a priority that no matter what happens on the drop of the gate I just, I need, I'm going to be on the podium. Did it was that, was that something that entered in to your equation of how you were going to approach any race? Yeah, I just went, went with, you know, just if I was, if I was riding comfortable and that comfort level was taking me to the front, that's kind of what, what, what I was going with. I mean, I, my starts were hit and miss, you know, there are a couple of good ones, a couple of bad ones. You know, the one was, I would have come out second or third on that one, but Cooper, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. did the sweet, sweet little break check. No, he, he said he didn't there. know. He, he said he didn't ever saw you, didn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's saying that before the series ended. I know, right? Um, but, uh, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but mentally, I just no, I didn't have a specific game plan. It just it was really my goal was to come out swinging those first two rounds. Like you know, we were only three points up on uh, on Ken going into there, and you know, I felt like you know I I really made up my ground and did my work those first two races. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Um. It's 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 crazy. You you talk about you know you, you did you went as fast as you felt comfortable with and and pushed as far as you could, and then like after that mud race where you and Coop just put on that show, we asked you you know different times in different ways in the press conference about like you know were you hanging it out? Were you worried about a title? Were you worried about your points lead? And you just kept saying no. I just felt comfy, so I just kept pushing. And in those conditions. <laughs> I'm like going, holy shit, like, you know, like it was you and you just kept saying, no, I, I'm not thinking of a points lead. I'm not thinking I'm comfortable and I'm in my comfort range, which is gnarly, which is how, how good you're feeling. Yeah. And that mud race, like if you were, if you were in the main line, you know, I didn't think it was that bad. You know, we were, yeah, you know, we were just going, you know, so a lot of times in the mud, if you, it's, you know, you're you're better off riding riding fast yeah. a lot of times in the mud. Yeah. You know, if you've got your you know, your balance good and you're feeling right, and a lot of times that little extra speed keeps you up. I'm happy for you for sure. I'm happy for your dad and your parents. They're great people and all of that. I'm also happy for Brian Krantz, your mechanic. He's been with you for a long time and you know, this yeah. is this is stuff that as a mechanic, you know, Skip, you know, uh, I don't know because I never was very good at being a mechanic, but you know, you, you, you know this stuff and it's just like yeah, I'm just happy for Krantz because it's hours and hours in the shop. And, and so he's, you know, I'm happy for all you guys, but especially for, for Krantz. I can relate to that. That's awesome. Good job for Brian. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. It's unbelievable how much, you know, time and and uh, the sacrifice, you know, they, they put in, you know, driving to the shop every day. I know he drives like, you know, an hour and, and a half, you know, before yeah. that that express thing got put in. But yeah. those guys put in unbelievable hours. You know, we've been together since 2011. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. We've been we've been rolling. Good job by that. What are you gonna say, Skip? No, I, I you know people talk about pressure, and I think Eli even spoke about it a little bit. But you know, I think that there had, there's more there was more pressure going to that last round on the team, not wanting to let Eli down. Right, yeah. Eli with that with that points lead. Yeah, Eli's more than confident. Everybody's <laughs> more than confident that hey, I got it handled. Yeah. But the team's like, I don't want to be the one that lets it down. And yeah. pressure for the team <laughs> yeah. was probably tremendous. And Eli too, like Sternstrom, like Bruce is like. I mean, he's a pretty, he's a great guy, but he's also pretty honest, you know? And Bruce has been uh-huh. like, Bruce has told me, you know, we need to win the Supercross Championship. That's what, that's what we need to do. Like, outdoors is great, but we need to win the Supercross title. <laughs> like, I don't know if you felt that, but, you know, and, and it's great for the team, but they, they, you know, Monster and Kawasaki and everybody, and let's face it, the Supercross is more prestigious, you know? So, Eli, I'm sure you were feeling that, too, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was there. <laughs> I mean, that, we had this, we had... We have that conversation, you know, every December when we go out there. It's like, let's get this thing done. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bruce is just like, outdoors is great, but we're paid to win Supercross. And I'm like, okay, Bruce, all right. So, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> something I heard. 702-586-7857 if you have a question for Eli Tomac, the 450 Supercross champion uh, on the line. Um, oh, Eli, so outdoor-wise, I don't know how much you got done during the shutdown I know that like some teams would just send suspension back and forth and kind of dry it. How far are you into, into outdoor stuff, or do you still have to do like a whole month now? Oh, we we got a little bit. In. I'm not going to say we're super prepared, but I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not going to say we're way behind. I'd say we're somewhere in the middle. You okay. know, I did. We did. Uh, 
a pretty good block of riding before Salt Lake on, on motocross. That was before we even knew Supercross was going to go. And then I got the call from Dan. He's like, holy crap, we're going to go race. So yep. that's when we hopped on Supercross. But, we, you know, we got a few weeks in on the motocross, so I'm, I don't think we're, we're, we'll be chasing much. So uh, should be should be fine for, for moto. You know, a lot of times, I don't know if this applies to you, but a lot of times the Supercross champion, it's such an intense series. It's 17 races. And this was seven in, in three weeks and everything else. That, that there's a little bit of a letdown early in moto, like just with some Supercross champions over the years. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. And you have mm-hmm. always been like, hey, I didn't win Supercross. Watch this, everybody. And you come out <laughs> blazing outdoors. Uh, but you now you got to get motivated again to defend the title again. Do you, do you see an issue with that? Or do you see, you know, do you see yourself uh, being fresh and everything else and ready to go? I, I could see how that, that would happen, yeah. you know, especially um, – when it's when it's the normal schedule, right? When we only have what one weekend off, yeah, yeah. I could see that that high, and then your your motivation kind of being in a funk. But now that we have a month, I think I'll be able to, you know, yeah, regroup here and and be in the zone just fine. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah, we got we do have some time. It feels like it's coming up, but it's, yeah, yeah, we, we are okay for sure. Uh, yeah. we, we got a call for you from Brock on three. Uh, Brock, welcome to the show. Uh, what's your question for Eli Tomac? Hey, Eli. It's uh, Brock Rizan here. Uh, first of all, just want to congratulate you and your family on the championship. Super stoked for all you guys. It's been crazy watching you come up since I was a little kid and seeing a guy from your hometown become the best rider in the world. Um, just wanted to ask you if your career goes the rest of the way you want it to and you hang up the boots what are some things you could see yourself doing like maybe start farming with your dad or some hunting outfitting post-retirement yeah what do you think eli oh post that's that um that i don't know yet i mean we just had had our first we had our first kid so i'm hoping that uh you know my kids kind of lead the way for me and i can figure out what i'm going to do that way so but for exactly what I'm going to do, I'm not, I don't. I I can't tell you what I'm going to do. I don't know yet. Just chill out, do some hunting. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hunting or whatever. Eli disappears on the ranch. Uh, yeah, I just I don't want to rush into something. You know, I'm hoping I can take a few years and figure it out. And uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Brock. Thanks for the call. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Eli, also too. Um, Chad Reed just just uh, well, I think he comes back a race, but officially he retired. Uh, this this past uh, uh, Sunday race with a career, with a season best tenth, by the way. Uh, what are your thoughts on two two? And obviously, you know when you came in to the four fifty class, he was one of the guys, or you know closer to the front than he is now. But uh, what's it been like to race with him? Oh, it's the like the, my first year in the four fifty class. I just you're just like no way. I used to watch this guy. I was you know the little kid in the stands watching him. Yeah. So that it was. It's been, uh, I guess it's a pleasure racing him, you know, and then you look at someone posted something like on all the generations that he's raced, you know, like all the way to RC. And then now he's all the way, all the way into, you know, my, uh, seventh year in the 450 class and, and Chad's still there. So it's, it's, it's really cool that, uh, that he's made it that far and he's, he's, you know, totally on a competitive level, you know. Yeah. I mean, top 10 in the yeah. world. Yeah. Right? Is is unbelievable. So Now, um, when you were little, were you an RC kid, a Chad kid or a Stu kid? 
because you wrote Suzuki, so maybe you were an RC yeah. kid. I don't know. I I like Chad and 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 Ricky and James. I just watched all three of them. Okay, that's, yeah, that's yeah. all I did. <laughs> I didn't really have a, a super favorite. Yep. I just loved watching all three of those guys. You uh, know, I would try to just watch watch them for different things and. I, I just those were the three guys that I watched was right. was James Chad and, and Ricky. Uh, all right, yeah. we got a question from Jeff. Jeff, what's your question for Eli Tomac? Hey Eli, uh, since he won the championship and kind of the pressure is off now, going into next season, you think that's going to give you more of a like different mindset going in? Like, all right, I won the championship. All right, it's kind of you know checked off. I don't have as much pressure. Do you think or? Or defending the plate, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I have a theory. We talked about this on my wrap on our wrap up show. I think next year, Eli. I think everything changes, and Eli is even better because it's it's pressure's <laughs> off. I just, I mean, we see the wins, we see the speed, and now there's no pressure. So to me, I think Eli, this is going to be easy for you to defend this title. Not easy, but you know what I mean, like mentally easy. So what do you think, Eli? Yeah, mentally it'll be different. Yep. I mean. I, it, it's been on my mind. I'm like, you know, I, I'm this close. I cannot let this one go. That's the way, you know, that's what was kind of run through my mind this year. So, yeah, maybe it will be a little bit easier that way. But at the same time, you still want to play it the same way as, as um, you know, try to try to do it the same way, right? You know, just be crazy consistent. I mean, it's it's so gnarly how consistent you have to be. And then if you do jack up one race. Yeah. Just like I have in the past, or what Cooper did this year, it's it's like over, you know. So you've got to be just kind of like a machine and a robot. So try to do that again, but but yeah, I won't have that that uh, that lingering monkey on my back. Like, yeah, dude, you have a, you've got thirty four wins and you don't have a Supercross championship. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I think next year you're going to be like, oh, okay, I, I, I'm relaxed. I got this. Watch this. I, I, that's just my theory. It's. It's early, who knows? But uh, Jeff, what's your uh, or Jesse? What's your question for for Eli Tomac? Yeah. So first off, congrats, champ. And um, so, um, as happy as I was for you yesterday, um, as someone that gets uh, so much joy out of watching you do your thing every weekend, um, at the same time, I can't help but be a little more worried about the R word now that you checked uh, the last big box on your career resume. Not to mention um, that you're a dad. So my question is, if uh, to put you on the spot, if you had to put a percentage on it, what would you say the odds are that you're still racing when you're 30, assuming that you stay healthy and you're still consistently competing for race wins? Oh, that's that's gonna right now in my mind. I I I want to keep racing if I can stay competitive for winning. So. You know, I feel like I can do that for at least two years. Mm-hmm. And then that till um, I'm 27 now. I turn 28 November, 29, 30. That's the thing. I don't want to be counting numbers and age, but really I, I just I don't want to be rolling around in, in fifth or even, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I want to stay competitive for winning. Because um, I, I mean, I just, I, uh, I don't want to accept, you know, being or not being able to have the chance of being, you know, a winner or being beat. Right. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely not retiring next year. I'll tell you that, or the end of this outdoor season. You know, I've got you know a couple more in me. Couple more. Uh, all right, thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks, thanks a lot. So, Eli, this is Skip again. You know, <clears throat> there's a comment you made 
at the end of the night where you were talking about you, you love racing, you love riding your dirt bike. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's, I don't know, that's, you, you, you guys would know better, but it seems like that's something that's lost in the, with some guys that, you know, that they, they don't enjoy riding their dirt bike. And you talk about what you want to do and how you'd like to do it. The fact that you love riding your dirt bike, that gives you an opportunity to do whatever you want because you still love riding your dirt bike. Yeah, I, I really still, I truly enjoy it that way. And I still, you know, I still try to try to think of or, or just try to, you know, Im- improve my riding, right, and my racing. You know, I still try to think of being better. I don't want to, you know, kind of settle. I feel like it'll get eaten up that way. So, you know, I, I still, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not burnt out yet is the best way to put it, too. Like, I still, you know, get fired up on that, on that race line, on that starting line. You know, I, I still like enjoy the chase that way. So, um, yeah, I st- still got still got some in me. No, it's just refreshing to hear that coming from yeah. someone like yourself. I enjoy hearing it. Uh, yeah, I guess the Eli, the only bummer about the whole situation for you clinching your first title is you know, the COVID thing and the no fans and the weird celebration on all of that. Uh, yeah, kind of a bummer, right? I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, geez, you know. Yeah, the podium. <laughs> that was it. Was actually super awkward. Yeah, like, yeah. No one really knew what to do. <laughs> I didn't even know what to do. You know, I love the woo. Yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I mean, there was like, it was just me and Kranz, and like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so cool. But it just, it was a, a little bit of a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, do you, do, hey, I'm like, well, I'm like, well, that's the motivation to try to get one next year, so we can, if things get back to normal, we can all celebrate. Yep. Yeah, that's a good point, right? There you go. Hey, I was talking to to Brayton and Kenny, and uh, I was out on a mountain bike ride with them, training them. By the oh, way, Eli, the mount, during the, mountain during, bike ride during the week, yeah, I was training with them. But um, uh, they were saying, dude, two races a week, sign them up. Like they're like down with it. Uh, what What are your thoughts with that? Yeah, I'm 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 okay with it. I think guys will change their mind when we're not stuck in one city. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my only thought on it. You know, I, it was easy. I'm not not easy, but it was easier for us, right? We could just cruise back to the, the Airbnb or hotel wherever the heck we were at. Mm-hmm. Um, it was easier that way. But I think if you got to jump on a on a plane and you try to get back home, that'll be. I mean, you you probably won't do much riding during the week, but. Uh, that that would be a little bit more of a, a challenge, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I know uh, they were both mentioning too, like how they were doing with money wise, with bonuses and everything and all that, like two two times a week and not practicing and not testing. They were loving that 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 program. So I mean, that part of it is is yeah. nice. And then maybe we could have a bigger window before MX or something. Yeah, you know, that's that is one thing that that would work, I guess. Or 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 we'd race a couple right and then have a weekend off. Instead yeah. of just doing, uh, you know, you, like 14 in a row. You know they would just add races, though, right, Eli? You know they wouldn't give you guys weekends off. They just wouldn't, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I was going to tell you, too, uh, my top three highlight of my Salt Lake City stay was I was out with Nick mountain biking behind. Oh, there it is again, mountain bike. Mountain biking behind, yeah. the, uh, behind the ski ramps there. And uh, we're uh-huh. going down a trail, and we're going, we're going down a hill. We turned a corner to go down this hill. And at the bottom of the hill, we see this guy make a hard left, and he's out of the saddle, climbing this hill. We're on e-bikes, of course. We're on e-bikes. This man is not on an e-bike. He's out of the saddle. It's John Tomac, Eli. Just grinding up this hill. 
where it's like it was like seeing like Jesus out there, like in his natural habitat. It, uh, and then Nick Nick was like Johnny John Johnny or something. He's like, hey boys, and he just keeps going, dude, just pumping. And, and, and first of all, I'm like Nick. First of all, we're on e-bikes. He's disgusted with us. Second of all, we're going down the hill that he's going up. I'm like, you know how you know how disgusted he is with us right now. So I don't know, Eli, but it was cool seeing him up there. He was all by himself, just grinding. So, oh man, he was in heaven. You know, he hasn't had time off from the farm down here. In, yeah, in a long time. So he just he just rode his bicycle every day. That place was that was sweet. It was yeah. vacation for him. Yeah, really, right? We were just like it's John fucking Tomac grinding up a hill. Like, oh my god, it was pretty awesome. We we were loving it. Uh, I just hope he wasn't disgusted with us for going down the hill and on e No, no, yeah. no. We're we're pumped just to see people on mountain bikes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our, yeah. I I know. I asked our, them one time. Our thought on e-bikes, you know. Right. I asked both of you guys. Yeah. I was like kind of scared. Like, where are you out of e-bikes? Yeah. And both of you guys have been like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's cool. <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So, uh, last question for Eli Tomac from Cordell. Cordell, what's going on? How are you? What's your question for Eli Tomac? Yo, I was just wondering with. Uh, AC coming in this year and you know in the past you've kind of had teammates that weren't really on that top top level as you are did he bring anything kind of new or help you out in any way uh, before he was injured well he you know we we were pushing each other hard I'll say like early season in December you know his he's mm-hmm. got uh you know really good practice speed that way but um other than that, you know, we don't spend a whole lot of time. Really, we only spent time around each other in California, you know, for yeah. the, like that month there. Um, gosh, what is, I mean, it's, you know, to, to be honest, it's nice having them up there, you know, having another green bike, even though everyone's racing for themselves, but having AC there, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is nice. I mean, you don't want to be the guy getting second right on your team, but um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, but, it's been good. But in the past, it's been you and a bunch of orange and white bikes. Yes. You know, you know what I mean. Yep. Like that's how it's been for a number it's of years. It's been like one versus ten. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, thanks, Cordell. Thanks for calling. Yep. Uh, Eli, thank you for your time uh, coming on tonight. Congratulations, man! It's yours. You did it. It's a fantastic season, and uh, happy for yourself and your team, uh, guys that I know pretty well. So, congratulations! Thank you for coming on. All right, thanks for having me, guys. All right, thank you. That's Eli Tomac, everybody. Brought to you by Vertex Piston Sales at PivotWorks.com. Uh, email them to get a deal on four-stroke pistons, two-stroke pistons, whatever it is. Vertex will have you dialed in. So, uh, happier. Yeah? Yes, very much so. Happier? Relieved. Than, than we've had in the past? He's not always the easiest guy to talk to. He, you know, I don't think he loves doing this stuff. He was good last time you had him on, too, though. Did you think? Oh, yeah. And very, then Kiefer insulted him. No, no, no. We had him no, on after. Him, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's like our, uh, you know how I've been clipping the YouTube videos for the interviews yeah. and putting them up separately? That's by far the most watched interview clip that we have. Oh, really? Not even close. Not even close? Not even close. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised at that. Very good. Not yeah. Kenny, not not Chad. Like Nope. Eli. Wow. Yeah. Huh. By a good margin. Dude, he was good this year. He was unbelievable. Just, yeah. You know, that's that's why I asked him about because just listening to him talk and then even even when he was talking today more, you know, it's yeah that, that calm of what has to happen you know he talked about being being completely consistent i guess that's where i was going with no matter what happens i'm on the podium right that's that that's to me that was the same answer the consistency you know you're looking for that no matter what happens i've got i can't afford to give up more than five or six points to any one guy you know what's crazy to me is that 
how far he is on the all-time win list. Like, okay, I don't know whether it's just my because I've seen him since he was they debuted, or you know, you 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 look at all these greats of the sport, and he's a bad dude. And then like I start thinking about the all-time wins, and he might be getting close to Stu for second before he hangs this up. Like I I don't I gotta wrap my head around him being second all time. I'm not there. I look at Ricky. I look at Stu. I look at Chad. You know what I mean? But dude, he's going to be there. And we need to recognize that. So he's he's good. There's no way around it. Yeah, he's yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. So uh, thanks to Eli Tomac. Thank you to Vertex Pistons. You, you had nothing to say. Nothing to no. say. No, I mean he. You don't want to jump in there with AC talk. I mean he hit it on the head. Guy's fucking good. He's fast. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand. We should though, get you in the booth. What? Oh my god, I'd be so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I don't understand though is like, with your whenever I have something negative to say, it's your guys' sport. It's not yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. When it's positive, it's like the sport that I like. But right. with your guys' sport, I don't understand how like. So we're talking about him catching Stu, right? Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of siding with Dylan on this, which is just like wow, making me ache. Yeah. But I don't know how we don't take into account like all the outdoor stuff he's won, right? Like even if it's just motors, yeah, yeah, talking no. about overall wins. So when they show these graphics on TV, like obviously Supercross is way more watched than the outdoors. I Not way more, but more. Okay. Yep. yep. So I just don't understand how, like he's got 34 Supercross wins, right? Yeah. We all know that because they showed the graphic. I, how many people know how many wins he has combined? And like, where is he on the list with that, with motocross? Yeah, like to me, it's because the two sports are run by different promoters. But it's and the different same people. sport. I know. I'm with same, you. Same. I would honestly argue the same discipline like uh, i'm with whoa, you every, I don't well, know. okay when you think discipline you think like like guys who ride moguls for the ski for skiing in the olympics they're not riding slope how do you style. feel about softball it's women okay there you go wow you could look at that it's you could look at that as supercross and nationals fair fair i mean it's yeah. still it's you got a bat you got a yep. ball and there's three bases and it's it don't get any more similar to that that's how same rules I, but no not completely Okay. But similar, yeah. You still got three balls or yeah. four balls. Walk three strikes, yeah. you're out, right? You could you could look at Supercross and National just like my counter to that though is that Barry like Barry Bonds and Mike Trout have never played a game of softball in their life. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is and I see those celebrity things at softball. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kidding. But like Supercross and Motocross, like right now, except for Brayton and Reed and. Yeah, I don't know who else. Like, who isn't riding motocross by yeah, choice? No, and you start off in motocross. So, so like, I guess what I'm yeah. trying to say though is like, are we? We're probably selling him short on how good he is on the all-time list, right? Like, <clears throat> well, I, I like I think I would go to bat for him on. Yeah, Ricky. Ricky has like a Ricky has like what 13 titles though. Uh, like, yeah, 12, I mean, 13. Yeah, he's got 150 wins. Yeah, he went, so, two, he went two years without losing a race. Are we? Yeah. Do you guys classify wins as motos or overalls? Overalls. overalls. Okay. Yeah. So how many overalls does Eli have? Like, where he's, is he on the motocross? He list? is uh, third or fourth, I think. Done just second in outdoors. Yeah, well, so, in that class, in the 450 class. So, and then I guess my other question is: is you know, like we're looking at like 250s and 450s as minor league and major leagues, but they're on the same telecast yeah so why don't like do we not give enough credit to what they do in the 250 class like do we only evaluate them on what they yeah, do because in the, the best guys move out when you get good you move out theoretically so you're you're the best in the class or really up there you move on 
But at that time... So you don't stay there. So yeah. it's not the best competition. It's not the best rivals. It's not the pinnacle. Right, right. So, But, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's really interesting to me, like, yeah. how you, we draw the line between, right. like, motocross, supercross, yeah, 250s, no, 450s. It, it's, and, it's, it, you're right. We need to do a better job of that. We do, for sure. Well, I mean, back in the back in the 80s, you had a grand national champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, that where you when, combine the two. Where you combine the two. Was and, it? And the and the two fifty that was you had one twenty five, two fifty, and five hundred. So the two fifty and five hundred were split, right? So you yeah. had you had six races and then six races, and you had a grand national champion that was crowned. It'd be, I think, it'd be pretty interesting to get pulled back into a little bit of that scenario. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Would, for sure. would we oh, look yeah. at it different if the two fifties weren't regional? Like, yeah. would it be yeah, a little yeah. bit more yeah, weighted? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But they, but they, yeah, they are. Um, so, all right, let's uh, let's get to our next guest here. He's uh, he's a regular on the show. He's from FlyRacing.com. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. I'm just uh, listening to you guys debate this. Yeah, um, yeah. Ricky has 15 titles, and yeah, 150 wins. Yeah, his numbers are. Is it is it 150 on the nose? I don't remember. 150. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. I'll ask. I'll, I'll text him and ask him. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Hit him up. Say, are you the best ever? <laughs> Uh, JT, you're out there uh, uh, visiting some dealers right now with with uh, Fly Racing. Uh, no, I I am visiting the Motocross Media, which I will be visiting you last, <laughs> which is yeah. this coming weekend. JT will be in studio next Monday night. Everybody, just I FYI, will. he'll be in here. Make sure the hot tub's up and running. Yeah, make sure everything's good to go. Yes, I would like to be in bubbles. We can get you in bubbles, not a problem. It's easy. All right. Um, hey, so. Uh, Let's talk 250s for a little bit. Um, I did a little bit of research. It seems like, and Chase didn't really clarify this, by the way. He didn't really help my research. That's on you. But So we had Sexton on earlier, JT, by the way. Um, okay. The gate that was open in the main event was apparently, apparently already picked by McElrath, but he went in Chase's gate. Chase started arguing and just picked another gate. And picked the one on the inside because the, that gate was taken, apparently. Like, it's, it seems like a complete cluster. Didn't work taken. No, I know, but there was a flag there. You know those flags? But it still doesn't make any sense to me. There was still no one in the gate. So what, what, where yeah. did McElrath go then? He went in Sexton's gate. He took so Sexton. where did Sexton go? He went into another gate, closer. Wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, dude, I know. I'm, I, I, None of this makes any sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and we asked no, Chase it, about it. Because it should have shuffled down. Somebody's gate yeah. should have gotten yes. somebody's gate. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Exactly. That's right. Anybody on the outside is taking that gate that was open. But I don't know. It seems like it was uh, – Sexton said he was prepping the gate, and he thought Shane had picked the gate, and then Shane came up and said, I'm taking that gate. So he was – I know, can promise you that if that was the 450 class, Chad Reed would have ended up in that gate with Dan Truman – Pointing him right to it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Promise you. Yeah, no, I couldn't really get to the bottom of everything on it. Like I was kind of, I, I sniffed around. I well, sent some texts out. I, ca- I called somebody today, yeah. and then I asked Chase about it. I mean, if you're if you're in the moment, you're Chase Sexton, worried about a championship. You probably don't know everything that was going on with that gate, like why other right. people didn't pick it or yeah. anything else. Right. Once you pick your gate, so be it. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't think he would have a lot of insight as to why you know Ferrandis didn't pick it or whatever. Um, yeah, so that was kind of how that went. And then his whole shot device popped off for the first start. So that was a mess. Good timing for that. Yeah, good timing for that. And uh, the skip here is not 
not joining us, JT, in the Sexton is at fault for the Nichols collision. He is. Uh, he is. That's okay. He is. Uh, <laughs> he is. He is still saying Colt. Colt moved over. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. They're That's just right. wrong sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he did move over, but at the same, my my bigger problem is that Sexton making that decision in that moment in that situation with everything on the line and being in the heat race. I couldn't agree more just, with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not yeah, to cut you off. I mean, sorry. Sexton, Sexton, are no, we, I said the same thing, and Chase was like, listen, I'm going for that gate pick. I need that gate pick. I'm like, oh, I don't. in my mind, it's like, oh, it's only two difference, dude. Like, you'll be all right. Yeah. But, you know, that's what he was saying. Well, I mean, he, he obviously paid a pretty big price with that crash, and it could yeah. have been a lot worse. Yeah. Right? I mean... Oh, there was a. He was. It seems like a big chance to take for a gate pick. If that's the main event, and you think that's the place where you got a pass made, okay. I don't necessarily think it was the the most prudent move I've ever seen, but I can I can guarantee you I don't think it was the right move in that heat race when you're already in third and everything's pretty kosher, right? Your your best case scenario, you're going to get second instead of third in the heat race. That's a big risk to take. No, you know it is, and I, you know, I, I one of the, I didn't get the opportunity. Now looking back, asking the question is that, you know, he when he we listen to him talk, he is extremely confident, deservingly so. Yeah, he was flat out better than those guys. He had more speed. He yeah. was more consistent. So, you know, it's I, it can, I think it can be very easy for when the confidence is that high that you know things are slowing down you're seeing things really clear that that brief little moment like he's like he just oh it's yeah. it's it's no it was no big yeah. deal he had it done you know he said he tripled their last lap or he last lap the yeah. lap before you know? and, and yeah so and I, I think if you if you ask if you go back in time and ask riders that were on these big long confident runs you know they would have things that you know something that took you know two thousandths of a second in order for you to make a decision they could talk about it for 20 minutes I think that like that's like the nail on the head, right? Because it for me like if I fucking if I throw a ball in the right field, like that's a pretty big mistake. Yeah, everybody and, sees it. You make sports and we, center, but but right. we lose like we we give up a run and like the pitcher's out there a little bit longer. It costs him some pitches, and I'm an idiot for throwing the ball. But like no one died, and in this sport, <laughs> like in this sport, a mistake of that magnitude, yeah. like yeah, that could have. What would have happened no matter whose fault you think it was? What's absolutely absurd about motocross is, like, that could have killed someone. Well, I mean, yes. It, seriously, you, though. You've like, used the word dying a lot tonight. Not many I people have. die in races. Okay. But that seriously could have ended hurt. someone's career seriously or ruined hurt. their okay. season. Yes, or, yes, yes, yes. You know, like. Yes, 100%. I think that's what, like, when we sit here and, like, we debate about it, like, kind of what you said, like, it's it just comes down to, like, hundreds of a second, and it's such a small mistake, but it has yeah. such big consequences, like. Yep. At the end of the day, no matter whose fault it is, it's like looking at it in that way kind of tones it down a little bit. And like, yeah, it could have ruined someone's yeah. year or career or yep. season. But uh, JT, so I, what, oh, go ahead. So I was just going to say the way I look at it is, you know, Chase Sexton is, is young. He's, what, 20 years old? When he is a seasoned 450 rider and he's 25, 26, 27, I think he'll look back and he'll think to himself, man, I really didn't need to force it there. Like, okay, maybe I had it, maybe I didn't, but I really didn't need to make that an issue right there. And if you watch guys like Webb and Tomac and guys that have gone through that learning process, they don't make that move there, right? They they yeah. either say, well, I'll just wait and save it for the main event, or I'll find another place to pass Cole Nichols. I don't have to 
make this pass where if it goes poorly, it's going to go really poorly. You know, I'll, I'll just wait and I'll find somewhere else because I'm clearly a lot faster in that moment than Colt Nichols is. So I don't have to take a big risk here. And I think that's just a maturation process okay. that he's still going through. I love the perspective. And I, 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 the question I have is where or when does that really start to take place? Because as I, I look back at at times, and, and you might have even experienced some of that coming through, you know, is it is it because of the way the guys are training and they don't race as often as they do that it takes so long for these guys to mature now compared to what was going on in the 80s and 90s? I think it's just situational awareness that comes with age and perspective and being able to have the situation slow down a little bit. Because I believe in that heat race, he had got a bad start, and he was a little bit of a panic trying to catch up. And he just knows McElrath out front, he's got to go at all costs. But if he takes a deep breath and really assesses what's going on, okay, I'm in third. You know, McElrath's winning, who cares? Nichols is second, he's not even a factor. If I get him, great. If I don't, so what? I'll be fifth gate pick most likely. That's that's really not a big deal. Fifth or sixth gate pick versus first or second gate pick, probably not going to matter. It's all going to matter what kind of jump you get. So I, I don't know. You know, everybody's process is a little bit different, but I really just watch the 450 championship contender guys now, and I don't think they would have made that move. You just don't see those guys put themselves in harm's way or, or put themselves in a very vulnerable spot like that very often. Oh, I, I fully agree. Fully agree. Absolutely. Um, I don't like. I, I mean, uh, I would tell the star guys this. I don't. I don't like them protesting fuel. I really don't think they're going to win. I think it's kind of a chicken shit move after Sexton dominates and wins. Uh, if they win, if they if they get the if they win the the protest, I will fully apologize. But I do not believe they will. I don't Fuck like Will Hahn. I don't like Shane. It's not Will. I'm not blaming Will. Hmm. I uh, I don't like Shane jacking with Sexton in practice. You know, and doing all that stuff. Like, I just, I don't like any of that, JT. I just, just, just fucking be classy, win the damn race, do your thing, and don't jack with anybody. But uh, where do you stand on that kind of stuff? Yeah, the head game stuff, whatever. Um, you know, as long as you keep it somewhat in line, like going back to like when J Law used to do it to guys, I thought that was a little over the top. Um, but on the fuel thing, the only way I could see it, you possibly making that move is if you're 100% certain that they chose to run an illegal fuel because they needed extra power at the elevation and you knew for a fact that that was what they were doing and you you were timing this moment you were waiting and you knew the whole time that that's the only scenario i could see that being acceptable at all if this is a last gasp let's try to catch them on a technicality then yeah i'm not not a huge fan of that because we watched the racing go down and everybody that watched those races Everybody knew that Star had an advantage with their engine. Everybody. It was it was so clear to see that Monster Star Yamaha had the fastest bikes on the track. Especially so to swap. Even if <laughs> even if Geico was using illegal fuel, your bikes were still faster. Yeah. You still you still had the edge. And Would that's you... just that's great work by their team to give them that edge. But it wasn't like Geico Honda had some power advantage over anybody. Yeah. Would you look at that though as like the NFL like reviewing the last scoring play of every game? Like no, if they, like, no, just like throw it out there. Like, why not? Like, no, no, I, I, I don't, I don't like it. It's, it's not the same. I don't think. And I, 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 listen, you had eight rounds to try to beat Chase Sexton, 
and jack with him. You had eight rounds. Go, you know, now you're going to do it. Like, and do you think Chase is going to be like, oh my God, I'm so thrown off by you cutting in front of me. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't keep my, ma-. like, you know, it's just bullshit stuff. Yeah, but there was times, I mean, where, where it was automatic. Fuel check was automatic. Yeah, yeah. Well, Used to be. Yeah, not, not anymore, yeah. for sure. Uh, speaking of McElrath, Brain, what's up, man? How are you? Good evening, fellas. How are you oh, taking well. Shane McElrath's uh, defeat, Brain? Are you okay? Hey, good evening, fellas. Um, yeah, absolutely. I actually thought it was a very fascinating interview with Chase. Um, yeah, I was talking to Wygant last night, too. Just It was kind of funny to see how two red flags could – could could play havoc with the championship a little bit. I don't, I don't think yesterday's did whatsoever. I do think SLC three did, but whatever. Yeah, no, but, it, it, yeah, so, it, it is what it is, right? Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, yeah. But think about think about this for a second. Now hindsight's hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, you guys know I'm a huge Shane supporter. Think about this though. As of early December of twenty nineteen, Chase was racing west. How big of an absolute snooze fest would the East Coast have been with with no chase? And and I say that um, yes, Shane's checking account would have been bigger, uh, but I mean I think that would have given him so much less of a chance well, to get a 450 ride than than this than this would. Cause but, I mean, but yeah, who, he got beat. But who knows, Brain? Because maybe Jmart. Gets somebody, up there. Somebody switches sides. Yeah, I, I think there was so much un- indecision leading in. Even at Christmas, guys didn't even know which coast they were racing. They hadn't been told yet. So I think somebody would have seen that opportunity, and they would have and, pivoted. And Hampshire was really close to Shane and Speed. Yes, he was. And then Gwen yep. got his knee fixed because he thought the Supercross Series was going to be in the fall. So I know what you're saying, Brain, but I'm not quite there yep. because who know? You know, all these things would have fallen and been different. You know, so. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, I don't think you can look at J-Mart as J-Mart as the guy because you know, I mean, I, I think I think Shane's got J-Mart, you know, not asleep, but he's got him, he's got him pretty good. This ain't outdoors now, you know, the next July through October, Shane beating J-Mart, yeah, that ain't happening. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, yes, I agree, things might have changed, but dude, who who's going, you know, who's coming east to? Uh-huh. To take care of him now. I mean, again, how do you feel all, about Ch- Ch- Shane jacking with Chase and practicing all that, Brain? I'm not a fan, but how do you? Where do you stand on well, that? Well, well, I don't think I have any credibility because I ain't jumped on a bike, but I'm, I'm fine with it because um, what was interesting is, is, is Chase obviously sounded pretty pretty frustrated with it um, in the interview. But the thing is, is if you're in that position, yes, it's your last resort, but it is a resort. You have you have to try to do something. I mean, you can't just. I mean, can you just? Yeah, no. You just go out there and there? win the race. You just go out there and win the race. Sure. I mean, it sounds it sounds great, but if you can really, but I think I think yes. It, it, should he have put himself in that position? No, because you you don't you you don't take Salt Lake City six whole shot and get beat by what eight seconds. That's uh, you know that that don't fly. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you get in that position, I, I, I mean, when Eli did the thing in what 2017, the, the slow play, I don't yeah, like, fine with it. I didn't like that do either. What you gotta do, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I understand. Yeah. Um, cool, fellas. Well, cool. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. See you. For, Thank see you. Uh, JT. So, Chad Reed. Do you know anything? You you know him pretty well, right? Uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. 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 So he's on TV quite a bit. He says he's done. Uh, you you do not believe this. You are not buying this. Well. He he didn't say I'm done. That's that's you're misreporting what he said. 
He said he wants to race some next year. He doesn't want to race all of them. No, no. He he's, he's, changed, he's changed his tune a little bit here and there over different when, interviews. When? Different this interviews. Was, this was at the race when I was watching him interviewed at practice at the race. Yeah. Uh, afterwards, he said he, he hates everything except for the main events of racing. Okay, I, that doesn't change my opinion. Okay, no, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just not yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that he will take a bunch of time off, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's not the easiest situation right now to go car racing globally. Believe it or not, so I think when the time comes, he's going to get the itch again, and he's going to want to go racing. Like he, deep down, he loves being Chad Reed at the races and he's earned that right. And I think he loves the competitive side of it. And I think he really likes being and accomplishing the things he's accomplishing at his age. I think he feels like he's adding to his legacy a la Valentino Rossi and some of these other guys that are doing it at an age where everybody's kind of telling you, you shouldn't be doing it anymore. I think he likes bucking that trend and doing things that people tell him he can't do. I I think that really motivates him. He got 10th. Yeah, I'm all for it. You got 10th. You can go out there and get 10th in that field. I don't care what happens in the race. It doesn't matter. Nobody should tell you you have to stop racing. So if he wants to do it and he's capable of getting 10th at the last round of the year, by all means, go out there and do it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's a good job. I think, you know, most people, when they stop, it's because they want to stop. That, you know, the the legends of the sport I'm talking about, Carmichael, Dungey, Villapoto, they didn't want to race anymore. That's why they stopped. That's not where Chad Reed's at. So if you want to keep racing, keep racing. Who's the oldest? Who's going to tell you no? Who's the oldest baseball player right now? Uh, right now? Yeah. Fuck. I Maybe. I can't think of anybody like forty. In the um, no, they're out there. It's um. Well, like Satch- I think Satchel Paige is the oldest ever. No, no, I, I mean now. Like his fifties, yeah, yeah, but yeah, right yeah. now, you got uh, Jamie Moyer's gone. So Jamie I couldn't, Moyer's I couldn't been really gone. think of anybody. Uh, Albert's up there, but he's not. He's not all the way. He's not 40, right? Fernando He's Rodney? Like 30, maybe. Nice. Oh, he Googled cool. it. He Googled you that. You fucking cheater. He's 42. Um, Fernando he's 42? 42. Who's that pudgy, the pudgy Latin? Me. He's Mexican. Oh, <laughs> Latin. Um, <laughs> Me. Uh, I mean, which team? Which league? There's a lot of pudgy uh, Latin guys, pudgy American guys. Valenzuela? No. There's a, there's a, a bigger pitcher. It's not Fernando Valenzuela. Hernandez? No. Felix? Uh, no, no, no. How no, old is Felix Hernandez? Felix. Felix isn't that old, but no. that's yeah. another story for off the air. Oh, I, I need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear. Yeah. It. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll Google it here. Yeah, no, for, I didn't know Fran, Fernando Rodney was forty-two. I didn't either. Yeah. Wow, he's a closer. He's not still a closer. He's something. He's not still a closer. He's in the big leagues. I'm not. Fuck me, right? Like, it breaks my heart right. when you guys are like, oh, he's twenty-seven. He's a ten-year four-fifty guy, and yeah. I'm sitting here at twenty-three. Like. Yeah, nah, baseball don't work like that. No. And, then, and then once you make the major leagues, they have you for six years for that salary. Don't get me started. Six years. God bless the union. They're fighting for something. Uh, JT, what? Yeah, oh, he retired. He retired finally. Yeah. Yeah. You want retired, some good retired, conspiracy yeah. theories? Search up that guy's name. He. That's the guy who had a secret family. Two of them. Two secret families. <laughs> or <laughs> one, probably, yeah. yeah. I think he ate dinner at all of their houses every day. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. <laughs> he had a family like a seat. Yeah, it was a crazy story. Um. JT, what was Chad Reed's greatest year? This is something I talked to him about in a podcast with. What what was his greatest year, do you think? I need definition of of that. Like when he was his absolute best? Mm. Or 
I don't I know. Need some, I need some. Can someone give him a definition? Parameters here. Pete, yeah, that's, you asked the question. I feel like it's a pretty blanket thing. Like you kind of just choose your favorite year for him, right? I think competitively, and I think he would have beaten Ricky was oh four. Uh, I think oh four he was he was better because the two stroke, and he was better because he was so dominant in the whoops. Um, I think the four strokes really changed the dynamic of the racing quite a bit. So I would say, you know, because you, you're really only comparing yourself against who's out there. And I think he had the biggest edge over the field in the 04 season. I want to say it might be, and I told him this in the podcast, it might be 2009. He didn't win the Supercross title, okay? He won that outdoor title. And I remember him catching James at races. Yeah, but Stu, Stu was just better than him in 09. He was. <sighs> he was just better. The heads-up battles they had, Stu beat him. What what was the year? I just felt like Stu was uh, sorry, Skip. I no. felt like Stu was so good, and then then that not, that year he could reel Stu in once in a while, and like that didn't happen to anybody. That never happened to Stu, you know. I mean, he really only did it a couple times, but I I was so close to that situation. I just remember the frustration, you know, the Jacksonville race, and there yeah. there were just races where they just went heads up, and Stu was just a little bit better, and, and it that's why he ended up winning the title, you know, and, and Chad was crazy good that year. Most that's, years well, he that, wins the title easily. Well, that's what I was saying. Was crazy right before, good. Yeah. That's what I was. That like. was right before they changed the Yamaha. And Stu was, I think Stu was just better that year. Yeah. You know, but one of the years that sticks out for me and I can't remember what year it was, it was, he was, you know, he's, he's coming back. It was one of the coming backs when he got hurt, went over the bars, hurt his leg in the hoops or something. What year was that? Uh, 12? That was 12. Is, when he was would, chasing Villapoto? Yeah, I would really, I would have, if he hadn't got hurt at that particular yeah. time in, in, in time, and I, I thought he was just, what a, he was, I thought he was really going to find another level. What about, that, the, it, what about the Chatapult in 11? He's beating <laughs> Dunge and Villapoto outdoors. He's got a 14-point lead or something. 27-point lead. Something yeah. massive with like four to five rounds to go. He's beating these two outdoor warriors on a private bike, you know, private team. And then the chatapult happens. Like, yeah. did he get hurt on that? No. What no, he said it scared him. Oh, oh shit! Bad. He went from the <laughs> highest of highs and confidence to where he's like, "I'm going to kill these guys every weekend," and like he didn't even think twice about it. Yeah, he was like, not even, even really all that serious because I think he was in such a good place mentally. He was just like, "Yeah, I, I'm going to beat these guys." Like the bike was really good for him that year, and everything was working. And then he went from that level to, I'm terrified and I don't want to be out here anymore in a split second. Yeah. And it, the rest of the season was just a yeah. wash. And dude, he wasn't even a, like an outdoor specialist, and he's beating these guys outdoors. Just yeah, you know what I mean? Like just, it was incredible. It was. It was. It was, it was yeah. The question, the real question, would have been that summer. So like he's he's killing everybody, and then obviously he really dropped off after that. Yeah. But at the, the same time. Two weeks later, Villapoto got that new 2012 frame, and his result That's true. immediately he, got better. He did. Him, so, Weimer, and Weimer did, too. Weimer's did, yeah. too, immediately. I yes. would have loved to yeah. see those two run into each other. If Chad could have stayed at the level he was on and then Villapoto picks his level up, I thought we would have got some great yeah. you know, a, a race to the championship there. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was something else. Uh, it's a show that we got uh, celebrities calling into uh, – is this the winner of the uh, Salt Lake City 7 Supercross? Hey. 
congratulations, man. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. That's uh, that's awesome. That's that was really cool to see that. We're all very happy. Skip here thinks that that is just gonna take you to new level. I hope you're right, Skip. <laughs> I hope I'm right too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Zacho, what's your thought? What's your memories of Chad Reed? He, he's high, he's hanging it up. Nobody thinks he is, but let's say he is. Uh what do you what are your memories of Chad Reed? If we were to, I just ask you off the top of your head. Uh, well, like whenever he first came here, even up to like probably the two two motorsports days, I was never much of a fan. Like I always thought he was kind of cocky, arrogant, especially like in the very beginning, like right. uh, the YOT days. I just was not not a fan. <laughs> but uh, dude, like in the last couple of years, especially you know. Uh, now that I'm getting a little bit older and he's a little bit older, like he, he really inspires me that, you know, he's been as competitive as he has the last, yeah, four or five years, um, even through some, some strange stuff like with teams and whatnot. Um, but then when we did our pod and he told me some stuff like that, he had been, uh, you know, 12 years old flying to, uh, I don't even remember where it was, Malaysia or Indonesia by himself in first class, didn't even realize that there was a, a coach on a plane, like just cool stories like that, uh, really changed my perspective. Like he's he's a, one of the legends of the sport, in my opinion. Well, yeah, Zacho. I mean, he you know kind of like you. He came from Europe, right? I mean, you had to go there and come back, but you know that's that's not easy. Him and Ellie living in a van and riding for Degroot, and you know what I mean, figuring it all out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the odds of that happening are are pretty slim. I mean, uh, I don't really know of any guys other than the Lawrence brothers now uh, that have done that in the last I guess it would have been 20 years ago since he was there right it wasn't he 1999 yeah. or 2000 something like that so yeah in the last 20 years you know it, it doesn't happen very often um, and it's not an easy road to get get here or in my case get back here but um, he managed it and uh, raced and won at the highest level won titles it's, it's pretty unreal uh, listen there's only one man in this not done. let's be real yeah, nobody. JT is JT is, is uh, JT's gonna be in Vegas next week. I think he's gonna put a large amount of money on Chad Reed racing. <laughs> I'm gonna again. go try to get a bookie to take my bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it like to win a 450 Supercross, Zacho? What's Man, that like? It was crazy. So I mean, obviously, all of our podium stuff was a little bit overshadowed by the championship stuff, which is fine. Like that's totally cool. I get it. Um, but you know, <laughs> I wish there would have been some fans. Uh, I mean, uh, Ellie was at the podium like. Hey, you guys need to scream. We need to party more or something like that. You know, just, uh, like there, there wasn't much atmosphere, but I'm sure it was even you know more so for for Eli and other guys. Like it was um, pretty strange. Uh, I, I thought that the no fans thing, like that, didn't even really cross my mind when this whole deal came up. But it was way weirder than I could have ever imagined, and uh, especially with the on the daytime ones, like the very first one, I was like man like you you got to remember that this is not a practice yeah this is not a practice start like this is a heat race we, you gotta you gotta make it happen here um but yeah to, to win uh the way i did and after my absolute yard sale in practice was i was pretty surprised jt i was saying that zacko might be the first guy to win with skipping a practice since Stu. But he, he rode the first lap. Well, half of the oh first come lap. on, yeah. I mean, I didn't get a time, but yeah, I was out there. Oh, so you're gonna take you're gonna you're claiming that? But I, I think Stu, I mean, Stu was like, I'm taking my transponder off, and I'm not even gonna ride practice, and I'm still gonna work all you fools. Yeah, yeah. Zacho just worked him. Yeah, a little different practice. Yeah. Surprise, Zacho! You don't wear like an underprotector of some sort, plastic, you know? Under- no, I don't think. I think a lot of people think that 
Most people do, but most people don't. Fly Racing makes some great ones. Atlas. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to call Max tomorrow and see if I can get one. I'm pretty sore today. Yeah. Well, did you did you honestly, like the way you walked off the track and threw, threw your goggles down, by the way, also, I didn't like that move. Um, you thought you were hurt, huh? Uh, I thought I messed something up in my insides because as soon as I hit, uh, I got really sick at my stomach, like really instantly, and um, pretty much had a panic attack. Like I was freaking out because yeah. I thought I was, you know, I thought I was bleeding inside or something. But um, it was. It's now more like my hip uh, uh-huh. and butt area. Um, it like wrapped my my body around the bars really hard. Um, my my abs is my abs are really sore, mainly on the right side, but also like my hip and stuff is just really tight. What's wrong, Bats? I just you guys are crazy. I, I thought I, I had thought I had something wrong with my insides. Like, well, they're they're tougher than baseball guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. like God I bless. I always judge somebody if they're hurt. If the first thing, if they don't care about their motorcycle at all, they're just like, yeah, you can have it. Here, flagger, take my take my bike. I don't want it. I'm out of I'm here. I'm normally not that, that guy. Like, I don't. Sign. I don't that's, normally freak out like that. The, but yesterday, it scared me. Right. That's the reason. Like, that's the evaluation of if you're hurt or not. Yeah, whether you care that's about your motorcycle. God, you guys me. are fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel about having Zacco on the line, Bets? Because you are Team AC, no doubt. So I'm I, pumped. That's all, congrats, by the, the way. I don't. Thank you. I, you have no idea who I am, but that's that's awesome. Congrats, by the way, on your first win. Thank um, you. Yeah, no, no problem. Okay, all right, yeah, I'm just checking. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I tried to get AC. Bats is trying to start beef. Always, nonstop. So, yeah, that's just how it is. Trying to start beef. I was trying to put it out. The, the beef. Uh, did you say? Did he, did they say earlier that you're? Uh, uh, Ray? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tampa Bay. Nice. Nice. I'm only, yeah, in Orlando, so I have to come watch a game. One, well, he hasn't made the majors yet, Zacho. So he let's didn't just, know that, let's, bro. Let's he didn't know that. that. You didn't need to tell come, come on, dog. Man. And, and Zacho, he signed a $1.483 million contract. $1.485? <laughs> okay. Second round draft pick. Wow. Yeah. Nice. I like it. He's a catcher. but uh, I like it. So are you going to go to any uh, any Bucks games this year? Yeah, if I'm in town. Um, actually, if we're I mean, if we have some like mini camps going on when the NFL season's going on, for sure I'll be there. Um, yeah. I've never been to an NFL football game before, though. I've been to a lot of NFL games, but I I want to see Tom play. I've never seen him play. Ex- I feel like It'd that's gonna be a hard cool. ticket to get. That's gonna be like LeBron in LA. Yeah. Yeah. I just want right. to get a motocross stuff. Um, go ahead, Skip. You got a question for Zacho? Or, you know, Zach, it was it was really cool to see you. you I, for me, looking out the outside and you figuring it out, did you feel yourself learning at that level as well, and just kind of things just clicking and getting it? Is that did it happen that way? Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, honestly, there's learning experiences every day, uh, and that's part of why I still really enjoy what I do. Is is I'm constantly, I feel like I'm constantly improving. Somebody asked me uh, yesterday, I don't remember when, but um, if I felt like you know. I was plateauing or, you know, my career was on the backside or whatever. Um, but really, I feel like I'm kind of turning up. Like, I still feel like I get better and learn and get faster kind of all the time. My fitness is always evolving. And um, it's fun to try to, you know, kind of keep up with the, with the status quo and, and all the the evolution of the sport. Like, you know, I'm, I've been racing, I think this is my 15th pro season and the things have evolved and changed so much since i started and, and i think it's pretty much continuous um as far as the evolution goes and um 
I feel like, yeah, like you said, I, I've learned over the season and these last seven races, I've been able to put myself in really good positions with my starts and find some confidence. And, and yeah, it just, um, it all came together yesterday. Uh, you know, what's cool too, Zach, uh, is you're one of very few guys that can say they've won a GP. They've won uh, 125 or 250 Supercross, 250 Motocross, 450 Motor. No, we haven't won 450 Motocross yet. Damn it, you won a moto. You just won the moto. moto. Damn it. Okay. You need to get a 450 Motocross win. And then you have this, tri- yep. this perfect, like, where you've won on both sides in every class, you know? Yeah. Uh, then I'll have to win a, an MXGP, but I don't know. I'm. No, you got a GP. You have a GP. You're fine. You got a GP. Okay. You're good. Uh, But what about six days? You going to go do that again? You can go in there, over there or something? Yeah. I mean, shoot, if some outdoors don't happen, we might go GNCC racing this summer. Oh, boy. never know. JT, is that in the contract for fly racing, GNCCs? Uh, I wouldn't take the position of, like, the Geico team did. I would prefer him just to race motocross. Right. Please. Yes. Thank exactly. you. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess I'll stick what right. I'm good at. You, you notice, Zacho, <laughs> you, you, be- you, Zacho, you became a winner after you took my advice. So. Yeah, I know. I know. Right. You never let me forget. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, th- there's there's nothing that ever happens good that Steve will let anybody forget about. Nope. Well, <laughs> there's, and there's only three hey, Chris, of them too, so, by the way. Okay. Chris, so are the Cubs the best team in baseball? Yes or yes. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they're good. They're really good. Baseball's. I mean, I don't know. Baseball's crazy. Like the worst team could beat the best team ten games in a row and still be forty games under five hundred. So, yeah, it's pretty wild how the Cubs got bad. They were. I mean, they were kind of set up to go on a run, and then all of a sudden they weren't anymore. I just don't, I don't know. know. I don't. I don't super closely, that, but. that group of guys, like you watch them, and it's very. Well, that one guy had gotten in trouble with domestic violence. Well, yeah, you, you got know. that. Uh, and then, Chris Bryant is not happy. Well, Chris, I, and then you got just like they're very outward in their dislikes with the uh, the organization. Something that kind of went unnoticed was the organization came out and they were playing like dog shit last year, yeah. two years ago. Yep. And the organization was like, no more soda, no more this, or no more cool shit in the clubhouse. You get cornflake, and I, I, I don't know if that's actually how it went down, yeah. but the article was written yeah. very like the the management was not happy with how they were playing and their energy towards getting better and yep. they took away all the cool shit. So it's a very interesting like yeah. dynamic and Joe Madden's very player friendly, so you get an inch and you can absolutely take a mile. Right. And he's a great dude and he trusts you to do his job. But if you don't do your job, like the organization's and, gonna come down on you. And you also hey, Steve. Yeah. Steve, remember in Major League whenever they <laughs> didn't want him to do good and they took away all their cool stuff? I didn't ride on a bus. Totally. And they, had to, like, they didn't have showers anymore. Bus to big league games? Yeah. yeah. The old yep. Evan Rude in the, uh, in the big the, the, the yeah. vat of water. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, you know what's crazy, too, is and they were so close to losing that World Series. Like, no like they, doubt. You know, Andre Davis. Right. Fuck. Right. The craziest thing, I, I, uh, I was in California at the end of 2016 and uh, I've always, like, kind of watched baseball, never been super into it. Like, you know, watch the World Series every now and then. It's boring as shit. It's Um, 10 minutes of action in three hours. (laughs) Yeah, but that 16 World Series was, like, two weeks of absolute fire. I remember getting into an argument with my fiancé because she wanted to go to Target, and it was, like, in a rain delay. And I was checking weather (laughs) in Chicago or in Cleveland, wherever they were, and I was like, no, we're not fucking leaving right now. Like, the Cubs might actually win for the first time. Yeah, yeah we can't go to Target. Yeah, chill yeah. out, yeah, Anna. So like, was, you start the car. I woke up one day, and I was uh, 
I didn't know anything about the Cubs, period. And this is like, uh, yeah, the beginning of October 2016. They were still in the, in the series, but um, not the World Series. I think it was the Amen. divisional series. Yeah, yeah and uh, um, I wake up, and there's this, uh, like, it wasn't really a spoof documentary, but it was like a, a comedic look at how the Cubs have lost. Yeah, you know every every time they've been to the series, blah blah blah, since whatever 1902 or whatever it was. Yeah, and um, I watched. I woke up and there was like 45 minutes left of it, so I watched it and I was like, "Man, this is a pretty cool story." You know, it tells about the cat and Bartman and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. So the next day I wake up and the same documentary's on, but it was like two minutes in. So I watched the whole thing and I'm like, dude, the Cubs are, <laughs> the Cubs are my team because like my life is just full of weird, ironic stuff. Yeah. Just like their, you know, their career or whatever. So I text my buddy who's super into baseball and I'm like, dude, next year I'm going to be a Cubs fan. And he's like, no, you should be a Cubs fan right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the real reason that the Cubs won the World Series. No doubt. No. Just in case you needed to know. So now I'm forever a Cubs fan. Hey, I was going to ask you though, like for you, like you're kind of in a similar spot as me. Like you're in a super old, like not super old, but you're older than the standard. Um, that's kind of where I'm at, right? Like I've had two elbow surgeries, but unlike you guys, instead of missing six weeks for a surgery, I missed three years for two surgeries um yeah what like how do you stay like kind of like defeating that of oh i'm not 23 right like ac's out there 23 is a rookie and he's old like how do you stay at you know 29 or 30 whatever you are and kind of like just keep the edge and not let that get to you um that's that's a good question if i could like write down that answer i think i'd be you know a lot better a a millionaire um but uh for me, like I said, I, I love to learn, and I think I'm still learning daily. And I I love just, like, the – the for me, work and results are, like, a one-to-one ratio. So, like, I know if I put in the work, I'm going to get the results. It may take a little bit longer than, than other guys or um, than what I expect or what I want. But as long as I'm working and I, I know that I'm going there every day and putting in – as much as I can, doing the right things, eating the right stuff, I know that I'm going to end up getting the result. Whereas, you know, other guys that I've been around or um, have trained with before, like, it's a lot easier for them. Like, just like my teammate, Jason, like, he's super talented. Um, we're, like, polar opposites, you know. I, I'm just, like, a, a grinder. He's just a talented guy that likes to enjoy himself, but he gets it done that way. But for me, it's just going there, doing the work, and knowing that eventually it's going to come, and, and that's how I, I've kind of overcome the, the circumstances that I've been in um, throughout my career is just keep working, and, it, and it'll happen. It's it's cool to see you win the 40 Supercross. It, it's awesome. It's great. It's it's uh, Yeah, I don't care that, got, that the leader's seat fell off. Osborne will just, you know, no, I don't, fuck that. I don't you care won. about that. You won. That's it. <laughs> your your side panel came off, though, so there was, yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, when I came back here and I was on Geico and um, a couple of struggle, struggle-filled years, and even when my my first year on Husky was tough, um, I really never dreamed of winning championships or, yeah, especially not winning a 450 Supercross because that's like the biggest jump. You know, I think 450 Outdoors is is pretty manageable, but man, to win a 450 Supercross is like really freaking hard you know there's not a lot of people that that manage that but to win and yeah when i woke up this morning i rolled over and my trophy was sitting on the sink in the motorhome and i was just like that's freaking cool right there <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, that is awesome. And JT, uh, you and I were talking about it a little bit last night. Like, like this, Zacho outdoors. This is just going to help him outdoors, man. Like he's already. I think Zacho, you're better outdoors than you are indoors. And yeah, you know, I I just think that this is going to really set you off. And we got three weeks or so to go. And I think outdoors could be a whole new game for you. I mean, you were great last year, but I think this could be it. So yeah, and also yeah, like the selection of tracks so far have been are some of my favorites. Except for I wish Hangtown was on there. I know JT is a big fan of that place, but uh, <laughs> I, I wish Hangtown was on there. Um, mainly because they have cool trophies, and I like to get trophies. But oh, okay. Um, yeah, for real. Like the, all the tracks are cool. I don't know what the Loretta's weekend is going to hold, but it should be okay. Question for you: Like, obviously, your starts have been just money the last seven rounds. How do you see that going? Going back to dirt start, do you think it'll be a big difference, or you know, like obviously you don't have to give away the technical side of how you're getting starts, but is there a big change from going from great to dirt as far as settings and all that? Um, no. the The biggest thing about the great is it's so consistent. Like you can just do the same freaking thing every single time you go up there, and you can count on it to feel the same. And actually, with the great, it took a lot of the um, the plastic out of the equation. You know that plastic on the gate mm-hmm. is super slick, and and it it can really screw you up if you spend a little bit too much and bang the start device on the other side. You know your your device pops off or there's a million things that can go wrong if you spin on that plastic. But with the way the grates line up to the gate now, um, it kind of takes that plastic out of the equation. So that, that makes the grate really, really consistent. The, the difference with the dirt start is, you know, every gate's different. Um, every track has different dirt, and every gate's different at that track. So um, it's just a consistency thing. And, and I think that um, with the way my bike is now, I have a good – good regimen a good program that i can roll up there with every time and feel good about it and you know i I don't see it being a a problem to take that outdoors and and you know kind of continue the trend are we are we bringing the motorhome outdoors and uh can i stay in it yeah i mean dude at this point i don't even know for how many are we gonna have you know i don't know yeah yeah bring it on i heard jt did you hear that there's the the schedule that i put out there is is that for real I don't know. I have not. Oh, okay, had you haven't heard me. Yeah. Hard confirmation. Honestly, what worries me the most is is flights. Like it, at the when I booked this trip originally, the reason my wife and kids went home today was because this was the literally the only flight that they could go home on on Delta. Like yeah. one flight a day from Salt Lake to Orlando, which typically would be, you know, there'd be ten ways to get here in a day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one thing that worries me, especially going to places like. Unadilla and you know just random yeah. small airports is going to be it's going to be hard. So might be driving to some of them. How how are we on a factory team and like we don't get flights? What do you mean? Like what? No, he I, means the schedule, flight schedules. Yeah, that's what. I'm, like how is like how is there uh, enough? He's talking about private. Right. Like oh. how is there not a, not enough money on Husky's budget to be like okay like well they all live in different spots yeah. i mean okay but osborne did try to get everybody together there's a bunch of guys in florida yeah. of course zacko you tried to rein everybody in and say let's go private every week yeah it's gonna be net jet that bitch whatever it was uh zacko you said it was 30k each i don't forget the number you it, told me it, it wasn't was like, tw- yeah it was le- it was less than 40 a piece but right yeah everybody was like well i, I can fly uh Spirit for like ninety six dollars. I'm like, yeah, oh, God bless. Dude. See you later. <laughs> that's just I guess, I guess just all right, Delta. 
Was that JT? No, it wasn't just that Dean. Was just no, Dean. It was, oh. no. I, didn't even Dean, I didn't even ask Dean because I know what Dean would say, but, yeah, it wasn't Dean. <laughs> Anderson, Anderson's cheap, too, but I, I, I 100%, if I'm in your position, I'm doing that. I'm just like, yep. You saw I, I hitched a ride with yeah. Hicks to spring training. Right. It was like 20K one way, but, like, when you – I feel like when you have a kid and, like, a, you have a kid, you have the wife, you have the nanny – you have yourself. You have the minor leaguer oh, who you nanny? know who also gets on a flight. I don't have flight. nanny. Right. Fair, but like you it's didn't gonna pay. Be, you didn't pay Hicks for the hell flight. No. no, he said bring it on out. Oh, like okay. I, yeah. we were at A one, and he was. I guess he knows Barsha pretty well. Okay. And he popped into Barsha's, and I saw him walk by. I said like, Hey, fuck you. Like, yeah. Thanks for saying what's up. Right. He popped by and like sent him in, and he met Adam, and I jokingly said like, Hey, you got an extra seat. You got an extra seat on that that yeah. private jet to spring training. He said, when do you want to leave? I was like, uh, I was planning on getting there on, like, Valentine's Day to, to make it before Tampa. Yeah. He was like, all right, be at my house on, you know, the 12th. Yeah. I thought he was joking. Oh, yeah. And we just went. It was 20, 20 grand. But, like, I just feel like you guys could no doubt Dude. get six of you to split, you know, right. six or 7,000 each JT one way. JT used to fly private with Chad back in the day. He JT's would, he, a smart guy, He though. would get the seat, JT. Look at what he's doing and look at what you're doing. Like, the guy's got it figured out. Well, he's he's visiting media and he's putting me last. Exactly. Right. Last. <laughs> and you're his best, best client, probably. Yeah, best for last. That's what they, that's what they all say when you're last. Oh, they're, I didn't yeah, even do it on like NetJets or Wheels Up or any of those. I did it like completely like off the radar because that was the cheapest way I could do it. On on NetJets, it would have been like 250k or something oh, to fuck do. Oh, my ass. And, and we were God only bless. trying to do outdoors, you know, um, which is. I, I just minimal. You, listen. You need the write-offs. I don't know why you guys don't do it anyways. It's it, it would be so nice. JT, how nice was it? Oh, it's awesome. I think the the outdoor bill for Chad to do it in '09 was like 150. Oh wait, for the whole something season? Like yeah. And you can't split yeah, that between like that. six guys. That's what Zaka was trying to do. We could do. How much <laughs> do you guys get for a weekend for travel? Yes. I gotta say, like. Two grand, yeah, three grand, probably two ish. Close, yeah. Higher or lower? Uh, about that. Oh my god! I mean, that's literally your. You come out of pocket ten k to fly private everywhere for the whole summer, right? Like maybe. How are you figuring that? What's your math? If you get, if you get two k, if you get two thousand dollars, two k times twelve, twenty four. Right, right. You get. Yeah, you that gotta, was my theory. That that's not theory. even a theory. <laughs> that's just a fact. Like you got to come out of pocket six grand. I'm making four hundred dollars a week. I'll give you six grand to fly private all summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But rider, the riders all shut it down. I could sell this body for six grand over a year. Like, <laughs> was there anybody on board, Zacco, with that outside of you? Yeah, one. Okay, one, one guy, Adam. No, it, I, it was uh, just mainly the Baker's Factory guys. But yeah, one of us were to get. We were together. But then what if a guy T-bones a guy, and then you got to get on a plane with him? You're flying yeah, private. It's fine. That's where it all went hairy. And also, like, you know, injuries happen and stuff like that. So no one wanted to be like, okay, here's my 30 grand up front. If I don't get to go, like, am Dude, I you, getting a refund? Like, you, can you know, how does off. that work? But, you can write it off. You're fine. Yeah, you guys get paid so Man, much. The tax write-offs are killer. Jeez. Yeah, right. JT said that the pilot used to get the out, everybody's outback order. And right, JT, yep. you'd get on the plane? In between yeah. motos. In between yep. motos? No way. Out back waiting oh, yeah. for you? Have you ever flown private, <laughs> oh, Zach? Oh, my God. Uh, no, never been on private. I'm I talking mean, over here like I've done a ton. I've done it once. But I've done it once. The it's... co-pilot was like the stewardess, except he didn't have tits and an ass. It was just like an old white dude. But, like, yeah. he walked our food and drinks back, like, checked on us. Right. Like, you know, the only thing he didn't do was be the dealer for I've, our card games. Have you done it, Skip? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's the way to go. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Nice. Yeah, it's really I felt nice. like a Backstreet Boy pulling in an Orange County private yeah. terminal, you know, getting <laughs> off the plane. <laughs> it was really cool because we could fly out of Carlsbad, yeah. and you would just drive right up. Yep. There was no security, no nothing. No. Drive up, park, walk 20 feet, you're inside the terminal, you're I gone. guess the it one awesome. bummer, though, and it's only a minor <laughs> bummer. There's no bummer. Bummer, JT. No way you're going to pull out a bummer well, right here. Okay, here's the, here's the bummer a little bit. Is don't you the, the smaller planes, JT, couldn't make it back there on, on a fuel? Like, you couldn't go nonstop all the time? Uh, only from, like, California. Like, if you're going to Washougal or Seattle or California, you oh, okay. stop. A lot of times they stop in Kansas at this private field. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, whatever. No big deal. You stop for, like, 20 minutes. They put gas in and you're gone. Right. God. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll make it. I, I remember one year, uh, one year at Redbud, you know, we used to have two-day format back then. And Saturday was just practice. So if you're, whatever, top 20 in points on Saturday, you don't have to qualify. You just ride practice. We flew up there Saturday morning. Like, we left. God bless. I don't know, 7 or 8 in the morning. No big deal. Like, that got up at, hard. you know. Yeah, we get there, show up, put our gear on, ride practice. Yeah, and then fly back Sunday night. Like it, actually, we didn't fly back Sunday night. Chad won, so we flew to California to party for Fourth of July, straight from Redbud. <laughs> What's and the split we, on that for you, JT? Were you paying fifty? Uh, it was a hundred to zero. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, <laughs> my guy. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't Great. have money to pay for a private jet. I would, I would have happily flown commercial, which I would have, you know, did most of the time anyway. Hey, but, can we yeah, shout I mean, out Aaron Hicks, center fielder for the Yankees, is like a diehard Supercross fan? Is as he well. really? Huh? No doubt. Yeah, really. He's at every A one or Glendale. Wow. A two. His family still lives. Maybe in Long he'll Beach. be a fan of me, and you, you know, you guys can be like opposing fans. Yeah, I think we already yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. I saw Aaron oh, okay. Judge at the mall in Tampa for Supercross, and that dude is a monster. He's large. He's playing the wrong he sport. He is a large – I mean, think of how I feel. He yeah. is a large yeah. person. Uh, Hicks is all better from his – he tore his ACL yeah, or what he, was it? Uh, UCL. UCL, yeah. We were actually – that's we talked about for like half the flight, like Tommy John rehab right. and everything. Um, right. But no, he's doing better. Yeah. The, it didn't help him, but like yeah. when it comes to negotiations, like he didn't miss any games. Right, You right, know, right. so. Um, so, Chris, you know the uh, pitcher uh, Justin Grimm? From from the sixteen cups. Uh, oh yes, yes, pulled, yes, yes, yes. I do. Uh, what's his name out of that deep hole? Yeah, um, uh, Edwards. Paul Edwards. My, yeah, yeah. Uh, his mom was my first grade teacher. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Small world. Yeah, who knew? Yeah, big leaguers everywhere. It's that easy. Seven hundred fifty of them. Fuck me. So, do you think? <laughs> so, <laughs> Osborne. So we had a bet. Uh, I, I had a bet that I could steal second on bets. Like he couldn't gun me down uh, from from behind the plate. How far behind are you? Like Ten seconds. Yeah, I am actually a catcher. <laughs> yeah, he's a catcher. Really? Yeah, that's, that's like my that job. Has to be the the most underrated, underpaid position in baseball. So that's in the do you think he could throw me out? Yes. <laughs> I don't. Probably. I think he could probably throw, throw it out. to the second baseman. He could throw it back to Betts, and Betts could throw you out again before he <laughs> hey, it. Hey, hey, second base is 127 feet away. Excuse me if I'm wrong. Someone's going to look that up and call my bluff, but it's like 24. You have an Atlas neck brace, and you're crushing White Claws. Don't, I could still right. throw you out right okay. now. I'd still throw a 1-9 out okay. of my ass. It takes me like 1.9 seconds from the time it hits my glove to the second baseman's glove. I'm already there. 
and and, he, and Dude, Steve, you got three steps by Steve, that time. Yeah, Steve's got to run a hundred or Steve's got to run ninety, 90 feet. Hundred. He doesn't know the amount of bases. Okay. I'm gonna I have a lead. That bet and the Chad Reed racing bet. That those are my two bets going into Vegas this weekend. <laughs> What's the Chad take, Reed taking one? all my money. Racing next year. Oh, hey JT, you know AC I need a lead. I need a lead. I need a lead. I'm not. Yeah, cool. You know, I'll yeah. give you a lead and my slowest pitcher to home plate. Yeah. And I'll I'll do it off my knees. Hey, I, hey you so can do what, a blindfolded. Like, when when you throw that, or what makes the difference when you're coming through um, the the ranks in you being a catcher and a pitcher, like, because obviously that's not like a slow ball going 1.9 seconds from home plate to second base. Like, what do you, what do you mean? What makes it harder as you go up or? No, like, why, why, why are you a catcher and not a pitcher? Like, because oh. that has to be like a, you know, like a 90 mile an hour ball, right? So like, if I get the ball exchanged quickly, I got to get it up in the air at like 78 miles an hour. Like okay. that's it. Like it's just like uh, okay. it's got it's good not, spin and it carries enough. through the it's air. Not fast yeah. enough to get me. But you also got to think like there's a hundred miles an hour or ninety five miles an hour coming in, mm-hmm. so the ball gets there pretty quick. And then I have you know. But the reason he's a catcher, Zacho, is because he was a fat little kid. <laughs> exactly. That's what you said. You said uh, that. no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no I was doubt. A fat little kid too. Right. I didn't have to run. Right. That's how. The, right. I'm not kidding. That you were a fat little kid. No, I was the literally the round mound to rebound. Right. And now I'm a fucking millionaire because I figured it out. <laughs> What is that? Uh, what does that feel like when that bad boy hits your glove? It's actually not that bad. It's it like if Come I catch if no dead ass if I catch a hundred miles an hour in the pocket like I don't feel like if you caught a hundred miles an hour where you were supposed to catch it in the glove which is about like two inches by two inches you wouldn't feel it but if it goes one inch to the left you're just you're it's it feels like someone's putting needles in your hand. Just what about the what about the ball off the ground into the ball sack? I mean, but I promise God. you that the only thing that hurts worse than like what you had in practice at Salt Lake City Seven is like a, a fastball to the neck, like a foul ball. Like oh, if, if there's a pitch at the on. top of the zone yeah. and you reach up I for it and they foul it down, that. you're eating smoothies for the next week and you don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Like the, <laughs> I just want to hear the batters and the refs talking shit to each other. That's all I want to hear. <laughs> Steve thinks. Does that, that go on? Like I'll, I'll talk shit. I talk shit more to the umpires during the game than the hitters. Like when the hitters walk up, <laughs> so you got like we play each other so much during the season. It's not like you guys. You guys see each other once every seven days. Like if I play against you during the season, it's four days in a row. So Especially one of the too, right? yeah, yeah, one of those four nights we're probably gonna see each other at the same bar, and then fast forward to July, like we're probably going out together at some point. So generally, like <laughs> when the brawls happen, like. We had a brawl in Great Lakes, Michigan with the Dodgers affiliate, and we went out to the casino with them that night because two (laughs) Latin guys, one Latin guy from our team and one Latin guy from their team started it. Well, like, the Latin guys don't like to go out in America. Okay. Because it's, like, different. Okay. So we all went out to the casino together after we were, like, (laughs) grabbing each other by the jerseys, like, fake pushing each other around. Yeah. Well, yeah, emptying the bullpens, you're just like, come on, guys, stop Yeah, it's like the most unathletic guys are doing a dead sprint in from the bullpen. What are you going to do? Question from Facebook, Zacho. Any beef between Zacho and Eli look like a few tense moments on TV? No. uh, Obviously, I tried to pull in there uh, to the podium and bumped his (laughs) rear wheel, and he was a bit bent. But he was talking about something else, and I honestly don't even know what he said. Um, but, yeah, he was fine yesterday. I told him congrats and uh, actually sent his dad, John, a text. Congrats. You know, we worked together for a little bit. And, yeah, um, yeah no, no beef. Right. Okay. You look so confused when that happened to you. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell that it was just like, what the I fuck? I was a little bit like, oh, what just happened? Yeah. Um, Cause 
I mean, it was an honest mistake. Like, the dirt back there is, like, I mean, trying to turn on a rock face, you know. And uh, I, I messed it up by, like, one inch, and it made him tip from one foot to the other, and he just lost <laughs> Well, it. hey, I how mean, about this? The race is fucking stuff. over. Like, yeah, but done. I mean, it, you know, it pours now, over. Come on, Zach, you were you're playing games to help Cooper. <laughs> we all know. Yeah. yeah, I read those comments. <laughs> oh, was that a real theory? I don't know. Oh, I, oh, oh. That out there. Like, I waxed him on purpose and like all this stuff. Oh, I was, oh like, boy, yeah, trying to get in his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, put you up to it. Well, good job, Zach. Oh, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for the support and uh, Chris. All the best for the season. Thanks, man. You Take, too. Congrats. No good luck this summer. There's no season. They're not having my the season. The season's over, Zach. Oh, so <laughs> really? Yeah, they're not doing the minor leagues. I thought they were about to come to a deal for Major League, though, right? Yeah, but Major Leagues. But he, I'm in the 250 Chris class, is, and they're only racing the 450s is basically like okay. what's going on. All right. It's a bit of a but sort of I, I, I appreciate you. Good luck this summer, man. I I really appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. See you guys. Thanks, Zacho. See Take ya. care. Be safe. Man, uh, what a good dude. Are, are you Team Zacho now? I'm fucking uh, – as long yeah. as he doesn't come close to my guy, okay. I'm, I'm, give me my Zacho hoodie. <laughs> All right. he, he's a super. He's a super yeah. guy. No, he's, it's great. Super. It's really cool. He's to got see. a soft spot in my heart though, because like he's like I think AC got snubbed for Rookie of the Year. In all honesty, well, we were discussing that. So there is no snub; it goes by points. No, it's a snub. But that's j- not how Rookie of the Year works in sports. I'm with you, JT. Are you still here? I'm here. You I think mean, AC got snubbed? Well, you're you're saying that's not how it works in sports. This is the AMA. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a sport. I think I think like through all of this, through like being on this show and like listening more in depth to what the AMA does and like yeah. hearing it out, like that might be my retirement job. Like I want to get into this and fix it. <laughs> <laughs> good, good luck, Zach. Good luck, huh, Skip? I you know I I I contemplated that myself. Run yeah, whatever fuel really. you want. Just don't take each other out. Don't kill each right. other. And so, behave. We were discussing on one of my shows, like, I think Adam should have got Rookie of the Year, even no though doubt. he only raced six races or whatever. I just, you, you podium, you almost win. I know Marty got more points. It was Marty didn't get a whole lot more points, though. Uh, JT, and, I think. Yeah, and JT, what, you, you kind of agree with me, I think, right? I wish it was more up to a vote or something else. Um, it's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I don't think Adam looking back on his season being hurt for most of it would be like, yeah, I should be rookie of the year. I, I don't yeah. knowing Adam like we do. I, right. I don't think he would view it that way. Right. Yeah. But you're never going to get a perfect answer. If you have voting, then you open it up to people's opinions and everything else. Um, but yeah, it does lead to some strange people that you're like, what? Really? Marty? <laughs> Marty? Said, okay. Like you got to think though, like if, like if he's at Salt Lake City seven, and gets the starts that he got all year, like he probably wins that race by like five seconds. You should have said that when Zach was on. No doubt. No, I would never. Because like Zach's like, I, I'm the team. <laughs> Unless I well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta uh, confide with Adam after this and make sure we don't have any existing beef. And if we don't, like I'm Team Zacho. But if we do, like, I got to kind of retreat, you know. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever Adam says. Bro, that's my guy. Uh, yeah, like, I don't have any other yeah. friends that race Supercross, so right, right. why would I cross them? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, JT. Uh, well, uh, we'll see you next Monday here in studio. Um, should, there. Should be good times. Uh, Chris Kiefer will be in, too, also. So I hope, you, I hope you're okay with that. Yeah, I talked to him today. Right here. Uh, all right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. FlyRacing.com. Please check him out. Thank you. I got it. See you.
feel like JT didn't get a lot in on that phone call, but sorry. No, because of Zacho. Uh let's do an audible here. Zach Osborne brought to you by Skosh, official uh, official uh, car audio product and accessories of the sponsor of the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory team. There you go. Looks out pretty good. Skosh Industries, uh, Pulp 2020 is a code to save. Didn't you get some Skosh stuff? I did. Were everything working okay? Yeah, it's in my truck. All right. Um, it's good. 40 years of business by visiting Skosh.com. We get a 25% discount on a lineup of phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sport clamps, mounts. Pulp 2020 is the code to save. Skosh.com. Zach Osborne using Skosh to win. Um, I got a Skosh testimonial. Okay. Please I do. I pulled out. Totally my fault. I hope State Farm isn't listening to this. Um, pulled out into an intersection and just didn't see this fucking postman coming, and I crushed him. And killed my a, phone you killed, a, you killed no, the mailman. No, no, he's good. He's good. Um, it wasn't the mailman's car. Oh, it was a uh, Toyota Corolla with a U.S. exempt license plate or a U.S. government license yeah. plate on it. I thought I hit someone from the CIA. Yeah, <laughs> I was apologizing. He said, "Do you know whose car this is?" I said, "No, I'm so sorry." He said, "It's the postmaster's." And I said, oh, my God, I thought it was someone important. And he tried to kill me oh. right with the cop right there. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? But back to Skosh, my phone stayed locked in on the vent, didn't move, wow. and I smoked this dude. Pretty good testimonial. But Bucks, hey. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Hey, shout out Skosh. First uh, MILB player officially on the roster, it sounds like. Oh, yeah? Yeah, probably, right? I mean, bring it on. Yeah, why I'll not? I'll do anything for you're, free products. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, I'll do it. Uh, AtlasBrace.com, too, protecting you Noof, tonight. Noof, you got it, dude. Like, if you ever come out with a compression sleeve, yeah. I'll, you're, I'll you're, go out and I'll put anything you want out there. <laughs> if it's free, it's for me, guys. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Betts is like uh, he doesn't even think about the fact that he's like you know like a big time baseball player. He's just like yeah, cool. This is awesome. I get all this yeah, stuff. No, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I pay a mortgage, dude. I need like some hell, help hell here yeah. and there. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, I want to thank uh, our next guest for coming on. Uh, brought to you by Michelin. Let's do that. Uh, Michelin is an exciting year for Michelin this year. They got introduction of two new tires for four key segments of riders. Uh, they got Michelin tires for the Commander 3 Cruiser tires for all types of V-twin riders. They got the Power 5, tar- fi- ti- Power 5 tire for sport bike riders. The Michelin Enduro Extreme uh, tire as well. The Michelin Starcross 5, which I used to 14-9 finishes for 7th overall at the World Vets. That's possible? Yeah. Uh, Michelin Star- And they're all now available in sizes 50cc bikes and up. Motorcycle.michelinman.com for more information. Great mountain bike tires as well. I use the E-Wild si- series on the uh, on the intense taser so thank you to michelin for coming on board and please check them out all their products let's get to our next guest here skip norfolk uh chris betts in studio he is the winner of the yamaha lcq challenge friend of the show Cade clayson what's up buddy how are you I'm good, boys. You boys ready to give away a Yamaha or what? Yeah, we are. What'd you think? You, you introduced me as friend of the show. Yeah. And I literally thought, like, I just sat up for a second. I was like, I just won this fucking motorcycle. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, we're doing, we're, we're doing the draw. Okay, congrats on the win, man. That's awesome. Uh, how much How much for real, though? Look, you, you want to make the main events. You're a racer. That's what you want to do. Uh, that's why the team hires you and all of that. But how much of that? How much were you thinking about that at times? You know, I was talking to, I don't remember who I was talking to the other day, but there was the weekend that I got uh, fifth where I was chasing Mason. Yep. And it came into my head. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't even care. I'm just gonna blow it all. All I want to do is make one man to realize that I don't suck. Oh, okay. So, and, so yeah, there was. And I couldn't catch him. Right. I literally couldn't catch him. And I was like, well, 
Maybe it's meant to be. You did get a just short interview out of it by our buddy Moser. Who's that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. Oh, <laughs> hey, I, screw, I screwed you up, huh, Marks, because I changed sponsors on you. Yeah, but I'm a, I'm a pro, so we're all good. Okay, good. We're, um, we're Gucci. No, man. Uh, and hey, and uh, Bubba Polly got just short this weekend, made up a lot of points. He got second in the thing. So, yeah, you guys won and two. Well, see, I knew I knew I, the most points I could lose was seven. And I had a nine-point lead, so I was pretty square. Yeah, we. I mean, again, it, it was, uh, you know, we did this thing all year long. We, we brought seven riders into a chase format after Daytona. But then we didn't know about a pandemic. So Yeah, we didn't know about the pandemic and that half the dudes wouldn't show up. Right, so Joan Cross <laughs> Joan Cross from Spain couldn't get back, uh, wouldn't be allowed in the country. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Katz- AJ Catanzaro didn't show up, and Kate Ottenwright didn't show up. So it was a four-man yeah. race in the chase. So, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe Cade didn't show up. Yeah, uh, kind of weird, the other right? Cade. Yeah, the know, other I mean, Cade. I barely showed up too, but right. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was weird that he didn't come because I thought he would have done really well. One fifty-one to one forty-six to one forty-four for Nick Schmidt and the seven deuce deuce. The defending champion is too fast. He made some mains, so he only got one eighteen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. Hey, you know what? If I can spend this money so that it helps me to do as well as he did this year, I'll be okay. With that's it. what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, that's for sure. No, absolutely. I want to thank the guys at Yamaha, man. They really stepped up. Listen, they gave us three bikes for fantasy to give away, a bike for this LCQ challenge. Like, Blue Crew is on it, man. Thank you to Yamaha. It's really, really cool of them to do that, you know? Yes. Um, oh, dude, it's so sick. Yeah, it's absolutely great. We're giving the bike away. We're giving away two Yamaha generators and uh, and a set of gear from the folks at Fly Racing. And the Yamaha that this person is going to win here very shortly gets Guts Racing Seat, Roost Graphics, Race tech suspension, vortex uh, bars and sprockets, FMF exhaust, um, works connection stuff, Michelin set of Michelin tires. So all of our sponsors and a set of gear from FXR. So it's the Yamaha like factory edition. Basically, that's basically that's what it is. So, uh, really, How frowned upon is it going to be if Sarah wins the bike? Probably heavily. Uh, but maybe not as bad as Chris Betts here, who just bought a ticket thirty Two minutes tickets. ago. Yeah, so I was. Wa- I've been watching the show because I just got home a little bit ago, and I was dying when he like whipped out his card to freaking buy a ticket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. everyone's got to know it's legit, dude. Like, yeah, well, like. Okay, Marks, explain this thing. Explain what we're doing. Um, so I take all the entries in the database. Yep. Uh, put them all together. Shuffle them around a few times. In a, in a program that you created or yes. a program? Okay, yep. so you created yep. this program. But it's okay. legit, I promise. Okay. Promise. Uh, Zacho just followed me. Really? We're in. Oh, he's in. Shifting gears, here I come. No, he canceled the pod. He's not doing the pod anymore. What? Yeah, he stopped Fuck. doing it. <laughs> Fuck. Disappointed. Uh, I should shift everything around. Yeah, shift everything around a few times just to make sure, yeah. you know, we, we tried to truly randomize and uh, and then just pick a random one out of it. So uh, the last year's winner bought one ticket on Friday night before the draw, and he won. So things can happen like that, people. Um, Kay, do you want to know the breakdown? It's like 60, 20, 10, No, I mean, five, like five. how much money you're getting. I mean, I... Let him uh, guess. Let him guess Titch, first. Titch just told me it went up a lot today. Tits did. He doesn't or even know who talent, I am. Talent, I'm sorry. Oh, talent. Oh, yeah, that was talent. talent. Yeah. Um, it would be like Tits, though, to metal. Yeah, for It would sure. be. So that's for why sure. I believe it. Yeah. Um, He's DMing. It, it went up a lot the last two days. And so 31% increase in sales for this year from last year. Wow. 31% increase. 
I didn't what? think it was gonna get that high. Me neither. It, it started slow. It did. It started really slow. Well, we got like seven grand in entries just today. We got quite a bit today. Yeah, no, I think was. I think yeah. like me and Adam kind of you know posted about it a lot more this year than you guys did last year. Yeah. So two thousand nervous. Two thousand tickets were bought. We obviously have to pay the square fees on every entry, the square credit cards thing. You know that that's how we take the credit card. It was more than two thousand. Yeah. Says, what are you oh, making last year, after tickets this? Bought. Last year was 2000 Tickets was... bought 2700 this yeah, year. 2000 go. last year. Uh, so, Kay, you get 60%. We did back it down a little bit from this year. We wanted to spread out the wealth a little bit. Uh, so, Kay, you are going to get $31,135. my ass. That's good. Holy shit, dude. God bless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That's, that's more salary than probably... Uh, 50% of the riders in the pits. I can right hear now. Cade oh, smile That's going right to make now. up for the money I've lost the last three years racing dirt bikes. Hell so yeah. Yeah, $31,135 to you. 10378 to to Bubba Pauly. Heck yeah, that's wow. rad. Nick Schmidt gets $5,189. Uh, 70 Deuce, 2595 And we're going to give Joan Cross, who didn't show up but is the tiebreaker, we're going to give him 2595 as well. So that's Dude, that's so sick. That's Where awful. are you going to spend it on? Uh, the first thing I'm going to spend it on is a trainer for next year. Let's because, go. Um, I've been, I haven't thought about who I want to work with yet, but it's, uh, I've been thinking about it a lot. I heard Mathis and, is pretty uh, cheap. No, nah, Mathis, Mathis doesn't yell enough. I, tra- <laughs> I, I went, I went riding with rocks and he won like two days later or four days later or whatever. Hey, you so. know what? You and I went mountain biking next weekend. I got just short. And I went mountain bike with Chad Reed. He just had his best finish of the year. If you want to talk about Tim Ferry, hire. Yeah, I'll Steve tell you all about Tim. You know who I actually, who I, I was super impressed with this last time was McAdoo. And I think it'd be so sick to work with Nick. I mean, obviously he's got enough shit going on with Adam and yep. Mac. But I think we're going to need like, a couple I, more I, I honestly challenges. want to try and find someone like that to just work with like twice a week or something. Right. To just yell at me. You're free. Tell me that I suck. Well, do you want to learn how to throw it a second? You... Where do you practice at? I'll come out. <laughs> He's in Arizona. Uh, dude, Is I'm he? literally all over the freaking That's continent. fine. So am I. <laughs> you got a baseball career to worry about. I, I will work for What alcohol. do you mean? They don't even play. Thank you. <laughs> uh, oh, Travis. So Cade made $400 less than what we paid 7 Deuce Deuce. Correct. So we thought, we thought 7 Deuce Deuce made a lot last year, which, I mean, it was, but he made 80% of the... The, the pot. pot, yeah. Cade made sixty percent of the pot, but he still basically almost made as much as Seven Deuce Deuce did last year. Nice, that's so awesome. Cool. Thank you everybody Dude, for so for sick. thank you everybody for supporting the raffle. That's awesome. That's thank you everybody cool. for buying it. Twenty dollars, all this money goes. I we don't make a dime. We 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 probably could take you we, know, this we three story house could, yeah. is we totally paid for. We could have <laughs> s- skimmed ten k and no one would know and it wouldn't you know yeah and we could have got like whores yeah. and some coke you know what I mean like it would have been great. No, Night's still young. I don't think we would have judged you for that either. Yeah, nobody would know. But we're not doing that. I saw him at the Silverton. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving all the money away here, so um, that's awesome. Good job, Cade. Hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate it, and all the people who bought freaking tickets, dude. That's yeah, it's crazy. Like honestly, I would have, I was pretty stoked when like I was thinking like you, so you had said that you uh, didn't think it was going to get near what it did last year. It, I did. I was like, no. man, I'd be pretty freaking pumped with like 
10 grand, you know, like that would be so stellar. So like to get three times that is freaking insane. Yeah. So no, it's, it's pretty awesome. But you, your your wife bought a ticket in here so she could win the Yamaha. How about that? Yeah. She bought two. She bought two. What if he rolls out? Are you racing the outdoors? Uh, no, I'm not. But hey, he... I'd probably show up for a couple on a blue crew. If she yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Um, Keeper would be so happy. He would be. Are you? Do you know if you're coming back to that team next year? Have you talked at all? I know it's early. It's way early. But... We've talked yep. about it some. I'm not totally sure. No. Right, right. Uh, but, well, I think it's tough, dude. I, I, I have. I brought a chest protector home for a guy today, and I sent him a picture of it and said I brought your present home. And he bought a bunch of tickets, and he definitely thought that I told. He had messaged me back and was like, "Dude, when I saw I got your present, he thought I meant that he won the four fifty. Oh, oh, so freaking oh. pumped! I for about five seconds here thought that I won. Yeah, this is this is. Yeah. Listen, and I want everybody to know that if anything goes sideways with this draw, because a lot of things go sideways with Pulp MX, like we're not, you know. I'll flip we this table if I win and ruin the podcast, but I will walk out of here. So I'll start driving home right now. How many White Claws have you had? None of your business. Okay. Um, we're going to need hey, an official count Hey, you know what I was really bummed though. about? I honestly thought at the end of the race yesterday, you were going to text me, Bubba, and Nick and be like, hey, meet me in the back of the pits. I want to do like a podium picture with like a big <laughs> check. And I thought you would bring like some big checks out. I would have definitely taken a couple hundred bucks less to have a big check we, to hold up in front of those guys. Yeah, you know, we gave Adam a big check because he had clinched it, right, going into Vegas. Yeah. So we that's why we did the big check last year. We got a big fake check. Um, I we you know what? Again, we should have done that. We, it would have been cool it's to do an absolute shit show. But it is. It's a shit show. We're never prepared. We don't know. And I was in Salt Lake City mountain biking. At least biking, you didn't get so. kicked out of the races. No, good point. Yeah, yeah. no, I could that could have been worse. Um. All right, let's do this. Shall we do this draw? Here we go. Like, dude, let's do it. Can you I take don't a, want to be a you, part of it. Can, can you take a picture of it, like of whatever uh, you're doing, or no? No, because then it would it would uh, show some private info for the winners. Okay, but, never mind that. And then they'd get a dirt bike and so suit. we're doing. Do you, want me, do you want Talon <laughs> to come watch it so that I have a, a witness, or you trust me? Let's get bets to watch. All right. I can't wait to see me win. His own name pop yeah, up. Yeah, watch out. Take those headphones off. Uh, Do I take them off? Can I tell him when to hit stop on the spinner? I thought he was going to walk yeah, away. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I thought, <laughs> I thought the same thing. Um, so we're going to do three draws. Three Do you, draws. you want to go three, two, one with the third draw being the bike or one, two, three with the first no, draw it's being gotta be, It's got to be the last one. Once. Oh, three, two, no, one, dude! Yeah, yeah. Everyone has to be eligible for the bike, so you got to do it first. Oh, oh, there you go. Okay, that's fair. Is that a good point? Yeah. Well, it it still it, it still puts everyone in every time oh okay it does yeah okay so even if they win oh. a different one okay so but doesn't take them out right so there's a possibility somebody could win twice yes very slim yes. possibility but uh what do you want to do bets three two one one two three what, what, what do we do do? I, have, do I have better odds than one or the other no no right, then it doesn't matter. No. okay marks whatever you want to do then you you call it right now let's do let's do three two one okay so third three, two, is one. Third is a set of and are you writing this all down or whatever? Like I don't need to do anything. No, I'll get it. Yeah, okay. I'll get it here. So third is a set of gear from Fly Racing: head to toe boots, pants, jersey, helmet, goggles, mm -hmm. everything. Correct. All right. All right. Here we go. All I do is push the button. All right. The winner is uh, Trake Metz. Trake Metz. That's Trake a cool Metz. name. It's like a it's like a porn name. That's pretty cool. My name's Trake Metz. It's way cooler than Yeah, Trace. way cool. Congrats, Trake. You win a set of gear from Fly Racing, head to toe. All right. Second place is Jake Wall. Jake Wall. You win the two Yamaha generators. Jake Wall. Two? Those generators yeah. are sweet. They got two to one person? No, <laughs> they have to be together. No, they work, no, no. They work they together. They work together. Yeah. 
Were they running a Scientology? I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> that makes so much more sense. I've been, I've honestly been wondering that the whole time. Like, why the hell are you giving two generators away to one person? But yeah. that makes so much more sense now that they work together. Well, why do they have to work together, Skip? Do you know anything about generators? I don't know. Okay. No. Okay. All right. I have no no power. All right. Okay. So this is it. 2020 YZ450F decked out with head to toe with shit. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Chris Pet. Chris Pet. No. <laughs> Shoot. Winner is Justin Lamb. Yay, Justin. Lamb. Justin. Heck yeah. Justin Lamb winning the bike. We'll be in touch with all the winners. Thank you, everybody, for the support. 2,700 tickets bought. That's awesome. $51,000 going to privateers. That's very cool. It's pretty That's good. so sick, dude. Like, I mean, seriously. Everyone's like, oh, fucking stupid <clears throat> math is. Fucking tubby math is. Fucking math is. $51,000 we're giving it's, riders. It's awesome. I, Marks is a good dude. I, I, said, I literally texted <laughs> him. I said, I'll give you $1,000. <laughs> I'll show you the fucking receipts. He, he, didn't even budge. he sent me the QR code for his Venmo. Said, I said, you name here. it. I'll give it to you right now. <laughs> and I'm unemployed. I was tempted, trust me. <laughs> Come on, bitch. I have no integrity here. I don't even have a job right now. <laughs> it's a good thing Tits wasn't running the randomizer. Oh, God, right? Yeah. <laughs> tits is pocketing that money 100%. I made $700 at the Silverton this morning. This is no thing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, right, right. God. That's awesome. Cool. We'll be in touch. We'll figure this out. We'll uh, we'll get the bike to you wherever Justin. Justin? Jason? Justin? Justin Lamb. Justin, Justin Lamb, Lamb, wherever yep. he lives. We'll get the bike to you. We'll get to an address and all of that. So, good times. So wait, does it, like, does it come from Yamaha or do you have it? Last year, I had it. They gave it to me. It sat in my garage all year, and I had to move it all the time. And, but they, they, <laughs> it had they, to be rebuilt. Hey, hey, I'm out. Oh. I, have, I have an announcement. Oh, oh, boy. When do you think he bought his ticket? Oh, stop it. Today. Stop, stop it. An hour ago. Fuck my ass. Tell me it was within the show. He bought it at noon today. No. That's awesome. The last year's winner bought it on Friday. Just a couple days before. Yeah, a couple days before the You guys are next year gonna have like ten thousand dollars leading up to this night, and then it's gonna be like seventy on the dot. He bought it today. Wow. How many did he buy? Crazy. Uh, that I don't know. Let me look. I'll give, give me a second. What's his credit card number? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, Cade, uh, what'd you think of the whole Salt Lake thing? What'd you think of the whole experience? The whole thing? Uh, dude, if, if Sarah would have been there, I probably wouldn't have left. No, really? You loved it, huh? I had, dude, I had so much fun. The, the people who let me stay in, like, their guest house, mm-hmm. it was, dude, it was so perfect. I had, like, my own space. I mountain biked way too much. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of liked racing two days a week and not having a practice. That was pretty awesome, honestly. I, I was listening to your review pod with Bowers and stuff, and I was kind of thinking the same thing. I wanted to do that Friday night race and the other two races and, you know, just walk out of there racing three days a week. That would have been stellar. Uh, you know, I, I liked racing that much. Um, I feel like if we're going to go out and, you know, our practice days are gnarly just like race days anyways, we might as well be getting – you know, <clears throat> paid for those days too, right? So, yeah. um, why not just have them races? But I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. I think the no fans thing was a lot weirder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was pretty, you know, adamant that it wasn't going to bother me. But like sitting on the line for the heat races and it just being dead silent and you know being able to just talk to everyone, it was super strange. Uh, 
you know, the mask thing was weird to me. I wasn't about that. Um, but you know, we kind of had with to I, do I, it. I, I'm with you on the yeah. mask thing, but we had to do it. It's like, that's yeah, the exactly. Rules, we right? had to. And you know, I mean, I, I didn't mind doing it, but it, it's not for me. You know, I'm definitely not, I definitely already threw all mine away. So, but, uh, but it was cool, man. It was nice not having to set up and tear down. It was nice being able to just show up, ride and go home. Right. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I think, you know, it went as good as it could have. Um, I think that a few fans, that showed up and stood outside the fence. Yeah, I saw I, when those I, guys. When I, yeah. when I left the track yesterday, the kids standing outside the gate had two helmets, a full set of plastics. Like yeah. He had a stack of jerseys, and then that kid was livid. Nice. Was That's having so much fun. Yeah, he was just like, I've been here every day. They had signs and stuff and everything. He's just like, I've been here every day, and all the riders were like, here you go, kid. Yeah, beat it. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, awesome. There was like, cool. I don't know. There was probably like five kids, and they all just had stacks of gear. They were just so pumped. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, the mm-hmm. winner bought four tickets, then, Mark? Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's great. Yeah, four tickets. Yep. So. Damn. Sorry, sorry, Bats. It's all right. Um, hey, we had a fun mountain time mountain biking, Kate. I know Skip here is like, likes hearing the stories, so mountain biking. Dude, I mean, you and I had a great time. I went back that – did you ever go ride that Levitate trail that those guys had told us about? Yeah. The, the two Taser guys that we yeah. met? Yeah. <laughs> too many jumps. Yeah, you're not at airtime Steve, just uh, yeah, about I, it. I'm not um, airing out. My, I'm too heavy. The bike's too heavy, and I'm too old. You're selling yourself short, dude. I'm just not. Man, I'm not. I don't know, but I rode so many trails out there and had a ton of fun. I actually, uh, I never got to ride a Taser, Steve, but uh, well, I got to ride. Uh, uh, the Phoenix Honda team had two uh, e-bikes, yep. so me and Peters would go out and ride those. Um because they had a large and a medium, and it was kind of perfect. Him and I could go ride together yeah. and stuff, and we did. We went back. I took him to where you and I rode, and we rode for two hours, did 3K of climbing, and did never rode the same trail twice. Yeah. And, sounds miserable. Oh, man, we just we had so much fun on those things, and his average heart rate was 118. Oh, no way. Really? Dude, yeah, we crushed it, and we just yeah. had so much fun. I'm, I'm at 118 right now. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Well, that's awesome. No, it, was, it was a good time, for sure. It was fun. Um, you know? Uh, I was actually super pumped with, like, how well everything went. It, did I ever tell you that I almost didn't get let into the track the one day? No. I had. It was the day of the mud race, and I was trying to pull my truck in to uh, drop a bunch of stuff off so it didn't get wet because it was raining. Yeah. And they, uh, I pulled up, and the dude's, like, checking my temperature, and he, like, checks it, and then he's like, hold on. And he walks back to the truck, checks it again, and he walks back to his truck, and he does it, like, four times. And I'm, like, thinking his little gun thing he's not working. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, what's the deal right now? And uh, one of the, you know, big muscle dudes who guard the gates, yeah. um, I can't think of their names, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah walks over and he's like watching and then the guy does it again and he's like man it says too high really and i'm like i'm like what and he's like he's like yeah it says too high and the big muscle dude's like come on man you got to go in this trailer over here I'm, uh. like, I'm like oh okay so he's like but you got to go across the street and park first so i'm like okay so i back up and just as i'm about to pull across the street a tram comes up the road because you so i'm sitting there waiting yep and the dude comes over and knocks on my window and checks my temperature again, and he's like, oh, all right, it's 97 now. You're good, and lets me in. That's good to know that the plus or minus was that And big. I'm just like, I'm like, are you serious right now? And he, yeah. he probably checked my temperature like 10 times. 
Jeez. and then he's just like and then it's just like all right yeah you're good and i heard that happen with a couple other people like the wand things would just read too high yeah but one time she she checked it and like she hit my hair and she's like 86 that doesn't seem right. Yeah, <laughs> like, JT, no, cool JT, criminal. JT was like ninety-two, and he's like, "Thank you, have a good day." You're ninety-two. He has no pulse, though. True. Yeah, like, maybe, yeah he like, has no soul either. But yeah, yeah. I don't know right. about that. Mm, I do. I'm holding out for a um, sublimated jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, Kate. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks for coming on, and, and congratulations. And, hey, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, kind of. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, it's going to be a huge help going into next year you know like i said i'm yeah. i'm honestly going to spend 90 percent of it hopefully on uh you know stuff for next year um like i said i really want to hire a good coach to help me in the off season so that's that's kind of what my plan is uh hey kate congrats again on the fucking thousands of dollars i guess but yeah um <laughs> also i want you to know i was on your side with the whole a ray thing at daytona okay considering oh, hey, that was the only thanks. exciting thing that happened that weekend right I was on your hey, side. Hey, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Fuck I mean, him. that one wasn't as bad as what he did at, at Salt Lake 2, but we've, we've buried the beef. Yeah, lots of drama with, the, with the, those two. The, you guys live together, too? No, I just stayed at his, at his uh, apartment um, for the few West rounds. Because, I mean, we used to live together, and then, uh, then he went to California, and then I just needed a place to stay for West. Bauer, West said, Bauer said he wants the old A-Ray back. That's what he said. <laughs> I want... I want that's I like thin, A-ray. fit A-Ray, but I need less Cali bro A-Ray. Less Cali bro A-Ray, yeah. Cali bro A-Ray is too much, and I think everyone in the pits agrees with me. <laughs> Except maybe Tick and Heart Raft. Right, right. <laughs> but. Uh, well, thanks, Kate. Thanks for coming on. Good job this year winning this thing. Although, yeah, like you said, you'd like to make some mains for sure. But, um, yeah, but good, good times. Thanks, buddy. All good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. That's Kate Clayson, everybody. Uh, brought to you by Michelin. Uh, please check them out. Starcross fives, of course, uh, and uh, many other tires. Uh, mountain bike tires are great too. Uh, motorsport dot com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, X Brand Goggles, Vertex Pistons, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, Maxima USA, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Guts Racing, Get Data, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, Intense Cycles. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us. New code for uh, Ride Engineering nowadays, uh, and uh, so please check that out. It is Pulp Show 20, I believe. I'm trying to f- figure it out here. Uh, but the product of, product of the week, there's a Ride Engineering Machine Billet Throttle Mounted Start Switch. It's a great way to free up your handlebar space. It bolts right to the throttle housing, keeping your button close enough to press with your thumb while your hand is on the throttle. Fits most 2000 and up KTM and Husky four strokes and late model CRFs. 54.95 manufacturer suggested retail price. Minus the pulp code, and uh, you can get that thing dialed in. So thanks to the folks at ridedesengineering.com. Darkside, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Called in to uh, promote the wrap up show this week. Big guest this week, Kay Clayson, correct? Who we just yeah, had? an A Ray. So A-Ray. I, I don't oh. like. I don't like that he just said they buried the beef. I want the beef back for more than It's there. They'll still shit talk each other nonstop. You just you're the, oh, yeah. you're responsible for like keeping your audience intrigued though. Like you got to stir that shit. Stir it from the back oh, room with like a twelve foot long ladle and just get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, there's already been a lot of shit talking in the text. So yeah, it's going to be a good wrap up show I think this week. You uh you didn't do one last week. That's a fine. I, I, yes, know you, I know you were on vacation, but it doesn't matter. Right, Skip? Fair I enough. mean, 
You get promised to do a job, you promise to do a job. That's yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it works. Yeah. You missed the Lawrence brothers, which would have been a good recap. Oh, you are lying, man. I was I was not thrilled, but I had had no phone signal, no no Wi-Fi where we were. It sucked. They yeah. probably wouldn't come on though, honestly. What do you mean? On the wrap-up show? No, I, they were on the well, main show, the Lawrence Brothers. Oh, fuck, yeah. my bad. Right. We, we would have just talked about it. So yeah, that was that was a fantastic. It's a show about a show. <laughs> it's a show about a show. Yeah. It's Howard Stern for motocross. Yeah, right, right. I can live with that. Right. Um, but that the Lawrence Brothers interview last week was was gold. It was it was good. They were they were really funny. So it's but, it's absolutely in my top five all time interviews you've done. Top five all time. You better clean yeah, it, it up here. What it, are the other good. four? I'd have to think back, man. I mean, there's been a lot of good ones, uh, but uh, that one was definitely top right now. I mean, if I went back and thought the, you know, just show-wise, the obviously Laser Gates up there, but <laughs> the, the the Lawrence interview though, just as far as interviews with guys in studio, that was great. What about the podcast I did with Skip and uh, and Berlute a little while ago? God, I got a lot of people. Did you get a lot of <laughs> yeah. comments on that? Yeah, no. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah that people cool. people loved it. If you were like, if you cool. were of that age when you you know of when you guys were active mechanics, you dog it. Like you know, like you just loved it. Yeah, it was there's just not that many of them around anymore. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like like if you didn't know about box fans and McGrath and you know all these things. And you're like, okay, whatever, a couple guys talk. But if you were, you know, like my age or younger, like, you know, if you knew that era, I think you'd really like that podcast because you guys cool. were – It was fun. You guys were going, like, pretty personal stuff, like telling some good stories, you know? That so, was good. Yeah, that, we had some fun. Yeah, that was really good. So Bear with me here. Okay. The best story I've ever heard about motocross was on the Whiskey Throttle Show. I'm okay. sorry. Not familiar. <clears throat> and it was when Bones was talking about a time that they got, like, arrested and they were – they were stealing sod out of like oh, a, that was a first flame on, jumper or that something. That was first on the Pulp Mech show. Was it really? Yeah. Well, I heard it on the other okay. one. I'm sorry. That I was a, name that was a, yeah, that was a claim jumper. They were, yeah. they that was up. the funniest. They're, I've never laughed that hard listening to something that wasn't a movie. Right. I could, like, I went home and I told Hannah, all like hot and bothered, like, oh my God, I got to share this. Yeah. And she was like, right. So you're laughing at someone who's in a wheelchair stealing sod. Stealing sod. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course I am. Like, they, listen to it. I, you know what? And honestly, between those two guys and Skip, Skip can vouch for this. This that's probably the only thing they could, they could probably have some tell you some other ones that probably can't be told publicly. Oh yeah, right? uh, so <laughs> yeah, no, if you, yeah. If you worked in this industry in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, I feel like you should have some of those. Oh well, Skip, uh, Skip was around with Mitch and Troy Lee like in the early days when. Oh, or was yeah. it Troy Lee that told Tro- that story? No, it was- no it, Troy. Troy was Troy was the instigator of that. So Troy's told that story then. Yeah. And it, those two guys, huh? Oh my gosh. I wanted nothing more growing up. This shows my like moto and baseball contrast. I wanted nothing more than to play in the big leagues and have a Troy Lee painted catcher's helmet. Oh, okay. But instead, my grandfather, his father passed away when he was 16, so he learned how to paint cars. That's how he made money, and he painted all my high school helmets, like oh, metal nice. flake, yeah, airbrush, yeah. pinstriping. Yeah, really good. So I settled for that, but still holding out. Andy Jefferson was in doing a pod and told a story about like Mitch is flicking him in the ear or something. He's just like, <laughs> oh, gosh. he's like, don't do that, Mitch. Don't like stop it. And they're doing it. And then he just threw Mitch over a fence <laughs> out of the chair. Oh, there's so much we did. I mean, Mitch would, God, he was relentless. It's like, stop. And you just, you know, you, you just grab the bottom of his chair, flip him out of the chair. Or the best was like going into Pontiac or something. And you just, hey, you know, hey, da, 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 and you just push him down the hill. <laughs> 
right? Down the ramp. Down yeah, the ramp. Or you'd go into a bar and he'd just, he, he would just slap you in the nuts all the time. And you just get to a set of stairs. You know what? Imagine it was ruthless. Yeah. Imagine in 2020 having a buddy who gets paralyzed. Yeah. And like, you're like, just, you're over at fucking Sioux Plantation. You're like, that parking lot's steep. See ya. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what these guys did. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, gosh, we just, it was it was nuts, right? But that, but you know what? I don't. I never, you know, he 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 was in the. But it didn't matter. Yeah, he, he it didn't matter. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, you just lose yeah. it on him. But man, God, I got he just get hit in the nuts. See, that was his thing. He just slap you. Well, he's right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's gosh. right there. Yeah, God, ah. Uh, and him and Troy Lee are just like buddies. Oh just, gosh! Yeah. And him and Troy. Oh man, you, you would talk. You would have some fun, and all of a sudden you're just going to go, "Whoa, this just got really gnarly." <laughs> <laughs> you know? You're like, "Wow." There's a story about one of them. One of them either putting the other one in, or they put someone else into an, an overhead compartment in an airplane. <laughs> it's one of those stories. Oh, I didn't, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. For me, they jam someone in an overhead compartment. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, of right? Course. Like, yeah. So, yeah, all this, oh, you're just like, really? So my best Troy Lee story is we were all out at Paris doing, we were going to bungee jump out of a hot air balloon. And there's eight of us, 400 Sounds feet. Sounds like a great idea. 400 <laughs> feet out of a hot air balloon, right? So we're doing, everybody's doing it, they're having a good time. Troy freaking chickened out, pussed out, wouldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, we gave him a hard time. Oh, yeah. How do you give someone ever. a hard time about that? Oh. Because it's these guys, yeah. yeah. It was just like, God. he was the one to put it together. Oh, that's fine. Oh, man. I don't argue with people that think millennials and Gen Z and everyone are like pussies compared to everyone else because there's no doubt. Yeah, no, compared to these guys. I'm yeah, never going to, yeah. I'm not going to bungee jump. I'm not going to skydive. I don't care how good it feels. I can go on Grand Theft Auto and jump out a perfectly good airplane. It'll be just <laughs> fine. Like, <laughs> um, I don't need to do it. Well, and Mitch was your boss for a couple of years yep. at Peak Pro Circuit. Skip yep. was there with Jeremy. So it was, yeah, he was your boss also. So it made things, you know, like you're just like. Oh, it was just. Some of the, I mean, some of the best times ever. Yeah. What's like the best, like, if you could tell a story without naming a rider's name that like wouldn't like, the whole community wouldn't say like, oh, I know who exactly who that is. Oh, I'd just go back to Southwick. There was a story we could tell at Southwick. Oh. Let's go. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I, know what you're, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There, I'll yeah. tell you after. We'll switch stories. You can tell me about the. Let the me think. Of, I'm sure I got something that. Oh, you do. Yeah, you're you're a minor league baseball player. No one is no one that I've ever played with is my agent is probably honestly like waiting for this to cut off and be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Because of the white claws? Probably because I've just like cursed over 4 dozen times. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be a little more upset with how often you got to go to the bathroom. But oh hey. my god, <laughs> this is a new. I might have a UTI or something. I've got to go pee all the time. Yeah, like it's it, my it, job. It's, it is excessive. How many times have you gone? None. None. How what do you, the fuck is wrong with you? How me? do you catch a game? If you my biggest know, right? fear. Yeah. Right? My biggest fear is a kidney stone in my whole life, and I feel like I'm on the fast track. Yeah, yeah, you're getting right. God, there. what if you got to poop in in the middle of the game? I've pissed my pants in the game before. Really? Yep, right into the cup. Just because you just couldn't hold it anymore. I'm already sweating so much you can't tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's 100 degrees and humid outside. You mean to tell me no motocross racer ever has pissed his pants? Oh, they have. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, oh, yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah. I don't feel bad. And no, the not. best part is if the bathroom's out of order, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm not even on the track. Like, yeah. I'm just sitting there pissing in my shit. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tom's on four. Tom, what's going on, man? Hey, man. What's happening, man? That's a lot of white claw. 
Let me uh, just tell you. Yeah, you worry about yourself over there, Tom. <laughs> it was Bud Light. Bud Light would be a lot better. Hey, it's, you know, you listen, you listen to me, Tom. It's lower calories and more alcohol, so you kick rocks yeah, with that fucking Bud Light even shit. Yeah, weaker. Just take the full load. It's 5%. Bud, Light. Bud Light's for something. Whatever. Anyway, what's the question? Anyway, I just, hey, Steve-O, I just want to let you know, caught your show about three years ago. I haven't ridden in 28 years. And you've inspired me to get a bike. Really? Wow. Yeah. Two That's weeks awesome. ago went Blue Crew. Nice. 15, thanks to Kiefer's recommendation. Nice. And, uh... I'm ready to go. So we 20, went last weekend for the first time. The you, you wrote, longest, hold on, hold hardest on. arm pump I've you, ever had. You rode for the first time in 28 years last week. 28 years. I Back in 84, I went with, uh, I don't know, Denny Stevenson, Tommy Clowers, yeah. Scott Brown, back to Ponca City. Oh, wow. I haven't been riding since, yeah. It's been a long time. Well, good job. Well, That's anyway, awesome. Well, so yeah, massive, massive arm pump. Massive watching your watching your videos and watching listening to your, you know, I travel a lot and listening to your iPods it really right. takes a really helps out a lot. You let me tell you. Well, and, that's, uh, that's awesome. The Thank airfare, you. The air rides and those iPods for five hours. It, uh, it's pretty awesome, man. So I just want to say you got a great show. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, you, you know, you need to thanks thank, for inspiring me to get back. Well, no, no, no. You need to really thank Kiefer for inspiring you because Kiefer wouldn't fucking let it go with me. <laughs> so I had to get a fucking bike because, you know, he just would not let me. Not ride a bike. What do you mean you want to ride a bike? Don't you miss riding a bike? Oh, fucking. So he got me that Suzuki. You remember he bored me a Suzuki and I got riding yeah. and then I'm like, oh, okay, I like dirt bike riding and then now I'm Blue Crew, obviously. But thank Kiefer yeah. for pushing me to ride. So. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. I've had the, the funnest two weeks I've ever had in a long time, so I really appreciate it. And ne- uh, By the way, your your discounts help out quite a bit. Thank you, man. Websites. Appreciate it. Next up, is an e- next up is an e-bike, Tom. That's it. That's it. Uh, Thank you. you. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Thank you. That's right. I swear to God. So you were mad at Tom? I mean, I got less fucking calories in a Coors Light, but more alcohol because my body is a pyramid and I only put good shit in it. Yeah. So come at me because the White Claw tastes better than your Coors Light and you're afraid of that. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Dark Side, you still there? Yeah, man. Well, yeah, I'm um, looking forward to the wrap-up show then. That, that'll be awesome. You, uh... Yeah, it's going to be good. I, I, I did want to say before you let me go, bets. Yes, uh, you made me some money tonight. Uh, you cool. We had a little over-under on the White Claws. So, yeah, made, made a few bucks tonight off you. Thanks. We got uh, one more in there, too, so I'll really fucking what, is, nail it home. Is it close, or was it was – it... Nah, it was 10 or over. I won uh, 10 or – or 11 or more, I won 10 or under. This other guy won more than one. There's so, 11 there. He had 11. He had 11 a few minutes ago. And we still got more shows. I got go, 12 yeah. on deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Did Skip have one or two of those? Travis, can we uh, put one. something on Twitter about, like, someone paying for my Uber home to the hotel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could probably do uh, that. Yeah, we could do that. You could take right. it out of Dark Side's winnings. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, Dark Side. Right, well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll, talk to, we'll talk to you this week, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Take See care, Dark Side. All right. That's Dark Side, everybody. Uh, Race Tech, round of the night, and we're going to commercial, and then we'll come back, and we will do the Skip Norfolk oh, trivia contest. I can't wait to get my boom bottle. For the, uh, no, I thought it was Art of Sport. I thought you were going Art of Sport. You said you got something to scotch hey, in here. Hey. I'll, I'll take well, both. Well, it's the 5% alcohol talking right now, man. <laughs> and, and, and you, you, I got to count the questions, but you have to get so many right to get a prize. Otherwise, forget what, it. What, over 50%? Uh, 50? 
America colleges I mean, went how to many pass questions or fail. Are there? That's ten or twelve. Oh, over fifty is perfect. Let's go like. You do 60 percent. You kick rocks over there in the corner. I mean, <laughs> 60? These, deg- these get degrees. Like, you have to do good. a little bit over 60 is like 50. one extra question yeah. is all. Uh, all right. We'll figure it out. You degrees this. get majority. Is Adam, is AC an answer to any of these? No. Okay, cool. No, it's all about Skip Norfolk right, and but his prestigious career. Adam's <laughs> the most successful amateur racer in history. You mean to tell me they don't have a tie somewhere? No. He's the Bryce Harper of motocross. Okay. Can, can we go? Go ahead. Okay. Race Tech, round of the night. The Pulp 20 is the code to save with Race Tech. Exactly what he just said. Thank uh, you. Please get your motor work done. Get your uh, suspension work done with the folks at Race Tech down there. Racetech.com. Pulp 20 is the code to save. Um, the, I'm, I'm, I was going to go on about the the the, the uh, revving of the bike. Sexton revved his bike. Did a burnout, you know, like in a parking lot. Yeah. This is bullshit. Stupid. I'm okay with some of that, but not not – I didn't know how long it went on for. So I got tagged in all these posts because I went on about AC doing it last year because they went on for fucking an hour trying to blow this bike up. Right. And it's bullshit. And Skip, you know as well as I do, those bikes are works of art. Why are you doing that to them? But I don't know how long Sexton did it for, so all you people tagging me in the one, I can't get mad about that because I'm okay with a short burnout after you win a championship. I'm okay with that. You just don't need to do it for a fucking hour. Just... Loud noises! So... So I don't – my sex and one isn't – is not a, a rant. Like I, I – because I, I, I don't know how long he did it for. Right. If he did it for anything longer than three minutes, it's bullshit. You okay. know, just burn your tire off and call it a day, and then, then we're good. You won a championship. Okay. So that was going to be the rant for people today, but they were – I don't know how long it went on for. So can't do that. Uh, basically, I'm going to just be like – I was mad about the shuttling. The riders shuttling on mountain bikes last week too. That that pissed me off. But you're fucking kidding me. I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm still kind of mad about that. But wait, shuttling? Yeah, we got these pro riders. They're athletes, right? So apparently, and they would shuttle to these runs in mountain bikes, and then they would just do the downhill jumps and then shuttle again. It's like, and the climb is about thirty minutes. So it's not like a fucking Tour de France thing. It's thirty minutes. These are professional athletes. Oh, you. We're gonna go ahead. Let's go ahead. How much time we got? No, we, we don't have time. All right. Yeah. No, we can't pick on them. You just get ready about your trivia contest and decide decide what you want for a prize. If my guy wants to go to the top of the hill and ride down, he can do it. Is he? Is he not trying to get be in shape? He's not trying to be an athlete. He He's racing twice a week. What you, How what many cardio sessions does he need? Do you think that by climbing up the hill, they're going to get in more shape if in you, that minute? So, but you, be you think climbing up the hill is going to ruin them for the race? You talked about altitude sickness after week one. If I were to grocery shop at 5,000 feet, I'd throw up. Let alone ride a mountain bike. No, just you're a professional athlete. Ride the mountain bike up. That's it. Why not just why take, so take the shuttle and have fun on the way down? Okay, well. These guys get like three weeks off a year. Adam had to spend not, one it, of them with me in Mexico, which is like not a week off. Right. They're, so they're, then there's two. They're elite athletes. A 30-minute climb is not going to kill them. They'll be fine. Who, who's to say that like... Not having to do that 30-minute climb didn't win the, the championship for Sexton. Who's to say that doing the 30-minute climb ground, grounded out and got him a little better shape? No one. Okay, well, no one is going to say the other way. I don't know. You don't know. All right, here's my rant of the night. Here Did it is. Your e-bikes Just, run out of batteries? So <laughs> oh, they suck when they're out of batteries. <laughs> 100 here's, pound. Here, yeah. <laughs> Just an anchor. Just an, I'm glad you two enjoy that. Ah. Uh, Here's a round of the night. Like, 
the bullshit stuff. Like, so Villaman was on Twitter earlier saying McAdoo was trying to take out Ferrandis. Unreal follow. Yeah, tremendous follow. Shane fucking around with Saxon in practice. I don't like... Stop that. Just stop it. Again, like I said earlier, you have eight rounds, nine rounds to do this all in. If you can't beat the guy and he beats you in a championship, then just make it. Just don't come in hot in the final... You know who didn't do that? Jeremy McGrath never did that stuff. Because he always won. He didn't need to. He didn't jack with anybody. He came into some tight title fights with Fro and... I don't think he, Did you ever have a tight title fight in Supercross? Not no, really. No. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of one. No. Did one go to the final round? You know what? I want to say one did. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I think. Anyways. The night that he cut the lights in Vegas? We got a question about that. We're going to ask a question about that. Vegas. Sorry. No. Hands up, don't shoot. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. It's fine. I just okay. don't want to skip the answer right now. No, I just think, that, you know, I don't know. It's it, And it could be something that's a generational thing. You know, it's <clears throat> about... You know, it's not just our sport. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think it's, a, it's, it's. So sober me had a question about like, I just feel like there's such a difference in opinion between like Supercross today and Supercross in the nineties or like early two thousands. I know you claim to not go on vital all the time, but every time I get bored or there's not my show on E or Bravo or 90 day fiance, I'm fucking on vital and everyone bitches about like what it used to be so for me like watching it from like the mid 2000s till now and you see highlights from back then of like two structures wham 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 through the whoops like where's the disconnect like where is it so much better back then because i just feel like all i see is people constantly complaining of what it used to be whether it's championships or tracks or bikes or or difficulty or mowing it down after qualifying like where is it so much better back then if there was never like a fierce like jeremy ran away with it almost every year oh i don't it was different right you know i think uh, i clearly two stroke and four stroke um completely change you know how how but the bottom there's one thing that hasn't changed the gate drops Checkered flag comes out. Yep. The best guy that night wins. Exactly. Every time. Exactly. He may not have been the fastest. He may not have been the best looking. He may have had some luck. He made or whatever. But the bottom line was is he was the best guy that race. Yep. And, and that hasn't changed. So I guess like from a fan's perspective, right, like you guys have both been on the inside. I don't even claim to be on the inside. I'm just – the only reason I'm here is because like honest to God, like I met Adam golfing while I was rehabbing an elbow surgery. Like, and we got close, and I met you, and now I'm here. So from a strict, like, fans. And I got a bat. Exactly. From a strict fan's perspective, I just don't see, even when it was, like, when Millsaps was out there and Wyndham was out there, and if Reed didn't get a start with James, James would lap up to seventh by himself, and and we would be watching DV and right. and, and Nick in, in eighth. Red like, dog. Red dog. And, sure, something like that. I just don't see, like, how can we not appreciate, like, I just don't feel like there's enough appreciation for the product that is Supercross right now. Like, you got to, like, last weekend you had Zacco, Dino, and Jason, who hadn't won a race, and Malcolm and Benny, who finished fifth? Eli? Uh, Eli got fifth. Where'd Benny finish? Uh, Like 12th or something. Who finished sixth? 12th. Yeah, 12th for Benny. Who finished sixth? Uh... 
it was um i don't know i don't know who it was what does it matter i need this though who finished six tickle Tickle. okay who finished seventh roxon roxon okay so up to sixth place five of those six guys hadn't won a race and they finished top five of six why are so many people whether it's toughness of the racers or their fucking podium interviews like why do people shit on these guys yeah. Well, I, you know that's that's that has gone on that that has gone on. Jeremy, back then. Jeremy was no Bob Hanna. Is there. that being me? Is that me no, being ignorant? No, to- no. I think I think there's there's so much more visibility to things behind the scenes and all the stuff that didn't happen back in that that time, yeah. right? Because you didn't have a cell phone and all that stuff. But it 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 was clearly there. You were as only good as your last yeah. race, and if you didn't win, you, yeah. were, you, you know, you know, and I, and that's one of the things I think is a problem that you know each each event. I think I think our sport talks about the championship too much, yeah, because yes. each event should be its own championship. Because yeah. yeah. yes. what happened? It's gnarly to win a race. You are a yep. badass, yeah, no doubt, 100%. and you should celebrate it. Like Taco it's, did not the, get the credit. No, that he not at all. And it's wrong. Yes. It's completely wrong. I don't and care if it's a championship or not. That event, he was the baddest dude yes, that night. That is my frustration with Supercross. As I watch it, and I'm like, holy shit, Benny Bloss is in third place, and there's eight minutes left, or there's right. ten minutes left. What we And I hate going back to my sport because like it's so different, and I know your viewers are probably tired of it, but it's like if the eight-hole guy hits three home runs in a night, yeah, and it's the fifth starter, and they blew out the bullpen the night before, and he's facing a call-up guy. No one fucking cares because it's round ball versus round bat. Yeah. And if you hit three home runs in a night, you're a bad dude. Yeah, nobody goes like, oh, it look, doesn't look, matter. look at the pitcher. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter yeah. what kind of track it is. If a guy who's never won a Supercross race before wins a Supercross race, he's like etched in history. If I hit a home run in the big leagues tomorrow, I'm still nobody. There's been thousands of people to hit home runs in the big leagues. So there's nothing even close in mainstream sports that equates to winning a Supercross race or winning a NASCAR race or winning yeah. like an F1 race. Like if you do that in, in motorsports in general, if you win a fucking race just a Saturday, you're a legend. And the fans of this sport just take it for nothing. Yeah, but when he was working for Jeremy and Jeremy was winning everything, people were like, Jeremy's no Bob Hanna. He doesn't even ride out. Jeremy can't win outdoors. So Bob. why can't we adjust? We just It just, it just doesn't. It, it's been that way throughout history. It's just been that How way, How do man. we change it then? How do we give Zacho more credit? How do we give, like, Davey well, Millsaps more credit or Kevin Windham? To like, be fair, there's more media now than ever doing these interviews with guys and talking about these guys. You know what I mean? So I feel like they are getting credit. I mean, yeah. look, they're well paid. You know what I mean? Millsaps made millions of dollars from racing yeah. motorcycles. You know what I mean? So, like, he was, you know, respected that way. And But I'm with you. Like, the fans are that way yeah. for sure. I guess that's my that's right. my frustration is for me. Like, when you say he made million, how many races did Millsaps win? Mm, in the premier class? Yes. Probably, like, six Five or six. Okay, so Zacho's won one. Yeah. For me, someone who's never been a big name in baseball, Darwin Barney. He went three Former seasons. Former Blue Jay. And Cub. Yeah. He went like X amount of seasons without making an error. And he was coming up on the cusp of a record or a franchise record, and like it was on MLB Network. Yeah. This guy's never made an all-star team. He's never hit 30 home runs. Yeah. But like for this one thing that he was really good at, it was all over the media. So, like, it, it's just, like, frustrating for me thinking about, like, these riders and what they go home to. Like, if Zacho was a baseball player, he'd not only be an all-star, 
but he would be selling jerseys. He's an all-star in Pulp Mix Fantasy. He is. He would be selling jerseys. He would be borderline in baseball fans a household name, but a household name in Supercross yeah. is Eli, yeah, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, it's, we don't have it's, just, it's frustrating coming from it's a, just a smaller sport. sport. We're just a smaller right. sport, and I just wish yeah. more people would appreciate like the 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 red dogs of the world, right? Like guys who never won a Supercross race, but like if I finished second in the home run race for ten years in a row, I'd be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. But we're talking about no, Eli. We, like, oh, he won one championship. Is he the goat? Like. No, we, like the we, guys, to, we toss our guys aside quickly. Yes, yeah, it's frustrating to see that. Yeah, yeah, that and happens. I just wish like more people like listening to this or like from my world, like there's guys who have never made an all-star team that if my kids somehow opened a baseball almanac and asked me about them, I would say that guy was fucking legit. Right. And I know that well, Supercross fans or Motocross fans would not do the same. We, they would. There's a there's a segment they that would. would. Say, it's just a small one. But right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's us it, three. Yeah. It, it, no. It, it. You're right to a point, but I mean. You know, I feel like it's our job in the media to to talk about these exactly. guys and do these things. And you know, Ezra Lusk, I just did a podcast with Ezra Lusk, and then somebody asked me about him. I'm like, look, Yogi was a bad dude on his day. He could beat Jeremy here and there. He won a lot of races. Never won a championship outside of an East title. Don't forget about Yogi. That's kind of yes. what I was, you know, kind of what I was saying. Like th- this guy was gnarly. So you it's know. just frustrating yeah. me. That's my rant, and right. it's like, okay, well, that's the race tech rant of the night. Sure. I like it. Cool. It's good. Good with that. All right. Let's go to commercial break. We'll come back. We've got the trivia contest with Skip. we got uh, motorsport.com tweet at uh, Talon, and, uh, and that's about it. So we'll stick around after that. Stick around after this, I should say. We'll be right back, and we'll see if Chris Betts can get his Art of Sport kit with his Skip Norfolk knowledge. <laughs> this should be fantastic. See you in a bit, everybody. you got to lay pipe and then just hopefully survive. <laughs> Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information.
it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about race tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, man. 
basically I've had the chance to do some stuff with Racetech recently with the CRF250R and of course the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Hey, Pulp listeners. This is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. 
Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys who wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up through the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Oh Lord, Jesse made another one. Huh? Packing the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. Huh? I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first nigga play, I'ma body a nigga. Huh? I just check my balance, I probably pull up to your hood and come buy me a nigga. No cap. You know that your hoe told you that nigga crazy. Don't think that she lied to your nigga. Bitch. Get caught with your hoe when I'm popping them both. Now they hot just like Bobby and Whitney. Huh? Say I'm the GOAT. Act like I don't know. But fuck it, I'm obviously winning. Don't make me go hit the bank. And take out a hundred to show you our pockets is different. Huh? I'm out with your bitch and I only want knowledge. She got a little mileage, I'm chilling. Huh? You disrespect me and I beat your ass up all in front of your Welcome back, everybody. Pop next show presented by motorsport.com. Till I pop out with a million. And uh, Fly Racing, this is Chris Betts' walk-up song. Is that is that correct? I can't dab with my Atlas Next Race on. If I cross-carpeted with this thing on, I'd walk away just fine. I didn't know you had walk-ups in minor. Like, like no problem? Like all Dude, the, I didn't if, know that. If you turned up, if you turned on the Get Up by Blanco Brown, every single person in Bowling Green, Kentucky would get up and say, fuck yeah, Chris Betts. Really? No doubt. That's your, that's, that's, that's your jam. Okay, all right. It's a country rap song, yep. and I played the crowd, and I played my vibes i don't listen to rap outside of the stadium okay all right okay well, that's it that's his walk-up song everybody chris Betts, skip norfolk maxima usa eli tomac clinching a championship using maxima usa geico honda chase sexton clinching a championship using maxima usa uh please check out the new peak system in their in their four-stroke engine oil performance enhancing additive chemistry unique and exclusive to maxima maximausa.com pulp 20 is the code to save with those guys uh i love the se1 it's my my maxima my favorite maxima product just made my factory bike look brand new new bike in a can yeah it was fantastic I sprayed all over everything that's the only bike work i've ever done really <laughs> yeah. just, just se1 oh five four fifty fucking grips to spokes what we need to do is you and marks need to get together Battle of the 05s, 06 and 05. You understand that, right, like, Marks? Yeah, I'm in. you you understand that that when Milestone was open, if I were to have ever been on a dirt bike, yeah, which was, I have not, no, never. Yep, Scouts Honor. Um, it, as soon as 9 a.m. hit after an hour of the track being open, I got off the vet track. I went straight to the fucking mini track <laughs> and like really? wherever the least amount of people is. I want. Yeah, yeah. The water truck comes out, and the main track is an absolute soppy Shit mess. Show, yeah. 
fucking get me out. You're there. out there. No doubt. I'm the guy that's like wide open and first just doing donuts in a 90 degree <laughs> trying to get going. Great. Um, so I think Marks has got me. If you give me like 45 seconds on a vet trek, I might have. We could do a Western challenge. Marks. Ooh, that could be interesting. Yep. If there's yep. any Honda like dealers that, that want to take my pristine 05 and give me a 110 straight up for it. You'll do it? I'll do it, even if my 05 is worth more. <laughs> that seems odd, but okay. Interesting tactics. Yeah, there yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right, so you're going to go. Are you playing for the Scotch Boom Bottle, or are you playing for the Art of Sport kit? What are you playing for here? What do I need to do to get both? Get 100% right. I'll go for both. There you go. Okay, and if I don't get it, I want the Scotch. The Scotch. Oh, you know what? The Boom Bottle. Who's going to give me more free shit after this? You claimed Art of Sport earlier, so that's all. No, no, no. I said I've seen baseball players from a certain agency getting Art of Sport. Do you want White Claws instead? No, you can't send me home with enough White Claws to make me happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Art of Sport, Art of Sport Nationwide at Target scores. Everything under $10. Charcoal, face wash, anti dandruff shampoo, all of it under 10 bucks. Artofsport.com. Kenny Roxon's involved with these guys, and there he's a partner in this with other guys like James Harden. Is there any baseball guys involved in it? Javi Baez. Oh, Javi Chris, Baez? Or, or Chris Bryant, one or the other. Mark? Okay. Let me get back to you. I've been using okay. the deodorant. I've been using her body wash. I really like the stuff. It works really well. It's fantastic. I had it up with me in Utah the whole time. So their products are formulated with the natural botanical ingredients to keep you smelling fresh all day. All products. Under, are you taking the empty white claws and trying to get the little bit out? I left some. Okay. I, I'm being a respectful guest. You are. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Artisport.com. All right. So just so you know, like Skip over here has been all over the world as a mechanic he was a crew chief for teams. Which teams? Factory Kawasaki. And? Uh, traders what slash. Years? I don't know all of the. I've heard horror stories about the traders teams. No. I think they were good. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Skip's done it all. Okay. In the Is sport. that your brownie? Cheers. All right. So, he's a legend. Okay. okay. He's won, I don't know how many Supercross races and nationals. It's phenomenal. It's, it's amazing. Just every. He woke up and just fell out of bed and they won all the time. Uh, he drove box fans when they were real mechanics, like doing real things. To Didn't the... you drive box fans? Yeah, but I wasn't on their level. So <laughs> it was, these guys were real mechanics, all right? So. Pimp my ride, box fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put a fucking yeah. engine builder in here because you're a mechanic. Okay, so here's some questions. Here's some facts about Skip Norfolk. Okay. Some are true, some are false. Okay. You have to guess what it is, all right? So I don't know how much homework you did on Skip. You said you were going to do a lot. Of I didn't homework. get to it. I almost crashed okay. on the way here. <laughs> okay. All right. Was Skip? Skip was the general manager at One Industries. True or false? False. That's true. Fuck my ass. You're on, I you're, thought it was no fear. That's coming up later. <laughs> you blew it. But he. Uh, so you are now out of the running for both prizes. <laughs> right, so right, now, right. You, so now you have to get fifty percent right okay, to get okay. the, the get Scotch boot butter. Uh, Skip was accepted to the United States Air Force Academy. How old are you? Fifty three. How long have you been wrenching? At eighty seven. False. Uh, that's true. Fuck. Yep. All right. Okay. So Did you bail out early. Hold yeah, on. Wait. Yeah. All right. He did not attend the academy because he went to work for Honda. True. False. He went to Fuck. work for Kawasaki. <laughs> oh. 
Skip has a brother named Chip. True. False. <laughs> When's the true going to come up? <laughs> I'm not stupid, dude. Okay. Skip and Chip. Who would have fucking... I thought their parents were creative. <laughs> His brother's name is Sean. God. How'd you get stuck with that awesome name and he got just Sean? <laughs> yeah, Skip has a top 10 finish at Loretta's. True. False. Oh, my God. I swear to God. I'm gonna... <laughs> you have a 50% chance. 50% chance. Okay. Couldn't have been AC's mechanic. He won fucking everything. Okay. Uh, his rider, Jeremy McGrath, once threatened to fire him for trying to pick up on his chick. True. That's false. Oh, my God. Chanceability. You, you can say goodbye to Art of Sports. Say goodbye to Skosh. Hey, this white claws are looking good right now, yeah. aren't they? I feel so... This is the most sober I've felt the whole show, too. Fuck, that guy drinks a lot. Chicken, chicken weighs in. God bless. Uh, as more Canadian, Skip has more Canadian wins than me. It, no doubt. True. That's false. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We've never had anybody be this bad. How does he not have more wins than you in anything? Not up in Canada. Oh. <laughs> when Skip was working at No Fear, he once went to the batting cages with Mark McGuire. True. That's false. Oh, my God. When is there we talked about that earlier. When is there going to be something truthful in here? You're a fucking dick. Double or nothing. His first professional win is a true. That's false. That's false. <laughs> <laughs> it was Larry Rosler. His first professional what win. One of the first, the next fucking one, it was true, and then the rest were false? No. Skip invented Microsoft. False. No, the one, the one industries was true. Accepted in the Air Force Academy was true. And then the rest were false. He came out of wrenching retirement to help Jeremy win the 96. False. God damn it! What the hell? <laughs> I literally, I was like, you know, this is. I'm going home with this Bluetooth speaker. I'm gonna be bumping shit out by the grill at no, my house. You're not. I can't afford. You're not getting nothing. And I just now I'm going home empty hand. I can't. You knew nothing it. about Skip Norfolk. Nothing. You got everyone wrong. You rigged that. You How were like, it? you were like, he got two trues wrong, and now he's gonna. Bet on true the rest no, the, of the night. I, the, that was, I read you all the questions I had. That was false, it. false, 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 false. The fair I bet like would have been like seven trues and five falses. I don't know, man. God. You Bless. suck. You suck. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, fuck Steve Mathis. That's so ridiculous. I don't want the, the, the fucking works connection Chris call anymore. No, you don't want that? You're, you're bailing? Right. Oh, you're a poor loser, huh? I'm terrible loser. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure, like, like unequivocally done and dusted, I had that shit on lock. No, you didn't do your Skip Norfolk homework. As a brother named Chip. Who's going to name a brother Skip and His Chip? His name's Skip. <laughs> They're not going to do that to both of them. Is that your name on your birth certificate? No. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, motorsport.com, tweet at Talon. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Artisport.com, don't forget about those guys. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs, no motorsport. 
is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance. Motorsport.com for more information. Go through the widget on Pulp MX to make a purchase from Motorsport, and we get a small slice of that. Also, uh, go on Pulp MX Show page on Motorsport.com and uh, dial yourself in. They got some some partner deals uh, on there. So thanks to those guys for making it happen. Ryan Villapoto and I. Motorsport.com team members as well as Blue Crew members. So these questions are submitted to at Show, and Chris Betts, myself, and Skip Norfolk will try to answer them. All right, let's do this. All right, first one from Beaks and Talons. What is more dangerous, being Eli superfan Dylan's boxer Sunday night or being Chiz and getting tripled over by Fast Freddy in the LCQ? Uh, being Dylan's boxer is definitely more of, a, more of an issue. Yeah, yeah. Dylan's a superfan. Dylan's boxer? Boxers. Like underwear. Oh, God. Yeah. After Eli won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. From Clippy Clippy. If Baggett says you can stay in his motorhome for the Nationals and all you have to do is go to a Trump rally with him, how many MAGA hats <laughs> are you buying? <laughs> no hats, but I'll go. I'll go. Because it could be great people viewing, but I'm not buying a hat. No. Should be plenty of space. Yeah. <laughs> all right. From Smorsky281. Steve, how is it that Supercross is the first and only sport to finish up its season, but we can't seem to make it into Twitter's trending sports section? Are we that small? Yeah, we're that small. My old thing, we're that small. Get used to it, everybody. What? We're in your basement. Yeah, we're we're in a basement (laughs) doing a podcast show. That's it. That's X Games, ESPN, Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon. Sports all been featured in this stuff, and it's never really grown. So just take it for what it is. We love it, and that's that's it. That's how it's going to be. All right, from J Ross two sixteen, bets with Pulp Meg's curse of sponsored riders having lackluster results. Are you worried that the same will transfer to you on the field? I think it already has. I don't have a fucking job right now. Yeah, good point. The <laughs> pandemic came. <laughs> what was it? Ten bucks? Ten bucks a homer? I don't know what we agreed to, yeah. but I haven't gotten shit. Right, right. <laughs> I had a home run foul. Did in you spring get your? Training. Did you get your Pulp Mex Oh yeah, I got them. They're, they're sitting in Port Charlotte, Florida, okay. at my locker because right. we thought we were going to be back in a yeah, couple weeks. Yeah. He's running a Pulp Mex logo here, and I'm going to pay him for every homer. Was. Was. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. We're expanding all over Pulp, pulp Baseball. Go. Pulp Baseball. <clears throat> all right, from Bud's Creek Nationals. Skip, how long until your brewery is up and running, and will there be moto-related naming of the beers? Oh, I'm hoping in about May. I'm hoping in end of July, August. And, yes, we'll have a few. We're going to do a live show from there. All right, but that'd be yeah, cool. That'd we're going to do a really live cool. show from there. I don't know that'd how we're going to pull it off. You better pay but... full price. Why would I pay full price? Your friend's business. I've paid full price for every single AC article clothing I got to support the man. But I'm going to support him by doing a free uh, show from his brewery. What? Right? I'm going to do a free show from his brewery to, to get attention to it. <laughs> you just went on like three questions ago about how niche the sport is. Yeah. So why? Right, okay, right, okay, all right. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> From SXMX. Please guy. just cut a bunch of bets clips for just social purposes, please. <laughs> Steve, did you ever find out what happened to Bobby Hewitt or who the new team manager is at Rockstar Husky? I want to know about this. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I just I think Husky wanted him out, and then they're fighting legally over the 
ownership of the 250 team because Bobby sold the 450 team a few years ago, I believe. So they're fighting over the value of the 250 team. I think Scuba Steve, I don't know Steve's last name, but Scuba's the new team manager over there. Um, but yeah. Can you imagine just like in major league, like in any A kind guy of- named Scuba Steve is the general manager and you don't know who he is? No, I don't know his last name. Scuba. God bless. But um, the owner of the team just stopped coming to the races and like no one will tell you on the record what happened. That's like the Cubs firing their manager and just, what manager? Hey, the guy that was here the other day, like, is he, what's happened to him? What are you talking about? That's our sport. This happens. That's the, it's happening right now. Whew. It's happening right now. Bobby Hewitt's out and he's gone and no one will say anything. I love Cowie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Stepbro, what's the percentage blame pie on Steve that McAdoo takes Ramit seriously to this day? Return of the Ramit butt patch? He's aggressive. McAdoo. He's aggressive. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why did you give him Ramit for straight rhythm when he couldn't touch anybody? Is Be- my j- like I've literally wondered that for so long. Because he was going to ride a Pulp Mix bike. Okay. And we were going to take a privateer bike. Okay. And ramp it up the asses of the factories. But that took a turn. That's totally. Oh different. yeah, no, no. Like, like everything at Pulp Mix, it went sideways <laughs> and a and you know. Because yeah. I've always heard that and been like. All right, when was he going to, like, was he going to just fucking, as, as no, the guy we were, on the right we was gonna, peeling off, he was going to fucking gun it into there? No, <laughs> we were, as a small, independent moto media, we Did were going to... wrench for him? No. Oh, of course. I hired Jericho. Naturally. Yeah. You're bringing the ruckus to that ish. I was going to, we, we at Pulpamex were going to, you know, show the factories what was up. Did you? No. Okay. No. Went terrible. He's just... In, in my, my ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Troy Benjamin asks, Skip, tell us the story of the night the lights went out in the Vegas 95 from Please. your perspective. Uh, uh, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of things behind the scenes going on from the, <clears throat> the riders and whether or not they were going to you know, try to have some type of unity about <clears throat> certain decisions that were not taking place and there was not a lot of benefits or not a lot of things being looked after from the athlete standpoint um you know i think at the time decision was made it was, a little, it was dangerous you yeah. know decision was made but i don't know do you, how close did you do you remember coming close to racing or was it always like hey we're not racing like were you prepping uh, my, the bike for the main type deal yeah no i think by that time we're kind of done okay you know and i think the recollection was is you know there's an opportunity here to I don't know. It's weird. I, maybe it's an opportunity here to make a stand. You know, at some point, right. somebody's got to make a stand. And, and then Yamaha go. went out, though. Yeah. Yamaha guys went out. Yeah. 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 So they, they, it was just, you know, I, I guess there was, a, there was an opportunity that the athletes could have taken yeah. to potentially have changed how things are, are handled and looked at. Did, you, did it, you think it, it was too happen. dangerous to ride, to race? Like, did you ever go out there and look at it and... Were you thinking dangerous in what way? Like the lights went out in the stadium, uh, so they had emergency lights. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you know, it was. Right. What do you think though about like, like you guys don't have a union? Like, does NASCAR have a union? They got an association. So yeah, so like, it's different. Do we think a little high higher of the governing bodies of Supercross for getting these guys back agreeing to something? Because like, 
for not having a union, they talked to the owners quite a bit, it seems like. They did this time, for so, sure, now. So that's but what not I'm saying. a lot. It's like, in your mind, did they kind of just go up a notch because they we'll took... We'll see if it continues. I, I, I do agree the communication was good. For outdoors and indoors to get together and figure yeah. something out. It's pretty... I'm sitting here, yeah. and the big leagues have a union, and I'm just, like, sitting on my couch doing this janky radio show. Like, I don't have a job right now. Like, and I have a union. So that's where it's like, the promoters of the sport kind of hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah. And the riders, like, I would have to imagine that, like, if the purses were, like, aggressively undervalued, most of the riders wouldn't have gone out there. Well, mm. I, No, they're paid by the teams. The teams so are... Okay. Well, it's not even the teams. It's the OEMs yeah. that, are running, that, are, that are there, right? So yeah. when... Yeah. It's the OEMs. So is this FIM or AMA's deal getting these guys back, these seven it's, races? It's really failed, the promoter. Yeah. It's really Feld. So do we owe Feld like kind of like a hell yeah good job? Like they were more communicative than they've ever been. Because we've shit on them for a couple years oh, now. Yeah. It seems like and like they just knocked this out of the park. It's it. Yeah. As a fan, I don't I don't know what the bonuses were. I don't know what the pay was. I don't know what the championship payout was. But as a fan, it feels like they absolutely knocked it out of the park because everyone who's deserving to be out there was there and committed to seven weeks in one spot away from. Seven family races, or extended yeah. family, yeah. like seven races, yep. and did it. Yeah. And all these other sports with unions are just sitting at home slapping their johns around. Like, Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it was more, more communication than they've, than they've done. Um, they were in a tough spot, right? They want to get money from NBC, mm-hmm. um, just TV money, you know, just the same thing. And they need the teams and OEMs to get on board. So they had to come around and, you know, say, hey, this is what we're, we want to do. What do you guys think? How is it going to work? You know what I mean? Like. Because the teams could be like pound sand, man. Because like the, mm-hmm. the, like Skip, you'll know this. Like the Honda guys, like they weren't really allowed to do much. Like per Honda Corporation policy, Corporate. masks on. Here's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like like there was some serious. What stuff do you mean going do on. much? Like at the races or no, during the weeks? Yeah, or? all of that. All of that. They had to rotate shifts in the shop. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like a, like it wasn't like an independent team where the boss is like, ah, screw this, screw this COVID. You guys do whatever you need. No, the OEMs <laughs> had to really follow the rules. Therefore, ergo, they could have told Fell, listen, we're not racing because mm-hmm. corporately we can't go there just for the rules of the company. You know what I mean? So uh, especially California, too, like a little stricter than a lot of states. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they felt had to play nice and they did. So I just I mean, I would like same thing as I was saying with like the lesser, not the lesser, but like not the top tier riders. Like look around, like besides NASCAR and e-racing, who's going right now? Like we got yeah, our sport yeah. in. Well, your your baseball guys are just the, your owner. Your owners. You're, they're you're, killing they're, us. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. Same with the NFL though. Like you look at things like franchise tags. You think about a franchise tag, it's pretty messed up. Like yeah, let's take our best player, tag them, and say, okay, cool, we got our best player. We don't have to pay him like a yeah, best player. Right. Let's uh, look at. That's not necessarily true though, is it? Thirty-one was it? What did what did Prescott just sign? For? Well, he signed thirty-one for one year. If he breaks his tibia and the Cowboys get a better starter and he's in relatively speaking a Colin Kaepernick situation where he never gets a job again he's screwed he could sign a a six-year deal right now for 31 a year but him signing 31 for one year he's got to make it through the whole year healthy to no, no understood but 31 million dollars a year is that's great but that's yeah. setting your kids up and we're talking like obviously generational but yeah I don't think it's greed as much as what's on the table. For what Dak Pre- – like if in baseball, if Mike Trout had to sign a $20 million one-year deal and had no choice, the world would burn down in baseball world. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, next question. 
from Caddy Wampus 510. Will Chase Sexton get a moto win this season in outdoors? No. No. 450s. Not with AC. Steve. Uh, oh, from. <laughs> yeah? Uh, yeah? That, uh, okay. Maybe. All right. From Plastic Forkner. I can't believe you got every question wrong. God, I, I want to redo something. From Plastic Forkner. Steve, you can only have one for the rest of your life. Blue Crew at Prime Prepped Western or Intense Taser in Salt Lake City? Nah, Taser in Salt Lake City, You're on bro. Crack. Dude. It was beautiful. Like, it was so, like. It was just amazing. You're just riding on these mountain bikes. I know. We saw it every day. (laughs) Skip is really jabbing with the mountain bike stuff. (laughs) Really jabbing. You got paid to go ride a mountain bike. (laughs) Dude, you're riding on these mulch trails that are like hard pack, and there's like berms in the corners, and you're flowing down, and there's evergreens over you, and it's smelling, and there's wildlife, and like it's fucking amazing. cool, huh? Really cool. I mean, I don't fish. I'm just jealous. Yeah, that's all. I don't fish, but it, I mean, I don't do any of that. I don't camp or fish or anything. But these trails were amazing. They're just, just amazing. From Jay Miranda, thirty-eight, for Chris Betts. What's your opinion on AC not winning Rookie of the Year title? Horseshit. Does your third place season prediction carry over to outdoors? What's, what was my third place season prediction? I've thrown a lot of stuff out there. You said he was going <laughs> to finish third in the championship okay. for Supercross. Um, he, I mean, off. That's my horse. We're winning. Yeah. He's got the number one this time next summer. No doubt. Ride or die. Yeah. I didn't come in here wearing an Eli sweater. You didn't. Done. Yeah. With with, with an AC shirt underneath. It's there. Can we? This might take a little while. With the Atlas brace, too. There There it is. Boom. Read and weep. No, we're winning. Third place? We got it. We're essentially the reigning champ, right? No, Eli is. I mean, we're half the reigning champ. Okay. <laughs> we I raced mean, the same tracks last year. I mean, yeah, half the reigning champ. Sure, I've never All heard right. of that called that way, but sure. Yeah, uh, From Keelan Meston, I'm, I don't know if this is an inside story. Oh, no. Ask it, deviled eggs or Dr. Pepper? Wow. Oh, Dr. Pepper. But that's close. You're, oh, you're a devil egg guy? Huh? Yeah. Dude, yeah. Dude, I just I just had them some for the first time in like forever, like Excuse maybe me? two months ago. They really? were so good. Oh, yeah. I forgot how good those things are. They're amazing. No, I had them up there when we were in Canada racing. Yep. They had them with the bacon in them. And that was the first time I ever had bacon in them. And you loved it? Oh, I loved it. It was <laughs> awesome. Way to go, Keelan. But uh, but Dr. Pepper also is, oh, yeah. is a... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a Dr. Pepper guy. Who, who Do you have more Dr. Peppers than Brooks has Mountain Dews? No. No. Nobody has more Mountain Dews than Larry Brooks? Yeah. All right, Alex Ratner. Chris Betts, what type of person is more annoying? The I used to be fast moto guy or the I could have gone pro baseball guy? Have you ever gotten both in one? Ooh. Um, no, because I always get the, the guy who's like, I could have gone pro in baseball, but my cousin-in-law is really fast on a dirt bike. I never get the same in one. And I'm also not stupid enough to be like, yeah, I'm a pro in baseball, but if I could have stuck with it, I could have gone pro in dirt bikes. Um, the pro in baseball is way more frustrating to me because, like, there's so many chances for you to go professional in baseball. It really isn't that big of a fucking deal. Like, if there's 750 yeah. major league roster spots right, and then you times, let's say, well, just for a round number, 30 spots 
for seven minor league teams yeah. for each organization. Yep. We're like in the thousands, yeah. tens of thousands. Yeah. If you're a minor league baseball player, like you don't mean shit to me. So, right. If you if you say like I could have gone pro but I blew up my shoulder, kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. Next question. How about those guys? Like we used to have uh, in Winnipeg, uh, it was uh, independent league. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was called. The Jets. No, that's a hockey team. Ah, but um, <laughs> but it was <laughs> that was the next trivia question you had that you were going to get wrong. It was uh, you know who played there it was uh. Uh, Do you remember uh, when Pedro Guerrero played there? I don't know who that. Your mom asked me the same fucking. Thing. No, she did. She. Do you remember when she was like, "Oh, did you ever play for the Winnipeg Blanks?" Gold like, eyes. I think that's an independent league team, Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it is. It is. But my point. Okay, my point was, uh, uh, some of those guys make the majors. No. No, they do. I mean, we're talking Zimmerman. Supers. Zimmerman did, you know. Ryan Zimmerman. Yes, he played in the You're independent high. league. High. He was you, the first I pick will, for the Nationals ever. Okay, maybe not Ryan Zimmerman then. Who was He was it? literally the first round pick for the okay, Nationals in the on, history of the on, organization. Rick, Rick Zimmerman. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan Zimmerman, the third baseman that's 6'3". That oh, no, pitcher, pitcher. Okay. Uh, Zimmerman, pitcher. Um, uh, okay. Oh, here we go again. Here we go. Great <laughs> radio, bros. <laughs> Wait, speaking of DV, you said he deleted his Twitter? What? Uh, I, I can't pull it up. It's like... It'll pull it up, but there's no tweets there or anything. And Maybe so, he blocked you. get blocked? Ah, yeah, okay. Nah. So, Jeff Zimmerman. I Je don't know who that is. Okay, but what, my point is, this league had guys that made the majors. What league is it? Independent league. What league? Winnipeg what? Gold Eyes. Gold Eyes Major Leaguers. Let's see this. Are you shitting on the Winnipeg Gold Eyes? I hope you're Bro, not. It's, if, if I got released from baseball and it was my choice to play in an independent league to try and get back into affiliated baseball yeah. or start selling real estate or doing moto podcasts, I would either be slinging houses or independent Northern bikes. League. Independent Northern League. I, you wouldn't catch me okay. doing it. Here's I don't have the balls to grind with those okay. guys. Okay, bets. Here's my point. It was pretty amazing. You talk about all those guys in the major leagues yeah. and, and like they're all drafted and yes. signed. Yes, There's these guys from an independent league yes. that you know are making nothing. No doubt. And they make the majors. And my whole point was like, fuck them. That's gnarly. That's, that's so really, gnarly yes. to make the majors from that league. 100% that's mutual all respect. Right. It's just like a one of like 1,000 thing. It doesn't happen very often. Okay. From El Hombre Dylan, update <laughs> on Colt and Forkner. What? Update on Colt and Forkner. Colt broke his arm. I didn't hear that. I heard arm. Uh, Forkner punctured lung or something, and then uh, something else was broken too. I don't remember. But oh, wow. And did you see March Banks is out for the outdoors? That really? was announced yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened? He crashed three races ago. Yeah. I know that, but oh, like, what was the injury? I don't, know, I don't know what the injury was. I don't know what it ended up being, but it must have been pretty serious. Yeah. Wow. I know he was saying back pain at the race, but they, they, they carted him off, but he was sitting upright. So, you know, it's not. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Thank you. <laughs> From <laughs> Tom Townsend. <laughs> In Barsha's Instagram post, he thanked everyone but Yamaha. Is there bad blood? <laughs> I saw that. Uh, he went back and posted another one thanking Yamaha. Okay. Yeah. Because people like us were... Probably. <laughs> diving into it. Uh, from Jackie Rice, how did the 250 teams make it around the 10-person limit, especially Geico with five riders? Uh, it wasn't a 10-person limit, I don't believe. I think it was per rider. So many people per rider. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, from Jimmy Best to Chris Betts, how did you get into motocross? Who was your idol? Uh, I didn't really. 
Tim Ferry? I didn't even know who that was for a long time. Um, That's bullshit. My grandfather claims to have raced against DeCoster at, like, Carlsbad and stuff, and which I totally believe in the guy's honest Abe. Um, so then my dad was naturally into it, and they rode, like, ATCs growing up. And then when I turned, like, five or six, all I wanted was a 50, and kind of from there, like... Uh, go back. There, we did a podcast. Chris and I did a podcast uh, about his sort of career yeah. and coming up and everything else. Maybe like um, I don't know, six months ago. No, it was it's probably a year ago now. Was it? It was really no, interesting. No, no, you're right. Yeah. It was like six, eight yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get into you're going to Supercross yeah. for the first time. Get yeah. into how Will Hahn owes you some beer. Yes, because Will Hahn owes me beer. Mike Michael Byrne made me cry. Michael Byrne made you cry. Oh, it's electric. Burner made you cry. I asked for an autograph for him, and I said like. I was really young, like right when we got into riding dirt bikes, and I got a the KTM, the big boy 50, because um, I was too fat to ride the the PW or the CRF. Um, and then my dad got a, the KX 250, and I think Burner was teammates with James at the time. Who's the Cowie? <laughs> I think so. Oh, you should man! I should have told me I could have whipped his ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was there then. And they were. That's when like they weren't running like many like sponsor graphics on the bikes. Like it was just pretty like. To me, I remember it being very like. I think a, at that time it was just a Chevy logo. Yeah, it was a Cowie, Cowie Cow, bike. Chevy logo, yeah. And my dad wore 26 when he was in college. And my parents had me super young. I remember my dad playing in college. So I always, that's why I wear 26. Because I remember watching him play in 26. And I went up to Burner and was like, my dad has a brand new Kawasaki 250, number 26, looks the same as yours. And I was expecting to be like, oh, my God, that's so cool, dude. Like, here's an autograph. And he, I didn't have anything for him to sign. He was like, cool. Like, shoot me off. <laughs> and I, like, went to my dad crying. And he's like, what do you expect? You didn't have anything for him to sign. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bet Will Hahn a case of beers when I was in, like, middle school over this, like, messaging app that was super popular. And I took his Instagram name that I had just followed and typed it into this messaging app. And it led me to his actual, like, profile. And I was sitting in my game room at my parents' house playing, like, MX vs. ATV with my buddy Connor Wojo. And I was like, dude, we should see if he's on this this app. And sure enough, it pops up in his, his profile and everything. And I was like, hey, like, me and my buddy love you. Like, he was the underdog. And we were like, we'll buy you a 12-pack of beers when we're old enough if you win the championship. And that's the year he won. The same <laughs> season and everything. And so when I met Steve, I told him that story, and I still actually owe him a yeah. case of beers because yeah. Steve forgot to get me one for him. Um, oh, that's that's, yeah. that's right. yeah, I actually funny. owe Will Hahn a case of beers like that's from like cool. 10 years ago. All right. All right, from Chad H., we might have covered this one. Why didn't Marquier, fifth in the LCQ, get nickel spot in the main? Um, yeah, they did that one time for a – but that was a triple crown. So the triple crown happened. Someone crashed out, and they said, okay – He's gone. We're taking 22 to the main. But this was already the night show had already started. So they don't do that for the, when the night show starts. But I know they did it for a Triple Crown where they were like, well, we know this guy is out. And he qualified yeah, it's kind of, it's, 12th or something. Oh, so. that's, that's a, if there's a spot on the gate, fill it. Yeah. It's a bet. Like, I mean, I'm not arguing. Yeah, that's but I, yeah. All right. Last one from Team SOL. Is Reed's 09 championship with the Lloyds of London and bonuses all in the biggest payday for a championship? Yeah, I'd say so. Five million dollars, he told yeah. me. Yeah, bought two right. two point five million insurance Jesus. policies. Yeah, be interesting to see who else has been doing that, right? To, yeah, to talk about the, it. Oh, it's out there. It's yeah. a lot of it's out there. Yeah, these guys Buying do a lot of it. Policies? Yeah, yeah, a lot of it's out there. I, I mean, I even know someone who's got one on Marty. 
Like, you had to get top tens, and you got it. You cashed in. So, it's it's a lot of people are doing it, for sure. So, uh, all right. That's the motorsport.com. Tweet it. Talon segment. That's old news, right? Thanks to Eli Tomac, Chase Sexton, Zach Osborne. Don't forget, Osborne. Cold cool. call show, that yeah. Cool. And, of course, uh, I want to thank uh, Kay Clayson as well. 31000 31, What was it? Yeah, $31,000. That's so awesome. That's that's really cool. That's a yeah. down payment on a house. That's right? Really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Thanks to the people who buying the raffle tickets. Yeah, thank you to Yamaha. Man. Yamaha, man. Yeah. Giving us a bike. It's pretty cool. Yes. Very. Yeah. Yeah. So thank, thanks and to Blue Crew. two generators that work together. I don't know what that means. Yeah. What does that mean? Ask Marks. I looked it up, and it's because they're an inverter, <laughs> so they're quieter. And if you need uh, to yeah. run, like, your stove and, and something else in your trailer you then you run both of them at the same time yeah. so you can get the same power yeah, run them in parallel okay that look makes at sense. lone wolf doing the research bro yeah <laughs> digging deep on generator it's knowledge making me proud right yeah i like it yeah um yeah it's fun show good times uh thanks skip thank you for coming in i enjoyed it appreciate every time. it every time. yeah it's it's really great you add a lot to the show for sure you do a great job um people thank people you. love it fortunately your trivia f- contest didn't God go that well bless. but yeah you know. i don't know what was i you rigged it I mean, I just Some baseball you, players are a little smarter. Yeah, me too. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Bets, thank you for driving up from SoCal for this. I, I hit you up, and you're like, I'm in. Yeah. I it was really easy. Yeah, you got nothing going you on. You let me know. I'm back. Wow. People, you were a big hit on Twitter tonight. Big hit on Twitter. Well, just if you want me next Monday, you just got to text Hannah, not me. Why? Because she's a fucking boss, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like Kiefer and act like she didn't run the show. Right, yeah. She's got the boobs. I got the terrible body. Yeah. She's in charge. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I outkicked my coverage. Hey, babe, can I go do this? Yeah. No? All right, that's fine. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Hannah. Live another yeah, day. thank you, Hannah. So thank you, Hannah. Uh, good luck to you and Adam also. Yeah, in the he's co- going to kill it, dude. Yeah. He's going to be all right. Well, you said he's going to win the number one. I've never been to a national. I need to go if I'm not playing yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, go to one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the schedule. I was going to tell you which one to go to, but I think we only know the first two rounds right now. I've ridden Powell, and then Loretta Lynn's. I've ridden Fox. Maybe I could give him some pointers. If you were to ride, you would have ridden theoretically. Fox. And I don't think they're going to conjoin the pit bike track with the main track. So like, I don't know how much right. knowledge I'm going to be able to give them. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, not probably, a lot. Not, probably not, not, a lot, not much. Yeah. Uh, but thank you to both for coming in. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, thanks to SwizzCore. No thanks to Moser. Uh, Marks, thank you. Hey, my pleasure. Talon, thank you, especially, thank for you. The, especially for the hot tub uh, adjustment, too, earlier yeah. today. So. Let me know in the morning how it looks, hopefully crystal clear again. Well, the last time you said, hey, Pookie, do this and do that when I was gone, and then it didn't work, so. Yeah, I don't It should it should be clearing right up. He I didn't don't, account I'm not sure. for the amount of sex that was going to be happening in that hot tub. <laughs> that's while true. You were yeah, so. Without you there, yeah. He didn't. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. From the top. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. We're back next week with Chris Kiefer. And uh, Jason Thomas in studio for Skip Norfolk, Chris Betts. I'm Steve Mathis. Thanks for listening. See you all next week. I had two things on my mind, winning races and smashing pussy. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
star. 